You are watching the vodka stream. What is happening, everybody? What's going on? It's Friday, so you know what time it is. You know what time it is. Time to grab a drink or, you know, doesn't have to be an alcoholic beverage. But you can come join the fun. Much to discuss, of course, with the panel tonight. And uh, obviously, I appreciate you guys clicking in right now. Spread the word. Spread the word. Do it. Do it. But hopefully you guys had a good week. Busy week, of course, for me, as per usual. But uh, yeah, hopefully you guys had a good week. And uh, like I said, you know, like I've been doing again for um past few streams is kind of like an ask me anything right before we get the panel on here. So go ahead and start pumping in those questions and make sure you smash that like thumbs up, do all that, you know. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, like I said, I know the news is slow, but hey, you know, we try to make the best of it, don't we? What's going on, Ryan? Not feeling good? Okay, well, nothing wrong with that. Thank you, Phil, for the... uh yeah, thumbnail. It's just kind of like, all right. But I figured I, I gotta, I gotta rock those Rebel Moon covers because they're great. So, hey, we got Seek right here. I think Seek. Well, yeah, Seek will be joining later, of course. Mister Venom, what's going on? We got Mister Nobody. We got Mister Nobody. So, yeah, and we got, hey, we got Mama Film Junkie here. We got Tet as well. So always great, always great to see. And then look at this, Mister Jason McKenzie, always. Always uh, helping out the pirate ship, and uh, you know, and I so much appreciate it. You know, anytime that I get a any kind of super chat or anything like that, it def it definitely is go it goes back into the pirate ship, which is just so freaking great. So, cheers, brother! Always appreciate it, Jason. Always appreciate you. Always appreciate you. And I know you. I don't know. I uh, I don't know if you like poured a glass of wine yet, but if you have, cheers. <laughs> mm. But yes, much appreciated, sir. Much appreciated. So let's see. If I could crew, hope you all have, uh, don't have to rake leaves. From yeah, I know, right? It's still hot over here. So it's still very much hot over here. It hasn't, we haven't gotten our fall weather yet. I mean, it's technically fall, but it's still hot. It's still in the 90s over where I'm at. So. And of course, we got the uh, the NLCS game playing right now. The Phillies just took the lead, four to two. All right, we got some intense playoff baseball happening right now. Of course, over in the ALCS, the Rangers. I thought they were going to be unstoppable, but turns out not so much because the Astros have won the last three games. Now it's three to two when it comes to that series. It's just been crazy. Just been crazy. Just been crazy. So whiskey tonight for sure, Jason. I was like, you know what? I don't know why. I was like, I was just, for some reason, there was something. There was something this week. A lot of whiskey talk that I heard this week for some reason. So I was like, I got I to gotta get the bourbon. Got to get that. Got to get the whiskey tonight. So, But uh, before we start going, and like I said, guys, full on, just ask me whatever the heck you want to ask me. Pump in the questions as much as possible. But I did want to make note of uh, something that was... Um, that was released last week. And as soon as we can, as soon as we can, uh, we'll get him back on the stream. I know he was busy tonight, but, uh, Mr. Jacob Riddle, of course, who has been on the stream, you guys know who I'm talking about. 
If you don't, he's been on the stream a couple of times. Somebody I met, young man that I met at Full Circle. Nice dude. Good head on his shoulders. Uh, he makes short films and he he made, he was making a he was working on a film called The One Man Show and he released it last last week. And you can find it on YouTube. Just type in Jacob Riddle, type in One Man Show, whatever you want to do. Let me go ahead and share the screen a little bit. But uh, check it out. Donate. He's also got a donate. I think he's got a donate thing, too. I think he has a donate link. Am I right? I don't know. No, maybe not. I know he was like he was running something on his social media. But, yeah, he was running like an AFSP thing. But, uh, yeah, if you guys have not seen his uh, one-man show, we've talked about it. We saw the trailer and everything. We, we went over the trailer the last time he was here. And just good stuff. Just good stuff. Let's get that background in there. But uh, very, just a very well done short film. Very well done short film. So, and I like how he has a quote right at the beginning. But yeah, if you haven't checked it out, do yourself a favor. Just very well done. A little meta too, by the way. I was like, oh yeah. But just, yeah. So, I mean, it's, when it comes to short film. One good way that you can help build urgency in the sale is asking what are called consequences. Okay. Think about it a lot recently. But yeah, check it out. It's pretty damn good. But we'll talk about it with him the next time he comes on. So just a very good short film right there. And I was like, ooh, very impressive. Very impressive, sir. So make sure you guys check that out. I, sh I should have provided the link down below. I could probably yeah, I could provide the link right here and just add it to the to the super chat. Where am I at here? Nope, don't do that. Okay. Yeah, speaking of hot, I need to turn up my AC. My God. So so there's a link right there. Go check it out. Give it a like. Spread it around. Just very good stuff. I mean, the man is uh, doing some great work over there. So it's really cool. Really cool. So let's see. What do you think of the end scenes of Ahsoka and Balin? Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I still have not finished Ahsoka. I've, yeah, I have been lacking. I think it's like because I, I started falling so behind on Ahsoka, and I will, I'll, I'll, I'll eventually get there. I just fell so behind after that, you know, that awesome episode when Anakin came back. And I was like, oh, wow, this is great. This, and I, was, I, I think like in my mind, I was like, that, that, it can't get any better than this episode, right? So I didn't rush to go see, to watch like the last remaining episodes. And then, well, the next episode, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, it was like one episode after the other and I was like not cut up. So I'm still not caught up. I will, though, you know, and it's like it sucks. I, I know I, I should have, but I'm sure those scenes are great. I know. But I'm like, I'm 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 mad at myself for not uh, fully catching up on it. Sadly, I will, though. Don't worry. I'll get there. I'll get there. Hell yeah. Whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, it's all just. Yeah baking it's baking over here hey there's jose <laughs> haven't seen you in a little bit i figured uh you know after what happened with the the dodgers uh, you kind of went in hiding a little bit here and then it sucks because everybody pretty well not everybody but a lot of people in the uh when it comes to the Astros, we were enjoying seeing that the Rangers were, uh, you know, taking them out. But then all of a sudden they won the last three games. Like, what is happening? What is happening? Oi. Uh, it's just terrible. What's going on, Jacob Jean? Good to see you. Cheers. 
like I said, ask me questions. When I get done with this, that's when the Q&A stops. So ask me all you want. And the Q, you know, and then the Q&A stops as soon as I get done with my bourbon right here. Just been filming. Oh, you've been filming. That's right. You have a short film, too. Might have to get your uh, might, might have to get you on here to talk about it. I'm just saying. Uh, haven't checked out the fall. No, I haven't done that either. You know, I actually canceled my Netflix. I canceled my Netflix because I wasn't watching it enough. And then when I'd go to go over to the to the lady's house, she has it. Uh, and of course, you know, I know there's that whole password sharing thing. So we're not sharing that. We're sharing, you know, the other things. But I, I know when it comes to Netflix, we're not sharing that. But I canceled my Netflix. It's funny because after DC Fanimated last Sunday with Scott, I was telling him after after we were done with the stream, we were talking for a little bit as we do after every stream. We just talk. We shoot the shit for a little bit. Um, I he, I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm going to catch up on because, you know, I wasn't work really I wasn't going to work the next day. I was like, you know what I'm taking because I had a pretty busy. Man, did I have a what, what the hell did I do last weekend? I'm still trying to even remember that. No, I didn't have really that busy weekend last weekend. I don't know. I just was not. Um, I wasn't working the next day. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay up and watch. I was planning on, I was like, what do I got to catch up on? We got Loki. We got fall of the house of, of, of Usher and, uh, and then Ahsoka. And I was like, all right, which one I'm going to watch here. And I forgot that I canceled my Netflix. So I was like, huh? All right. Maybe I'm gonna have to watch this at her house. Maybe she'll be into it. So we'll see. Uh, so I still haven't watched it yet. And then of course I didn't watch Ahsoka. I ended up watching Loki, which I'm enjoying the shit out of. And I know the new episodes out. Still haven't watched that. Hopefully I'll watch that, um, probably this Sunday or whatever the hell. And then I put on Dr. Sleep. I put on Dr. Sleep because I hadn't seen it in a while. And I just, you know, I mean, that's the same director, same director, Mr. Flanagan, but, uh, and I just love that movie. So I put on that. Because I, I was still like, you know, I was like, yeah, do I re do I reactivate my Netflix? And I didn't reactivate my Netflix. Not yet, but I I might because I do want to watch this show. So what's going on, Lane, sir? How you doing? How you doing? Let's see. James Gunn turned out to be a piece of shit after all. Huh? I thought you always thought he was a piece of shit. I thought you always thought he was a piece of shit. <laughs> have you had the chance to watch no i haven't watched that either but uh i'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow as well because uh the lady wants to see it as well so stay you know, miss nighthawk she wants to go she wants to see it and um she basically uh said like are we seeing it this weekend and i went yes speaking of there's a commercial right there heard great things about it i've also heard some things with people like complaining about it too you know you get those uh those lovely uh you know marvel fanboys that like to complain about um, the fact that Martin Scorsese doesn't like um, superhero movies, particularly Marvel. <laughs> and uh, of course, they were shitting on his movie. It's like, it's not for you, obviously. That's what's great about cinema is it can be, there can be multiple directors making multiple different things, and that's not for you. But yeah, I saw some people saying it's too long, not entertaining enough. It's like, what, what, what are we even talking about here? There she is, Miss Stephanie T. Good to see you. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Mm. Ah. Ah. About a really cool black label Peacemaker series. Peacemaker tries hard. I'm reading the final chapter. Interesting. Let me know how it is. 
Oh, you're talking about that thing that came out because uh, it's going to be part of that MCU book, right? Remember seeing stuff about that. It's funny because when I saw that, obviously, if you hate James Gunn, you're going to use that. You're going to be like, see, see. And I'm like, OK, yeah. Well, well, you got that. And then, of course, if you support James Gunn, I've seen both sides of it. And this is what I love. I love that I'm always like, a, you know, I always look at both sides of the argument. I mean, I tell you what, I should just be a mediator. Uh, is that what they call that? Um, anyways, you know, um, because I saw people defend and then I saw people, of course, utilize it. So it's like, well, obviously, if you hate James Gunn, you're going to use that. And it's like, OK, so he's got a he he had an ego or has an ego. OK, I've always said that I've heard that, too. He was a uh, he's a douchebag, um, especially in his younger days, probably grown out of it a little bit then. Um, and then, of course, the people that defended it were like, well, I mean, he still made the movie. And then there was that whole thing about the writer and they give the writing credit to because the original Guardians of the Galaxy script writer was like, oh, there is a you know, they they I don't know. There was just something. I don't know the details. Maybe I'll, I'll figure out the details, and maybe uh, go over on a film junkie lab on Monday. But uh, but in that same, you know, so then I'm like, OK, I, I could see your point and I could see your points. I mean, I don't know. It's just what are those things? <laughs> It's just one of those things where if you hate them, you hate them. If you don't, you don't. Thank you. Appreciate that, sir. You get a, a cheers, Mr. Jacob. Jacob Jean. Uh, all I want is just, a, you know, a good Superman movie. That's all. I'm not trying to be friends with the guy. <laughs> That's all. Uh, let's see what else we got with the strike issues. Will that delay Superman? Depends on how long they go, because obviously, you know, Deadpool finally got delayed, which is kind of funny because what, like a week and a half ago, Sean Levy was like, we're going to be fine. We, we got about 30 days left. We're going to be right on schedule. We're going to meet that May date. And then a week later, it's like, nope, you're not going to, you're not going to make the date. They take, they took it away. And then they, put the uh the new captain america movie on there which i was like wow i forgot that that movie was was uh full on like already like done and stuff like that i was like oh yeah that's right see that's what's kind of sad see that's kind of sad when you have a a new captain america movie out and a lot of people didn't realize like oh yeah they could just bump that up I mean, I'm not saying like that's everybody, but it just seemed like not a lot of people remembered that. Oh, yeah. The New Order uh, is it called the New Order, right? Captain America, the New Order. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed Captain America and the Winter Soldier for the most part. Um, you know, there's some things in there. I was like, eh, but I like the back and forth between Bucky and Sam. Um, but I, I was like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot that we got this. movie. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, ugh. Got the Marvels coming out. I mean, I'm gonna see it all, but it just seems like, man, there's just like there's not a lot of hype. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of hype. A lot of hype for Deadpool, but not a lot of hype for you know the Marvels and Captain America and the new Captain America. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I binged Fall of House of Usher. Fall of the House of Usher. This week, and it was great. Definitely up there with Hill House. Okay. Yeah, I did like uh, Hill House and Midnight Mass. Whew. I mean, that's why I'm looking forward to this. But, you know, I just haven't gotten around to it yet because I, li I like me some Flanagan. I like me some Flanagan. See, Fall of the House of Usher is an homage with most pose. Yeah, there you go. Fanboys. Yeah, it's like whatever. 
Let them. Let them. Forgot that. Yeah. Yep. Got to go see it. Got to go see it. It's Nicole Perlman. That's what her name was. Yeah. A douchebag making a Superman movie. What? Damn. Well, hopefully you don't think the last guy who made a Superman movie was a douchebag. Easy there. Not really. Um, there's not really any more of that. Just uh, there's like it's a, I think that it was from that MCU book where they talk about how, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy script, you know, somebody else had the script and then James Gunn kind of did like a thing. I don't know. I haven't I, I don't know the full details, but it's not like it was it wasn't like making the rounds. It was just uh, I guess it was just part of that book. And it was making some of the rounds. Like I said, it was like, you know, I mean, I know you're not a fan of James Gunn, so you'll enjoy it. But, you know, you'll enjoy it for sure. <sighs> I didn't see it. Uh, it was all over Twitter. Dude is really. <laughs> yeah, he's just loving it. Just loving it. Uh, Pedo Man. There you go. I like it. Pedo Man. Oh, also, Zach being called woke because of comic people are losing their shit. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, oh, I know because because uh, of the covers or because uh, the writer is like trans, right, or non-binary or something like that. Look, I don't give a shit. Just give me some good shit. If Zach thinks somebody is good enough to write some stories, I don't give a shit what the hell you are. You can identify as whatever the fuck you want. Perfectly fine. I'm just going to read it, and that's it. I don't need to know anything more. So if that's the case, that's the case. But I don't, yeah, there's some people losing their shit over that too, which is, that's just where we're at right now. You know, that's, well, it's where we're going to be at for a little bit. So Uh, I just noticed Spider-Man print in the background. Is that new? Where did you get it? Oh, my mom got that for me. It's pretty sweet. Got a little dented. It's like, uh, you know, it's pretty good. It's like, uh. I don't know what you like aluminum. It's it's like made out of aluminum, but uh, yeah, my mom got that for me. Like I think Christmas last year, maybe. Yeah, I think it was Christmas last year. She found that and got it, and I thought it was it's pretty sweet. It looks cool with this ambiance, with this lighting. It looks really cool. It makes it like pop a little bit. But yeah, it did get it. it fe- it's it's got a little dented because it fell off the the wall a couple of times because I didn't have a a proper way to hang it up. Because it doesn't have like the the normal like things, so I had to like get these like sticky things, and the ones I had before like it was all effed up. So, but yeah, it's got all three Spider Men right there. So, yeah. Let's see, Max, what's happening? I can't believe uh, Matt Reeves is getting sued. He's getting sued. What is he getting sued for? I didn't hear about this. This better not be the Batman Gate shit that 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 was talked about like a year ago. I hope you're not talking about that. If you're talking about the Batman gate stuff, that shit's ridiculous. That stuff's absolutely ridiculous. What's going on, Cortez? Good to see you. Just been playing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I know. A lot of people are doing that right now. I'm sure. That's like probably what a majority of people, uh, probably even like uh, a good chunk of my audience too, speaking of Spider-Man, is a lot of people are playing that Spider-Man 2 game. And tell you what, I don't know when I'm going to pull the trigger. It's not going to, I just can't do it now, but man, eventually I'm going to have to pull the trigger. I've been saying this because when the first Spider-Man game came out, I almost pulled the trigger on buying like a PS4 and where's a PS. Yeah. And 
was that the one that it, it came with the game, right? And then I was going to get the game. Yeah, I was going to like, I, I almost came close to pulling the trigger of, you know, because, but I just worry that it's just, I, I'm so, I'm busy as it is, you know, with day work and, and then of course doing the channel and doing all the, you know, doing everything on the channel that I just worry that if I, if I get a gaming system and, and dive into some games, because it's happened before, it happened with the, the Arkham games. And I'll just like lose, I'll just, I'll just uh, lose time. I'll just lose too much time and won't have enough time to get things done. So I think one of the actors, oh yeah, one of the actors is too. So who cares? <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly don't care. Um, they look like a badass. It's the one of the, it's one of the Blood Axe people, right? House of Blood Axe. What's going on, Tony Movie Chappy D9, Neil Blomkamp fan? Good to see you. Cheers. Uh, oh that's yeah good question i think there's there's the last i heard there's just been a lot of struggles when it came to animation studios i mean that's what's been that's what's been fucking that up because i think man when did he reveal that shot of what's his name i think it was on the nerd queen's last stream that they did Uh oh uh oh no was it sixth inning? Okay, now we're going into the seventh inning. Philly's still up four to two. Um, yeah, I the last I heard, it was like I mean, and we've seen this kind of stuff. We've seen it in the in 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 the news that some animation studios have been kind of just you know not been great. Even and I mean, it's there's been some struggles. There's definitely been some struggles when it comes to a lot of things and companies now nowadays. Um. <laughs> so uh i think it had something to do with that and they're in there they might have had to find like another animation studio i don't know i'm really hoping that 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 movie still comes out because i'm i i really like what what he set up with that universe you know obviously i'm looking forward to the rebel moon universe and there's a lot to go the that with the the rebel moon universe i just worry that netflix is just going to be like all right, we're just going to go with your Rebel Moon universe, your army universe. Eh, we're not going to go do that anymore. And I'm like, no, please don't. Because, I mean, there's always, there's that speculation that the Rebel Moon universe and the army universe are kind of in the same universe. But, you know, there's some craziness that happens with there. I mean, there's always that whole thing. So, yep. It is. I heard that too. He's being sued by that dude. It's the same thing, right? So it's it's just the Batman Gate shit again. Ugh. Mortal Kombat one and get Spider Man two in a month. There you go. Yeah, Mortal Kombat one's coming. Is the Matrix TV show still happening? Was there supposed to be? Man, you guys are like blowing my mind. Where are you seeing this stuff? There was supposed to be a Matrix TV show. I didn't hear about that either. I thought I thought after you know the the last Matrix. Uh, resurrections which i enjoyed i thought since that didn't do well at all even though it was like you know still pandemic time that uh they just closed the book on the matrix i don't know i don't know that hmm i don't know what's going on <laughs> how dare you i wasn't hiding i'd be passed out during your streams that's <laughs> I know. I just had to. I had to. I had to give you a little shit, a little bit of shit, because of the Dodgers. You know, something needs to change, and you and you know exactly what needs to change. Manager, 
owners, maybe. I don't know. Hey, we got a Curly Ray. I think you uh, can have a non-binary character in a movie and it not be woke. I think Snyder knows the movies with woke have been flopping. I mean, it's like there's a way to do it. Like if you're throwing it in everyone's face. Like there's this whole thing where, you know, a lot of things where they just they really throw it out there like, oh, my God, we're quick. And, and when, when they throw it out there too much and they're like hitting you in the face with that shit, then you just kind of know like, well, that just to me sounds like you're banking more on the fact that it's progressive and not that you actually have a good story. So, yeah, I'm all about like, all right, filmmakers, just make your characters, do your characters, do whatever you want. And then just make it work, and that's it. I don't need to be reminded of somebody's gender choice, sexuality. I don't give a shit. Just show me a good story. That's all I want. I don't need anything else. I don't need to know this, that, or that. I don't. Just give me a good story. And I think Snyder is that way, too. I mean, like, yeah, he's probably like, yeah, we're going to do this. It's a futuristic story. Of course, this would be the case. I'm going to make this character like that, but... It's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I mean, and hopefully they don't market it like that. Oh, it's going to have, you know, don't market it like that. Just do it. Just do it. I don't care. Just like a lot of people just really don't care. And then you got, you know, then you got the people that do care. You got the people on the both sides of the aisle that really care. You got the people that care too much. And then the people that want to this, you know, just want to like be angry and they'll make like 17 videos about how woke things are. It's like, just make, I just want a good story. Just want a good story. Just want a good story. Why is Netflix doing everything with Rebel Moon except putting it in theaters? I know, right? Uh, I did hear, okay, here's a little tea. I don't know, but I remember I was like talking to my friend. There was like, there was a, he did mention that maybe he was hearing a little whispers. He was hearing little whispers that maybe it'll get a brief theatrical release. Fingers crossed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, you know, I was like, but I don't, I, I'm not banking on it. Don't quote me. Don't clip me. Don't do anything. I'm just saying there was like a little conversation. And it's like, they should, they really should. They really should. So yeah, doing original universes uh, are always great. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. What's going on. Lazy hot dog. We'd love to see more uh, Dieter and yeah. Vanderro, that's who I was talking about. Vanderro, yeah, I know those two were great. Um, I love that. Dave, you gonna watch? Yes, I'm going tomorrow. I'm gonna go tomorrow, hopefully, because uh, you know Miss Nighthawk wants to see it. So I didn't see it yesterday. Not to mention, you know, again, work's been kicking my ass, and I was like, eh, you know, not gonna, not gonna get done with work and everything. All you know, all that I did, and then all of a sudden, and then go into a three and a half hour movie. Not gonna do that. Batman Gate, uh, it's basically this dude who pitched, uh, I actually have a video on it too. You can actually search my, uh, if you want to, Ryan, I'll give you a brief summary, but search my channel, Batman Gate. I did a video on it, I did a complete video on it, talking about how ridiculous it is. Oh, five to two Phillies. <clears throat> That's right, you damn Diamondbacks. Um, anyways, um. Batman Gate is this one dude. I forgot what his name was. I remember he followed me on Twitter. I think he thought I was going to be an ally. He thought I was going to be an ally. But this dude who like pitched a Batman story back in like the 90s. 
He's claiming that Matt Reeves ripped it off. He ripped it off. Was it the 90s or early 2000s? I can't remember. I think it was the 90s. And uh, he claimed that Matt Reeves' Batman completely ripped it off, like Matt Reeves ripped it off. So he's suing because of that. But it's just kind of funny because it's like, well, I thought Matt Reeves was ripping off a long Halloween. <laughs> it's like, I mean, when you look at like his comparisons, it's like anybody could make the correlation of like a Batman story. And it's very much like his pitch was like a long Halloween, you know, and it's just like a lot of things and it's just ridiculous. It doesn't, it won't even hold up. There's no way that it will. It's yeah. But watch my video. I cover the whole thing. So, uh, what kind of original film would you like to see genre plot? You know what? Uh, I'm actually, I, I want to see a good Western. I don't know why. I think I'm like, I'm, I'm ready for, and I know Kevin Costner's got something coming out next year. So I'm actually looking forward to that. You know, let's get a good Western. I want to see like a good original Western and uh, also a good original baseball movie. It seems like it's been forever since there's been a great original baseball movie. Um, I think one of the last great baseball movies that would, that came out was for the, for, for love of the game. I don't know if that was the last one. Maybe there has been something since, but that came out in like 2011. No, that came out way earlier than that. Maybe I'm like, maybe there was something. Oh yeah. Moneyball. Moneyball was also baseball. That was the last good one. That was the last good. And that's what the one that came out in 2011 for love of the game came out in like 2004 or something like that. Or earlier than that, 2002, 1999, I think, actually. Man, I'm way off because I remember seeing that when I was still in high school, um, which is a great movie. Watch it. Kevin Costner, Sam Raimi directed. Great movie. But yeah, Moneyball. I, I'm like, I, I want to let's get another good original baseball movie going here. That's what I'd want. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. So, okay. All right. There's something definitely wrong, but hey, people can talk shit about 2020 all they want, but uh, they could have choked then. I'd kill for that. <laughs> I know. Uh, trust. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we always, uh, anytime talking to uh, my mom or dad when it comes to that Dodgers World Series win, we always go, yeah, pandemic, put a little, it was a short season asterisk, you know. And of course, we always had to say like, uh, you know. Oh, you lost your internet? That sucks. I don't know if anyone's interested or not. There's always the best show 2023. Live action One Piece. Hmm. I've heard good things about that, too. Never watched the anime, but... Oh, don't even start. Oh, you, you see, Jose, now that's you, you realize that's going to be, you know... You know those guys, when it comes out, those guys are going to be using that title... They're going to be using that title in their in their uh, in their YouTube videos. That's exactly what's going to happen right there. Worldwide, you talk about Rebel Moon. Oh, that's what I'm doing with my little fan film universe. There you go. There you go. Moneyball is fantastic. What's going on, Brandon? Good to see you, bud. Yeah, Moneyball. I mean, that's that, it's, to me. I mean, that is that the last like good baseball movie? Is that the last baseball movie there has been? Just seems like there hasn't been a, a good. Ba- I've always had a. I've always had an idea for like a baseball movie because my favorite baseball movie is Major League, the original Major League. It's R-rated. Love that movie so much. 
one of my all-time favorite movies. Sequels, you know, sequels weren't that great. Especially in the the the, the Major League Two was PG thirteen. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And it just and it was like it came out like five years later, and it was supposed to be like the next year. And I was like, it, it, it's not bad. It's still got it's still got a it's you know especially since it has like some you know most of the original cast minus Wesley Snipes. But I always thought you know it'd be a cool baseball movie is like he did a baseball movie that revolved around a bullpen because anytime that I watch a a baseball game, which I'm of course watching now. I always like it's always funny because you have like the relief pitchers out in the bullpen and they're just sitting there. They're just sitting there watching the game, you know, just sitting there. And of course, you know, obviously when they have to come into the game, they start warming up. But I'm just like, man, have like a, a R rated baseball movie that's about the bullpen, about these guys that are out in the bullpen and just stories that revolve around that. And, and of course, obviously, there's going to be, you know, baseball into it but i just i would love to like if you just have some funny stories and what the fuck happens in the bullpen i just thought that was funny uh probably the the i like the departed you know goodfellas is up there as well taxi driver that's probably like the top three but the departed i don't know i just that's when i when i hear scorsese i just go "Mm," and wolf of wall street Oh man, it's like it's like, ugh. but I don't know. There's something about the departed that I just I don't know. I just like that whole cast and the way that that story just especially that ending, just goddamn. But yeah, I think uh the departed's up there. Yeah, it's just it's hard to choose which one. And then you got like good fellas, you got taxi driver, you got Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, it's hard to like, you know, but those are like it's like difficult. Uh yes, that's right. For love of the game, you have Vin Scully doing the commentary right there. So it's good stuff. Any tea on Constant Two still being the worst? Oh yeah, that's right. There was like talks about that. I hope that that's the case. I mean, if you have Keanu Reeves down to do it, have it happen, please. Well, no, apparently, like, uh, yeah, there was like news about uh, even recently I saw people talking about it and I'll probably, you know, look into it more. But apparently that, uh, yeah, they were saying they were saying uh, they were saying like, uh, yeah, that possibly it's still like in the still in the whole uh, still in the, you know, could be part of the Elseworlds thing. Rebel Moon is woke. Yeah, people will say it is. When uh, was really a uh, the last good sports movie? Oh yeah, Forty Two was good. Yeah, like Forty Two. Did Forty Two come out? I think Forty Two came out after Moneyball. You're right. So that and that was a good movie. I have to watch it again. I think I only watched it like twice. I always forget about Forty Two. Yeah, Mister Three Thousand. Yeah, I remember that movie. Bernie Mac. May he rest in peace. That's a good. That was a good one. That came out what? I think that came out in 2004. Yeah. That came out like 2004 or something like that. That was a good movie, though. I like that movie. There was also Trouble with... Oh, yeah. Trouble with the Curve. I didn't really... It was fine. That movie was fine. Eh, it was all right. It was all right. But I'm uh, doing good, Dave. About to see Killer of the Moon. I don't know. In a few hours. Man, you're going to be up late tonight, Brandon. I was like looking like, whoop, like, dang, in a few hours. Are you going to wake up and go see it or no? I mean, it's 742 right now. And I know you live in Cali. Uh, casino, oh, yeah. Casino's up there. 
casinos up. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, but I don't know. There's something about The Departed that I just, I don't know. I could watch that movie over and over and over again. I just really, that's, there's just something about that movie. Something about that movie. But yeah, Casino, also a great one. I mean, he's got so many great ones. Oh, because you thinks uh, Wolf of Wall Street sucks. Oh, no. The Departed cinema, literally every, I know. I mean, that's the thing. It's just, there's just something about that movie that, I don't know, man. Like it just, ah, I mean, I know it's like, you know, you got the classics like Casino and Goodfellas and all that stuff, but it's just like, man, there's just something about the departed and just the way the story plays out. Nicholson, Damon, DiCaprio, just got all those guys in there. It's just so good. There you go. Yeah. What's going on, Antonio? Good to see you. Most movies are pretty uh, degenerate. But yeah, Wolf was good. <laughs> oh, Casino and Goodfellas. There you go. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Shark Tale. <laughs> nice. Ah, 9.30. Okay. Oh, you're going. To, oh, wow. You're going. You're like, you're. I mean. That's like, for me, that's like 20-something minutes that way. The Tyler Galleria, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be up pretty late. I'm up pretty late. Gangs in New York, hey. You know what? What's going on, Mr. Everett? good to see you. Gangs in New York. Yeah, don't sleep on that one. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, it's funny when you think about what this man has made. So that's why you go, let the man say whatever the fuck he wants because of what he's made. It is funny because... Gangs of New York, another excellent film that you don't really think about. When you hear Scorsese, you don't think about that movie. And that's an excellent movie. Like, it's just, it's, the guy's got so many, and it's just the genres. I mean, like, I mean, obviously there's like, just the time periods that he like can be in. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like the guy is just, I love a uh, gangster and corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Eternal Affairs. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I remember. Yeah, there was all the controversy that he ripped off that movie. Yeah, I remember there was that too. I'm probably uh, the one uh, weird guy who loves the Last Temptation with uh, of Chris, the most out of. Oh wow, I don't even think I've seen that one. The Temptation, of, Last Temptation of Christ. I know you said Chris, but Christ, I don't even think I've seen that. To be honest, I need to check it out. I need to check it out. Untouchables, LA Confidential, when it comes to the, yeah. If you can uh, take a classic film, but directed by another director, what kind of mixed up? Uh, let's see. All right. If you take a classic film, but directed by another director, what kind of mixed up would you like uh, to see? Home Alone, directed by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> oh, I'd rather have Home Alone, directed by Chris Nolan. <laughs> There'd be like some kind of crazy twist. I don't know. I'd rather do that. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. Uh, Shutter Island. Yep. Shutter Island. That's right. Shutter Island's not bad. I mean, it's 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 a good one, too. I saw the twist coming, though. I will say. Like, I was like, eh, I have a feeling. I have a feeling I know this twist. It's just, I just... Kind of, but it's still a great. It's like DiCaprio still knocks it out. Ruffalo's great. Yeah, it's still a great movie. So, 
Major League. Yeah, Bull Durham. Don't sleep on Bull Durham either. That's a great movie. Bull Durham. Uh, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Kevin Costner. About the Durham Bulls. I don't care. Shut on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know what? I mean, again, you know, it's one of those that you don't think about. You don't think about it like right off the top of your head when you think Scorsese, but still, still good, still good. It's got a good, it's got a good twist. I mean, I saw it coming just because I, you know, it's just I go into a movie and I'm like, what's the twist? And I was like, I have a feeling, but all the things that get wrapped up with the twist and how it unfolds, fantastic, fantastic. Hey, there she is. What's going on, my gorgeous, my gorgeous girl right here? Just uh, doing the little Q and A thing, drinking some, drinking some bourbon. Almost done, almost done. Um, like it was, it was mentioned earlier this week. Uh, when it comes to the fantasy football family league that we're in, uh, Miss Nighthawk and I are facing each other. We're competing our fantasy uh, football league, uh, game. You know teams are playing each other so still we still have to bet on something we got to figure something out we got to figure something out about the just saw batman gay video can't believe that dude yeah that's right he did tag the fbi <laughs> i'm telling you yeah that's crazy that's right it's really good yeah willem dafoe yeah i've seen that i just have not seen the movie i that's i missed that movie for some reason Scorsese made uh maybe able to stand Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> well, I mean, Mark Ruffalo's had some good, you know. He's he's done some good. Uh, what was that one movie about the the child sex ring uh it had Michael Keaton in it. Ah, oh, it was you walk out of that movie feeling just like, wow. What the hell was that movie? It had Michael Keaton in it and everything. Zack Snyder directing the Barney movie. Yeah. I don't know about that one. What's going on, Mask of Shy? Good to see you. Oh, now you're talking. Zack Snyder directing. Ooh, there you go. That's better. That's better. Jose, don't. I know. Ruffalo. I, I don't hate Ruffalo. I mean, obviously, you know, we've soured on what where, where his Hulk has has gone to. But at the same time, it's like he's still done some good things in the past. I mean, he was in uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which... One of my, I mean, as much as I love Jim Carrey comedy movies, that's still one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies, even though it's not a comedy because it's just so well done. So well done. But yeah, Mark Ruffalo also in that. Happy Feet. <laughs> I could see that after watching, you know, uh, what's it called? So. Heat, deep cover, hand that rocks the cradle were good. Yeah. Hand That Rocks a Cradle. Man, I remember watching that a long time ago. Long time ago. What's going on, Darkness? Man, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I just never got into him. There you go. Bourbon and Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, I made a comment about that guy because, of course, he's still... He's he's in the scooping game, but the the person that Stephanie T right here is referring to, I, I think he had like a didn't he have a scoop recently talking about like something, and I said, oh yeah, he'll remain nameless, but he, you know he always has like a smug look on his face, and 
His hair is running away from his face. Oh, come on, Twitter, you fuck. Okay, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to start uh, sending because I have one more drink left. So get your get your last remaining questions in before we get the panel going on right here. Uh, okay, so I'm going to start sending off some of this stuff here. Burp, burp, burp. Get some people in here. And let's see that one too. All right. Ooh, you just gave me some goosebumps, Phil. My God. Ooh, yeah. Well, let's face it. I mean, like, like Hitchcock was very ahead of his time. And Nolan has a sense of what... If you watch... I uh we we re, uh, I I showed uh Miss Nighthawk Insomnia about like a couple months ago. A couple months ago I showed her that and just like that I mean that movie not a lot of people talk about Christopher Nolan's Insomnia movie with Al Pacino, Ro, uh Robin Williams, Hilary Swank. Great movie. It's not like a it's based off of a book and Man, I forgot how good that movie was. A lot of people don't talk about that, but man, Spotlight. Thank you. That's what that movie was with Ruffalo about the uh, uh, all the pedophilia happening with like the Catholic Church and all that shit. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Great movie. So well acted. And again, Ruffalo is great in that movie. Keaton's in that movie. I forgot who else is in that movie. I just remember those two. But I remember walking out of the movie theater just like, because they show you like, you know, they sh at the end, they show you all the the unsolved cases and everything like that. And it just puts a freaking, it just punches you in the gut. Speaking of crazy things, you see that, uh, see the Batflack account uh, posted uh, with sell the, uh, somebody sent me a screenshot. Uh, I, you know what? <laughs> I try to, I try to stay away from the, uh, the crazy, that crazy side of the, holy shit. It's bases loaded diamondbacks up right now. Oh boy. Two outs. Oh boy. Here we go. Sorry. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. <gasps> oh, we laid off that pitch. No, but yeah, I try to stay away from that. But yeah, somebody showed that. I mean, it, again, uh, it's sad because I don't even consider these people the part of the Snyder fandom anymore. I don't. Um, they're not part of the Snyder fandom. The Snyder fandom that I know and love and I'm a part of uh, are not like the that that like this account right here, which of course they have me blocked because you know. Um, but yeah, the make the Batfleck movie. It's like. Um, it, I, I just go back to the whole uh, the hashtag bring back Zack Snyder hashtag fire James Gunn. And I talk about how selfish, how very fucking selfish those hashtags really are. They're they're very selfish. They're selfish hashtags because it's like, all right, um, Zack is building new universes over here. He's happy with Netflix and having a great time. Why would you want to bring him back? Oh, you want him back because you don't like, you know, because you like his DC content. It's like, well, no, you should be supporting his original content. You should be doing that more than, you know, 
And uh, and then of course firing James Gunn hashtag that uh, because and Zach wouldn't like that either. Uh, he would not support that one hundred percent. Would not support the firing of him. You know, I'm not saying that they're like besties, but they are. You know, they're at least acquaintances or they're mutuals or they're whatever the hell. He would not support that. But when it comes to make the bat flick movie, same thing. It's like shut the fuck up. Ben is also doing original things. He has a production company with his best friend. He just made a movie. He made a movie this year that was fantastic that who knows might get awards, even though it came out early of the year. But it's like he's going to be making more of that stuff. He's basically even stated like, you know, we're, we're I'm pretty much done here. So but the fact that they still are clamoring for oh, they walked him. Oh, they walked in a run. It's five three. Ouch. So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, those three those three hashtags. You know. Bring back Zach, fire James Gunn, and uh, and make the Batfleck movie are very selfish. And you shouldn't be. I mean, it's like, come on, man. Now you see me. Which one was that one? I'm trying to remember which one that one. Yes, Ruffalo and Zodiac. Again, he's done some good shit. So that's right. Ruffalo's in collateral. He's been in so many things. It's like, yeah, I know. We, you know. Ugh. That dude, my guy, you're probably talking about the Batfleck thing. Yeah. Yeah, don't sleep on Collateral. Collateral is fucking awesome. You ever watch Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Um, I've watched, I haven't watched all the Harry Potters. I'm not into, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Antonio. I'm not into the wizardy type of stuff, to be honest. I'm really not into that, so. But hey, you know. I mean, it's not his fault, Jose. He wasn't in charge of the creative decisions. And see, uh, I don't even know who we're talking about. <sighs> okay, so let's see what else we got. Any more questions here? There's, uh, there's still talks about making National Treasure 3 happen. Yeah, I mean, I like the first two ones. I mean, it's Nicolas Cage trying to, you know, do some of that stuff. Damn, he laid off that pitch. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to? Oh, geez. Let's not talk about that. There's no Colin Kaepernick's in there. <laughs> that guy's trying to get back in the NFL after saying the NFL is like slave labor or something like that. I love how uh, people are still doing the bad flag hashtag when it's up to Ben Affleck and no one else. Exactly. Again, uh, you know, these hashtags, they, they're, they, Again, these people are not they're not fans of these people. They just want their thing and they they think that since the Snyder cut came out, they can oh, I we could do anything by doing these events and stuff like that. It's like no, the release of the Snyder cut, that went into mainstream. Your hashtags are not. <laughs> you couldn't get into insomnia? Man. Wow. See, and there you go. Yeah, at least you're not using the other ones. At least so, but you know, I'm just saying Zach would not support that lane. He'd probably be shame on you for even utilizing that. I'm just saying if you're a Zack Snyder fan, eh, you know, but anyways, it's fine. Running scared of Paul Walker. That's a good one. All right. Let's see what else. Any other questions? Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. RDJ was great in that too. It's just, I mean, it's David Fincher. What can he do? You know, you got Jake Gyllenhaal in there too, right? Or am I thinking of something else? Yeah. No? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I won't make you watch that. I won't make you watch that one, Nighthawk. I won't. 
because I didn't get into them either. So got offers and refused. It's the only league that wants them. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants the guy. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. All right, guys. Last sip of bourbon right here. Ah, thank you guys. That was fun. I always say it's going to go like, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, but it always goes longer. Uh, always goes longer, but uh, let's go ahead and start bringing some uh, people in to have some uh, conversations here. All right. Do I got everything? All right. We're good. All right. We got sick. What's happening, brother? Hey, what's up, dude? Eh, not much. Just chilling. And then, of course, we got Phil right here, man. What up? Hey, it's my Spider-Man friend. Swip, swip, guys. What's going on? Swippy, swippies. We were both streaming it earlier. Yeah, How we were you? Were. Oh, yeah. you guys are both playing it? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. How far did you get, Seek? Um, I got to, uh, I, we just, uh, Martin Lee got taken away by Craven. So that's okay. We're stopped. at the same spot. Oh, we're cool. Awesome. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> no, no, none. Yeah. None from us. No, no. Thanks that's for having us on, man. I know. Always, always. And thanks always. for hanging out, Phil. That was course, awesome yeah. seeing you in the yeah. chat. Yeah. Of course, man. Always support you guys. Every time. Best. I try to anyway. Yeah. If I could yeah, kiss I... you on the mouth, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we just had a moment here that we did. <laughs> we tend to. I like it. I know. I mean, like, I again, like I was saying at the beginning of the stream, I mean, when the first Spider-Man game came out, I, w- I almost pulled the trigger. I was like, I should get a console and I want to play this game so much. And but I didn't because I just know that I'll just dive into it and I won't get anything done. You know, because that's where my mind when the, when it came to Arkham games, I would lose track of time. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I can't I can't oh, right yeah. now. I just can't just can't do it, you know. Um, but yeah. And then, of course, I'm seeing all the Spider-Man 2 stuff and I'm like, uh, <sighs> but you don't even have a PS5, do you? I don't have anything. Oh, OK, OK. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing it was like when the first one came out, that was PS4, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I almost I remember going to Best Buy and staring at it staring and going should i do it should i do it i was like uh but i'm not gonna get anything done i'm I just i can't i can't i'm just gonna fall too much into it and, and i didn't pull the trigger but i was staring at it staring yeah. at it like uh, and i was like nope not gonna do it not gonna do it and i know it's, it. i know it's tough as an adult but it's okay yeah. to uh to let yourself have a little bit of fun <laughs> true true i know i know I know I got to remind myself of that sometimes, you know, when I'm too like busy with like work and work, you know, it's like, eesh, I got to like relax, unplug and all that stuff. But I don't know. Eventually I'll get back into that, into that. But yeah, if I fall, if I, like I said, with the Arkham games, I mean, I remember I just fell into those and I'd be like, wait, six hours just went by. Holy shit. I'm like what? So eesh, yeah, that's the only bad part. But anyways, how you guys doing? <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Yeah. Both, both yeah. coming off of Spider-Man 2. We put I know, yeah, you guys are on the Spider-Man 2 buzz right now. So, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, hide your kids, hide your wives and everybody. We got Saggy joining hey, us. Hey! Right. So, well, why are we hiding everyone from me? I don't know. Is well, it scary? Yeah. Well, me? Yeah. <laughs> me? I, mean, I didn't I, say it. I'm harmless. <laughs> I'm Tell that to RJ. No, I'm, I'm sweet like sugar, honey. Oh. <laughs> Know about that? Uh, Good to see you. Good to see you, Saggy. Good to see you. I always like seeing Phil. I don't like seeing Dave though. To hell with Dave. Uh, of course. Thank you. <laughs> Dave's a bully, man. Oh yeah, no, no, no. yeah, that's it. Nah. <laughs> it's okay. Me and me and Phil are vaping. You can't see me, but I'm also vaping. You'll you'll hear me hit that a few times. 
Oh, do you have a mod or do you just have a jewel bod or something like I that? Do, it's it's a it's it's a uh what is this a views a views, views there we go yeah i like my views, views. yeah i think views. the flavor i have is a uh, blueberry limeade yeah we don't get flavors here they banned them oh that sucks <laughs> I, I actually know. have to drive to another county just to get my fucking fluid. that's right they did all that stuff yeah, too yeah, they did. thanks yeah. newsome Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, wait a minute. You're banning flag because they, because they, they're, they're, oh yeah, because kids. It's like, um, what about all the people that are trying to give up smoking? What about what the Swedish people? fish vodka they sell at liquor stores? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Swedish fish? What? Yeah, Swedish, Swedish fish vodka. liquor. Uh, the Swedish fish vodka. I think I forget which one makes it. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's not Smirnoff. It's something yeah. I forget which one it is, but they have Swedish fish vodka. They have cotton candy vodka. Oh yeah, exactly. Like who is that for? <laughs> but you know what it is. You know what it is, and I, I'm not fishing. All... Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what it is. It's it's and I'll, I you know I'll be conspiracy theorist here. It's the fucking it's tobacco. It's big tobacco that's doing it. They want you to smoke cigarettes, so they're trying to ban all that. It's, you know, they do that whole thing. I, that's that's my theory. I don't know. It's just the fact that it's like because it's 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 proven. It's like okay, is vape like one hundred percent? Oh, one hundred percent healthy for you? No, but a lot of things aren't obviously. But it's way better than cigarettes, and it helps people get off cigarettes. It's water vapor. It's it's nicotine, and it's not tobacco. It's like, I, but well, I think it's you know big tobacco that's. Since this is the film junkie, uh -oh. um, Netflix actually just dropped a documentary on the rise and fall of Jewel, which is actually Ooh, interesting. Interesting. I it actually is an interesting watch. watch. Yeah, it, it tells you all about how, how they came out to be and how they started off being uh, worth a lot of money and now like 5% of what they were worth now. They're not worth crap. Yeah, you got some, you got some chocolate lava cake too. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about this. She remembers. She remembers. See now, chocolate lava cake is not an innuendo, guys, but it might be. It might be. <laughs> it, kinda, it might be. It almost kind of sounds like it. Almost kind of <laughs> sounds like it a little well, bit. Well, when she typed it, I read it like that. I'm just like chocolate lava cake. No, because I'm. Yeah, I think like one of the. Yeah, uh, when you were talking about that a few times ago, she remembers. Sounds yeah, yummy. Because I, I was eating chocolate lava cake that night, and it was amazing. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Hey, also. Yes, oh, but, so uh, <laughs> but anyway, I'll have to check out that that doc because that's interesting. Have you have you watched it or is it like? Yeah, no, know? I watched it. I've been watching a lot of Netflix before they raise the prices, and I decide whether I want to cancel it. <laughs> Jesus I don't know. Christ. I don't know. Well, I don't know how that's going to affect people who have Netflix that's part of their phone plan or whatever services they have where Netflix is included. I don't know if that's going to change if they're going to pay for that because you know, like i have t-mobile for example t-mobile plans you get netflix for free so is that gonna affect that good question, good question. Mm -hmm. premium is what 23 bucks or something like that now yeah 22.99 jesus christ yeah oh my god yeah i mean it's just crazy these uh prices keep going up and yeah yet they still can't pay people <laughs> it's all a shit show it's all a shit show it really well, is. Guys, maybe they're increasing so. money so they can have enough money to buy a certain IP. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it's all part of the plan, guys. Here's the bear, and here's Saggy poking that bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's what I do, Phil. Of course, that's, that's what you do best. 
And I know you like you did a stream earlier today talking about that stuff, didn't you? Oh, of course I did. Because <laughs> uh, we somebody just brought it up uh, before everybody came on that you know there's like some kind of event, and they're trying to like get the you know make the Batflex movie, which again, I mean, I just uh, it just frustrates me because it's like I mean, literally, I, I it's like what I want to do is just send them that interview with. Ben, when he mentioned that he gave that script to a trusted friend, and we're all going to assume that it's Matt Damon uh, or it's his brother, Casey. And he said, oh, yeah, if you make this movie, it'll kill you. And it was like, you know, so we took that to heart and it was like, hey, yeah, he's right. It's like, I just want to send that to like, are you assholes? Not did you not hear this? Did you not hear this? I mean, it's not like and he's in such a good spot. Do you think he wants to actually try to attempt to do that? I know. And it's just sad that they still try to push that. And it's like, well, yes, I, I want to see it too, but you guys are selfish, completely selfish. Well, yeah. it's it's getting to a point now. It's like, well, guys, let's get hundreds and hundreds of y'all to just start harassing people. Yeah. Like, let's write them letters that they're probably not going to read. They're probably going to read one and be like, oh, this is what this is about. Uh, let's start the furnace. Hey, remember, remember the furnace where we throw our bad movies in once they're done? You know, like the Flash went in there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I love the I like the Flash, but I'm just you know, you know, you know, you know the furnace that where we burn all the films that flopped. You know, you know, we also yeah. tossed into away the Rock Johnson with Black Adam. Woo in the furnace. Yeah. You know, I think even like going back to his comments at Full Circle, when someone asked him about the villains in the Batman movie, the way he answered the question was pretty straightforward. He was like, you know, I only was kind of trying to focus on the one. But even then, he didn't really want to answer a question about a movie he wasn't ultimately going to make. So yeah. it, to Dave's point, it's super selfish. And it's like, I don't understand why so many people just have to grasp onto things that are clearly not happening anytime soon, if at all, for that matter. And it's just, again, super selfish. Well, I, I've explained it many times. We 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 know what it is. Like we know what it is. It's the attention. Mm -hmm. It's all about exactly. attention and right. Attention. How many yep. how many Twitter accounts are have grown to like twenty thousand followers for for the first movement? You know, for the first one, the one yeah. that got the film the cut out. You know, they've, they've made their identities on Twitter around certain things, so they have right. to like grasp onto it. And I mean, the, the the account is literally make the Batfleck film. So it's like it ha they have to continue to grasp. It's almost like, did, does this person who's running it, is they, are they even, do they even care? Or they just care about their account still holding on to their followers? Well, that's why I have respect for a, a perfect example. Um, the, the Flash Film News Twitter account. Because if mm. you actually follow that account, even though it started with mostly Flash News, Mm. They do post other stuff involving DC and other things. Mm -hmm. So it's like they don't like focus. Now that the Flash movie's out, they're still called Flash Film News on Twitter, but they now talk about other things. And once in a while, if there's any news, even small, related to the Flash, they'll put it out there. But they don't limit themselves, which is why they stay interesting and they still get traction. Yeah. I know, and, and and I'm hoping that maybe we'll get that Batfleck story, that script. Somehow that story comes out. I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, there is something I keep on saying it time and time again. There's DC Comics is like, what are you doing? Why are you? I mean, obviously, we have the Superman 79, 78 series that came out. We have the Batman 89 series that's coming out. What's preventing them from doing any kind of Snyderverse stuff? Or, you know, we could probably see some of these stories end up playing out. 
uh, in different mediums, but it's not going to be live action. It's like, we got to get that out of your head. That's not going to be live action, but we can get it in some other form. And I'd be perfectly okay with that, of course. Well, I can't yeah, say that. The most, important, the most important thing that everyone likes to just gloss over or could just completely ignore is Ben Affleck don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was, he was down. I mean, apparently he was like down to be like, hey, I'll show up do some shit and then that's it. I'm not, I don't want to be the star. And that's, you know, that's the thing. It's like, he's, he's too busy, but I think, you know, he loves the character so much. So it's the fact that it's like, cause I know I remember like some scoopers out there said, yeah, he was fully about to just like, he was all about coming back as uh fully engaged or whatever the hell coming back as uh Batman. I'm like, no, he wasn't. He was, no. he was, he was okay with like, if stuff continues and I could just, you know, shoot for, shoot for a couple of weeks, maybe, you know, do a quick thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's fine with me. Yeah. But he literally said that he doesn't want to like do like these, the, these kind of projects. Cause it, it, it takes him away from his kids from long periods of time. And, you know, it's just, and obviously, you know, it's, you know, takes him away from JLo. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it takes yeah. away from his family. And also, yeah. again, I've said this before and people are just like, well, yeah, but he still likes to act like, but he also started his career as a writer yep. and a director. He likes to create. And that's oh, what yeah. he's doing now with Matt Damon. Like, they reunited to get the team back together. And that's his focus. So, like, um, hashtag leave Ben Affleck alone. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. I mean, like, Air was just fucking fantastic. That movie is such a feel-good movie. Such a great oh, yeah. movie. I hope it gets... Uh, some awards recognition. I don't know if it will because it came out so early, you know, and you know, everything's all weird with that because award season, we're like, we're about to get into like, a, you know, I, I guess you could say we're starting it this weekend. Flowers, uh, uh, killers of the flower moon is like, that's like, okay, we're getting into the thick of here comes the movies that are going to be nominated for all these awards. I always hate that though. I'm like, but I did like the fact that anywhere, every, everything, everywhere, all at once came out like, uh, like in like March of whatever the hell, and then it just like won like, everything, which was great. So hopefully, Air gets that gets that recognition, even though it came out in like February or whatever the hell. March. What do you mean? It's not April, a superhero movie. No one gives a crap about Air. <laughs> April fifth. Well, who cares, who cares about Air? It doesn't have April. Superman or Batman. Like what? Oh, it has Batman. It has oh, Batman <laughs> with a crazy hairdo and a beard. Yeah, his turn is Phil Knight in that movie was so good. I love oh, that. Dude. So good, just so, so good. Yeah, yeah. Like, to, to piggyback off your point, like he was totally fine with being the Justice League Batman. He didn't want a solo Bat story that to just yeah. dive in, you know, six to nine weeks of shooting. No, he was totally fine with being the Justice League Batman who comes in and says, "Hey, Aquaman, how you doing?" or whatever. It's like that's the kind of Batman he was willing to play. And I've put to rest that he's not going to do a solo Batman film, despite how badly any of us on here would want to see something oh, yeah. like that happen, you know, but even still like his turn as Batman is arguably the best, if not one of the best. So oh yeah, he's my favorite Batman for Same. sure. I, for I sure, see yeah. someone commenting about Ben Affleck coming back to DC. If the leadership was more welcoming and he could make his own, um, it, it didn't get more welcoming than when James Gunn literally said, I, I we're going to talk to Ben about writing something. And Ben and was said, like, nope. Right. Ben was <laughs> like, I mean, thanks for the offer, but I don't like, this is not my style. And I didn't know I like he, he basically politely declined. And it wasn't because, and everyone kind of made that a huge deal. Like, oh, Ben Affleck told James God. No, it's like, no, Ben Affleck said, 
I, I, I see the direction you're taking with this reboot, and that's not a type of story that I'm interested in telling. So, no, like, I, yeah, I like Dead Robins, back. is what he said. Ben will come back if they allow Ben to write a story how he wants it to. And if they won't, then like, then he's not going to go back. But like I said, he's very happy doing what he's doing. And I wish that fans would start respecting that and start understanding that actors and directors never limit themselves to one project. That's why you have them do multiple projects. Zach, I'm sorry to break it to you guys, but hey, before the Justice League, before the DC stuff that Zack Snyder did, you know, there were movies before that, right? You know, you know, mm-hmm. Zach directed stuff before that, and that's how he got the job. Exactly. So like, and then when he did that, guess what he's doing over on Netflix? So it's like, I understand being a fan of Zach and wanting him to write stuff that you guys want to see because you liked it, but like, sorry. Zach wants creative freedom. He's getting that at Netflix. Be oh, happy yeah. for the man. Stop making his, his identity be Seek about you know, <laughs> Seek, that's just funny right there because it sounds like A or cut, but it's yes. A or yeah. Good job. Good job. Good singer well right there. Well when I saw that, I just laughed right I now. I got two shows, ladies and gentlemen, Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Seek got jokes. Seek got jokes. Oh, yeah. Seek always got jokes. He's always got zingers. That's why I love when he comes on here. He's always got the zingers going on. I need to have Seek Hashtag let Ben cook. All right. I need yeah. to have him on Hashtag my channel so while I'm yelling and screaming and doing drama, he could just bust a joke <laughs> in between to like lighten the mood. I would because like I'm the worst. Like this whole conversation, I, I, in my head the whole time you guys are talking, I just go, "Who gives a fuck?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't, I don't. When people get, like, when those fan, those type of fans get, like, "Oh, we do this. This is our account. This is our identity. This is," and I'm just like, I don't care. Uh, and when they, when people, there's drama, like I'm like, I don't care. Like I love Phil because Phil, I'll see Phil get into it with people on Twitter, and I just go, "Why do you give a fuck?" <laughs> like, like, what, like, I know oh, it doesn't. I know he doesn't. Sometimes like, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. yeah I get sometimes you, I get it. it's fun. You don't know me, and you don't know me and Phil's history. Let me tell you. When, when me and Phil first met, do you want? Do you want me? Do you want to? Yeah, is it please. okay if I tell yeah. a story, do Phil? A recap. Yeah, go, go ahead and okay. recap. Exactly. So I remember me and Phil got into it, and I did a live stream about it. And he actually showed up in the chat and we had a little back and forth. So I sent him a link. I, I privated it afterwards because after we made up, I was like, all right, we could we could squash that. We could get rid of that. But man, I will say I had nothing but respect for him after that. Cause like most of the time when people talk trash on the internet and you say, Come on the show, say it to my face. He yeah. I, I can tell you, and Phil can attest this. This man made me get I was on camera. This man made me get out of my chair. Screaming into my camera like a psycho. Yeah. Okay. We got into it bad, and then later on, we became friends. It's true. (laughs) He's. It's funny because when I see his account, sometimes I feel like that. It's like I feel like either he's. This is how he makes friends is by pushing people's buttons, which is great because I have friends like that too. I go, or he just he likes riling people up. I think Um, it's a little bit of both. And and yeah, and then and I think sometimes you literally you'll see someone um, post something that is just purely hateful. And you want to stand up for, you know, like for your side of the opinion or whatever. And uh, and so I'm, I'm bad, like in debates and stuff, because when when I debate, if I if I debate people on the few chains I have, they're just like, they'll tell me, they'll tell me. And I go, oh, cool. And they're like, do you have a rebuttal or anything? I go, oh, no, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, that's cool that that's your opinion. And that's awesome. Uh, but I don't like I don't fight people on who the better Spider-Man is 
or who the better Batman <laughs> is, like, or any of that stuff. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I just, it, it not because all that, all of us are right on some level. You know, if your favorite Batman is one and mine's the other, I said this on your show a million times, like, yeah. we need that. So, like, we kind of need each other for characters to coexist and live a long period of time. And we need new adaptations. And I just, so I get mad when, like, that's the only time I get a little upset was I'm like, dude, okay, we got that version, but we don't have it anymore. So you gotta, you gotta just be ready for the next version. Doesn't mean you have to love it, you know, or hate it or whatever. You could be indifferent. Uh, on it. You just, you need to embrace that things change with these characters. And some things will be like, I heard earlier, you said something about someone suing Matt Reeves. I'm like, I've written, a, I've written a Spider-Man script. It had for, for Spider-Man four for Sam Raimi. And it had Craven lizard and the symbiote uh, strand that Dr. Connors had at the end of three, all in that movie. Am I mad at Insomniac for having all three of those things in their game? No, because yeah, exactly. we all pull from the same stuff. Exactly. I mean, that's why the lawsuit was so ridiculous. And I was like, <laughs> why is that even like coming back around? Because that was like almost, I don't think it was like a year ago or maybe over a year ago. I don't even know how long ago it was. But like, if you read his pitch, yeah, if you read his pitch, it is just a Batman story that is taken from other Batman stories. And yeah. that's what happens. It's like, and then, and I, th- I even made the joke in my video, I'm like, uh, yeah, didn't he just rip off a long Halloween? <laughs> it's like he took elements yeah. of the of of a Batman story, and you know, just like Zach pulled elements from you know Dark Knight Returns and Superman, mm-hmm. uh, Death of Superman, and and just elements from different things too. It's like John Byrne, like the John Byrne Superman, yeah. like yeah, it's yeah. like. Um, and I that's what made me accept, like I'm not accept, but because I you know me, I'm I clash with the, some of the decisions made in in the Snyder films, but. After I, after I saw them, my friend was like, you know, you should really reread the John Byrne era. And I said, you know, I, I should because I feel like he pulled from that. And then when I reread it, I go, ah, you know what? I I now I never accused him of not pulling from the comics. I see people do that all the time. Like, oh, he doesn't know, understand the comics. I'm like, no, I yeah, think in, in order to in order to do an interpretation of a character, you have to know something about them. And uh, and and so to me, I'm, I'll never accuse Zach of that ever. Like he he just had a vision for a certain type of story. And, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is like, we, we could all be so lucky to have a director who cares as much. Like clearly the people who direct like uh, Ant-Man, uh, they don't have a vision <laughs> for like what they want to tell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, hot take, hot take. And, and it's like, and that's, you know, and to me it's like, yeah, they, there's someone who shows up, they do their job. They, they like working with the actors they work with and they, they're professional and they do their thing that's great that we could also be so lucky to have that. But to me, like that's not someone with a vision of like where they want to go with stuff. They, they might have ideas, but they're not. And it, that has nothing to do with how you shoot things. It's just, all, it's the whole package, right? Um, who you get to work with you, how, how you execute things. And I think like, even though I don't like some of Zach's takes, he clearly stuck to his guns and had a vision. And it's like, well, that's, I mean, that's hard to do in a, hundred million, two hundred million dollar, you know, budget movie. You don't get that a lot. So no, you're absolutely, and that's what I love about your take when it comes to that because we've always talked about that when because you never really were like about that, but you were always about like him having that take. And then, goddamn you, seek for reminding me that there was once a an Edgar Wright Ant Man movie. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, hurt. I just, 
I just want to say that that was this was a very interesting transition because this whole conversation started with Seek pointing out that Phil was an internet thug, and then it turned into this whole conversation. What is it at all like? We started this talk about drama and Phil being a thug and telling the story mm-hmm. about Phil being a thug, and then all of a sudden it's like, so about the Batman and his vision. I love that, but I was gonna say I agree with what you say. I think the thing is, I I think because I read the I'm reading the chat too, and I'm like, listen. I, I don't know how many times I say this. Like, guys, you do understand, like, it's okay to like different directors' interpretations of franchise stories. Like, it, it's okay to like to have people who like Robert Pattinson as Batman over Ben Affleck. It's okay for people like Ben Affleck's Batman over over Robert Pattinson. Like, there are so many, like, I can see if it was like a first time we saw Batman. But we've had so many actors, so many different directors yeah. doing all these characters, Superman and Batman in particular, that it's like there's no reason for us to even fight over it. Like it's okay to like different actors in different roles. It's okay to not like actors in different roles and, and not like the directors. Like there are people, I know it's a shock, there are people who don't like Zack Snyder's movies at all. <gasps> I know, amazing that that's the truth. But it's like, oh, it's okay because – you don't have to not like it because some random person on the internet, uh, bubble butt nine two seven five three on Twitter, hated Zack Snyder. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zeke. That's my burner account. <laughs> you know, I'm no, sorry but, uh... that bubble butt did not like Zack Snyder's Justice League, but that doesn't mean you can't. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's another thing too is like the fact that it's like I I always when I see people go like, uh, you know, uh, obviously they talk about like what they like. They're like, Oh, nothing will ever be as good as this. And I'm like, well, that's kind of sucks. If you think that nothing is ever going to be good at this it's like, I get it. Like I like, like, okay. Obviously when it comes to, you know, costumes or actors that are, that play the role and that, that, that people love, which of course I love the Snyderverse stuff. I love the costumes, love the actors, love everything. And, but when I see other people just kind of go like, Hey, nothing will ever match this. I'm like, well, that kind of sucks because I hope that somebody else does a better job. Like I'm always about the next thing. Like impress me. Like when, when it came to Robert Pattinson, I, I first I went, huh? You know, I went, what that guy. But now, but when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, eh, that's good stuff. Is it as, is it, is it my favorite Batman? No. Is it my favorite right. Batman movie? No, but right. I appreciated what Matt Reeves did. It was a different take. It was a different style. And I still appreciated that. So I'm always looking forward to the next director, the next creator to do something different. Right. With iteration. You're yeah. going to have, exactly. you're going to have hits and misses. And I, and I will say yeah. the bang, I see your comment. Like it is okay for you to say so-and-so is the best adaptation, but that's like sure. to you, that's the best adaptation for you, what you yeah. like. Cause everybody has their preferences and their ideas of what makes batman or superman their favorite like for me i'm 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 i've gotten into arguments with a lot of people on it there are friends of mine who don't like superman being dark and 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 relatable they want him to be the all-american superhero and it's like for me i like superman dark stories because i'm tired i get bored with the whole i'm a good boy i don't kill it's like no i want to see my superman have human emotions because he was raised on earth having to struggle like that's why i think super uh, superman and lois did so well because we finally saw superman be a father and at first it annoyed me like oh god this is superman at his retirement having to be a dad and raise some kids and have to deal with the teenage bull crap but it worked because you actually could relate to him not just as superman but a father a husband his wife got cancer mm. like you know like those types of things make a good story for me and he can still be superman you know so it's like 
these things are very subjective, but we find ourselves in this bubble, especially online, where people feel like they're more entitled to their opinions on these characters than anyone else. Like, no, that's not true. You are Batman all on film. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> You're all entitled to love something or hate something and discuss it without making it personal because it's not. It's not. Then listen, these superheroes ain't paying your bills, guys. <laughs> You're paying theirs. Okay. I heard, I think it was like Pete Tomasi or someone who was on a panel. They were talking about who's everyone's favorite Green Lantern when he was writing Green Lantern Corps. And mm -hmm. he said, he said something like, uh, he goes, I think if, if, if John Stewart, Kyle Rayner, and Hal Jordan were all real guys and you're hanging out in a bar with them and you were arguing over which one of them was the coolest, uh, they would, they would probably all knock you out. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And, and go, because, because uh, to them, it's, you know, they, they don't see themselves as in competition with each other. It's like, Fictional. What's cool about fictional characters is that they're, especially DC characters. That's what I always like about them is that they're kind of like what we strive to be. They're, they're sometimes their their morals are a little bit more concrete than ours. Sometimes their goals are a little bit more focused than ours, and they they kind of they they en enter this icon legend of status as elite, even above superhero a little bit at times. Not always, uh, but they have their faults. But what I like about them is that like they they aren't competing against one another um they're trying to be the best version of themselves and uh, and that's kind of what i that's what i've always taken away from comics is like you know wally's not trying to be better than barry after barry died wally wasn't trying to be better than barry he was trying to be a he was trying to fill the suit you know yeah. he just he wanted to be a good flash um and uh, and I thought Wally turned out to be—he's my favorite Flash. He was—he is. Flash, when yeah. I started collecting Flash comic books, it was Wally during the time. But you he know? sucked in the beginning. He sucked right after Barry died. He sucked. Yeah. I hated Wally. I right <laughs> after Crisis, I was like, "F this kid. He's a dick. He doesn't know what he wants." See, yes. that's that's the growing pains. Yes. And then and then he found his way. And once he earned it, I was like. Dude, I love this guy, man. Like he, right? he went he went through the ringer, but he he they didn't Jason Todd him. He came out the other side and he's still running. And I, I love that. And so so to me, and then his friendship with Kyle is you know just awesome. It's up there with Hal Jordan and Green Arrow, you know, Oliver Queens. Like so sorry, I, I nerd no, out with this stuff. I'm just laughing. I'm sorry for laughing because I'm just like, I don't know if you heard me, but I was like, this isn't my show. I just try to highlight a comment. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yes, I just tried to highlight a comment. I was like, wait, this isn't my show. Oh, what, what comment, what what comment? We'll, at? Yeah, we'll highlight it. I was looking, I was looking at Bennett's comment. Wait, who? I tried to highlight <laughs> This one right here? Bennett. No, ben, not Ben. Hi, Ben. Love you, but Ben, ben Bennett. Bennett. <laughs> I tried to highlight his Ben a minute. Ben no, Bennett. Oh, Bennett. This yeah. one right here? Yes, and I, okay. I went to go highlight it. I was like, wait, why isn't it working? I'm like, oh, because it's not my channel. <laughs> I'm so, I'm in YouTuber brain mode. <laughs> yes, I know it happens. I know there's been times where I've been on other, you know, streams too. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, I, just, uh, oh, I, I have no control. Yeah. I'm crying because I'm like, yeah. I can't believe I just did <laughs> <laughs> I think it's when I came here right after a stream I did, and I'm like, yeah. I'm still thinking I'm on my channel. Oh my god! And I'm that uh, Aquaman, with the exception of Batman and Joker, it just seems like DC has been in a really tough. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, it no, we we yeah, it has. I mean, both Marvel and DC right now are just struggling. I mean, obviously DC's been struggling. You know, they've been trying to you know obviously find themselves. I mean, obviously when it came to the Snyder Cut coming out, that was like this crazy 
pop culture event thing that happened. And then, of course, Restore the Snyderverse. People tweeted the shit out of that. It just turned it. It was something just phenomenal. But then it was just like, all right. And then it was just done. And, you know, and then we weren't like going, okay, we're like, how, you know, where is this going to go? But yeah, right now, I mean, both are just trying to find footing again. And I mean, that's the thing is like Marvel. I mean, I think Marvel is killing it with Loki. I mean, the first two episodes, I was like, this is this is this is what's working right here. It's Loki. Loki needs to be part of whatever the fuck is happening. I mean, Tom Hiddleston has always been likable, even though he's been a villain. Um, but the growth, the, the 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 development of Loki from when we first saw him to where he is now, Jesus Christ, has it been just like a crazy great story that they've uh, and I can't wait to watch the new episode, but, it, but it. that's just what's working. The, the most when it comes to what Marvel's working on right now, at least. And I hope Loki's like uh, going to be part of like a lot more things. We'll see. Oh, uh, that wasn't the comment fantastic. I was trying to highlight. Be- Bennett, I wasn't laughing at your comment. I was laughing at the fact that I thought I was on my YouTube channel trying yeah, to yeah. highlight it. That's what yeah. I was laughing at. <laughs> and I, I just was realizing how dumb I was. But the comment I was talking about was what he uh, was oh, yeah. saying about. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, not that. It was. um. Oh, where was it? Oh, it was so far back because I was like trying oh, to. Highlight it it wasn't that comment. Oh. No, no, it was something about um. Do, do you think that clamoring for Zach to return to DC would be so high if, say, the past five DC EU films had been more financially successful? And I was going to mm. respond to that. I'm like, I, I think that they always were planning on rebooting, regardless, at some point, because there was only like I know Zach was supposed to do a few films. But I think because they were planning on selling the company, they didn't want to spend the money to continue it. That's I think it was more so they were trying to sell it so they weren't going to spend money when they were trying to sell it off to another company. And they wanted to move on to the next properties to kind of say, hey, these new movies are going to make do really well. So you're going to get our company and these movies are going to make you money. And that's how they sold it to Discovery, which is why they just said, well, we're not going to spend all this money on continuing Zach stuff when we already had this money sunk into these other projects. So I think that's why they didn't continue it. But I've said this to you fans that really want Zack Snyder to finish his stuff. The best chances you have, and this is a long shot money. If you guys really want it, raise the money that it would cost them to pay Zach to finish his films. And they might actually be interested in letting him do it because if you guys are funding it and they don't have to, they will a hundred percent. What? We don't have to pay Zach. Oh, we don't have to do it. We'll give him the rights to make it. I've said this. You guys want it to happen. Put your money where your mouth is. Raise the money. Go fund me. Do Kickstarter. Hey, we go, want to raise the money. Go, go fund me a, bat, a, a Justice League movie for Zack Snyder to direct. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that sounds like a scam. $250 million. <laughs> yeah. uh, but well, of course. I and mean, that's, that's just for right. part two. Don't get me wrong. That's sketchy because yeah. who's going to hold that money? But I'm saying <laughs> if, if they were to say, hey, DC, listen, Z- Zaslov, hmm. we'll find a way. <laughs> we'll give you the money. We will give you the money. How much do you need to get Zack to come back? Give us a number. Zaslav's okay, not a human there. being. If you he... raise this number, if we you you gave it, we'll give it to you. You set up the thing. We'll give it to you. Yeah. If y'all if y'all proposition David Zaz, listen. If y'all came to me, it's like Zaggy, make that <laughs> make make Zach come back. I y'all gotta put up the money then. Put that money up. I'll I'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it. If y'all want to pay for it, then pay for it. 
And see, that's the thing is like when it came to release the Snyder Cut, Zach, exactly. you have no say in this, by the way. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When yeah, yeah. the money, you yeah. better do it. Yeah, yeah. When the money raises, you got to stop what you're doing and you got to direct this. Yep. That was Rebel Moon. Yeah, I know. Stop the whole Rebel Moon and and stop Army the universe. Um, no, no, no. It's just yeah. It's uh, fuck. Where was I going with that? I totally forgot. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. It's like. <sighs> Yeah, I totally blanked. I totally blanked. Sorry, you know, dude. I, I, I think to your point. Glad we made it. Totally blanked. Had no point. The point. The point you made earlier about that story continuing in a different medium, I think, is absolutely plausible. I mean, look at Batman '89. It's getting yeah. a continuation from a continuation that's taking inspiration from another debunked or not debunked, another not utilized Batman story, Batman Triumph, Batman Unchained, whatever. Because the main villains of that new book, Batman '89 Echoes are Harley Quinn, who looks to be the daughter of the Joker from Jack Nicholson, and of course, a Scarecrow. So it's like, yes, that is great. Do that. Do more of that. Do more of that with other DC films. Hell, I want to see a Catwoman book. Just kidding. Um, but no. Uh, I, 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 I'd still buy it. I would just for the novelty and just to own it. But no, really, I, I do think that it's very plausible to, to have that in the back, I think Jim Lee, if he's still head of DC Comics in the next five, ten years, I think that's his, like, you know how Kevin Feige is kind of holding out to Secret Wars. I think if Jim Lee wanted to, like, kind of go out with a bang, he'd be like, yeah, you know what? To hell with it. Well, Spider-Verse just, continued. They just announced a relaunch of Elseworlds. So they did. This, You're right. You know, so that, that could be step one of something like that. You never yeah. know. Hold on. Hold on, guys. <clears throat> Y'all smell that? Mm. Yeah. Oh. I, I I smell an anti woke person in the chat. Uh oh. I smell, oh I, yeah, I, I saw I their comments. You. I smell What'd they you. say? What'd they say? I smell <laughs> you, Nate's memes. I smell oh, you. You can't even spell Kevin Feige's name right. Why even bother paying attention to it? <laughs> How do you spell that? Listen, I'm just kidding. I will do this response to that as the as the everything demographic of everything woke because that's me. I'm that person. I'm a black woman. I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm pansexual, so I'm part of the LGBTQ community. Um, so, so as far as the wokeness, it's all right. Like, I'm a lesbian. I like women. I dress in men's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's a dessert, except the transgender. But listen, there is messages that will always be in entertainment. They've been there. Like wokeness has been woke before y'all even came up with the term woke. Okay, go back to the '90s. Go back to the '80s. Okay, you couldn't find a cartoon back in the 70s or 80s, a kid's cartoons that didn't have every single race. Hello, Magic School Bus. There was a black kid, an Asian girl, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Miss, uh, Miss, what was her name? Miss, uh, Miss Frizzle. Her name? Drizzle. Miss Drizzle. Miss Frizz, yeah. Frizzle. 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 I said no. Frizzle. <laughs> Frizzle. Yeah, I turned into Snoop Dogg right there. For, for, right, for decades, guys, there have always been agendas. There's always been inclusive characters you know captain planet hello oh captain my god planet. the indian what's the guy thing? what's the, the thing black I mean, like, fucking power rangers yeah power rangers <laughs> even though they made the you know the, the black guy the black ranger the asian <laughs> okay, girl the okay, yellow yeah, that was a little like on the nose but I'm i was just speaking saying, more towards the later seasons <laughs> know, but you're you're, you're you're that key and the key and peel skit when they did that was awesome yes but, yeah. Yeah. i mean He's the like... only thing they didn't have back then was 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 gay and transgender characters really because it was taboo and when and when those characters were there, it was it was controversial. That was the point. It was meant to be controversial for the purpose of, hey, we want you to hate watch this because we have a gay we have a gay kiss, guys. And it did. It worked. It worked. 
So when you got anti-woke people are always saying, well, these guys putting it, pushing the agenda. Well, I hate to burst your little bubbles, but if you haven't been paying attention for the last right. 30 decades or so, they've always done that. The difference is now you're noticing it more because they're so including things that you don't like. You don't like seeing gay guys kiss. Just admit you don't like that. And it's fine. Oh. But it's not being it's not being a woke agenda all the time, guys. Sometimes I see it and sometimes like we don't need to emphasize the fact that the character is gay. Yeah. We don't have to make sure we hear the gay character's struggles. You know, yeah. they can just be gay. The kids yeah, can have that's, gay parents. That's, we don't what, I was saying. that's what I was saying. I was like, you know what? Like, long as you're not like like punching you in the face with it, like, hey, you better like this, you better do this, you can do that. It's like, no, I, I don't care. Like when it comes to this whole rebel moon, and uh, I guess we could like you know go right into it. It's like when it comes to the rebel moon comic book covers that were that were released, and obviously, obviously we have like a non-binary character or whatever, and we got like a trans person, I guess that's like writing. And I'm like, all right, fine, I don't give a shit. Just I hope it's just good. That's all I want. I just want a good story. I don't care about this, that, or this. I'm like, cool. I'm I'm happy for you, but hey, I just want a good I, story. I, I'm just wondering where all this woke anti woke stuff was for for anime because Japan's oh. been woke before. <laughs> Japan's been woke way before. Men dressed up as women back in feudal Japan. Yeah. Oh, it's been around. And that's the thing. It's like, and it's funny because I was listening to a podcast and they even brought up this too, like back in like the eighties and you know, stuff like that, where they, I forgot, damn it. I wish I remember what it was, but they brought up. Yeah. Like this shit's been around. It's just like, we just know it, but it's almost like this whole thing. It's like, we just cycle through and we just go through it again and again and again. But now that we have social media and everything's like interfaces like 24 seven, now it's just like, you know, and then of course now we got people who want to just, obviously they, they make money off of just pushing it in your face like crazy. And then you got the opposite side that want to rally against it. So they make like 17 videos that are, you know, about this and her, you know, and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. It's such a weird time that we live in right now. I mean, it is, but it, like I said, it's like when I see people talk about agendas, I'm like, X Men was all about racism. Yes. Yeah. Like was. the yeah, well, it was it all was about, about many things. It's it's about oh, yeah. many things. It's like uh, you can interpret that as a bunch of different things, but yeah, racism, yep. um, sexism, um, you just teenagers who felt like outcasts which was yep. who the book was kind of marketed to anyway um same with teen titans that's why those two books were the number one sellers in the 80s yep. was because the message rang in the core audience of readers i always show people like I, that cover of the you know giant size x-men number one where the only white guy jumping out or the two only white guys one's canadian one's from ireland <laughs> and there's like and there's like a native american guy and you just got storm on there and uh, and nightcrawler and i'm just like like if that cover when they released a an x-men team that had mostly people of like different ethnicities and backgrounds and people were like oh more woke trash from marvel i'm like that is no different than giant size x-men number one right. <laughs> like that came out 40 years ago like it's literally the same thing um but yeah, I, yeah. I, I i get that some so i think what sometimes at least in my opinion when people tie those two things together because we talk about it on the Venom blog, you know, we get comics, Spider-Man stuff where people go, oh, this is woke or that's woke. And what I noticed the correlation is when when you just have like a writer who's not good at threading the message in without, uh, you know, like, like uh, Dave said, without hitting you in the face with it, they're just not, they're still learning as writers, right? They haven't gotten to the point where they can hide a message in there that's like subtle enough for you to pick up on but not in your face enough for you to feel like you're being preached to 
there's a very thin line and a lot of writers that are writing comics now are starting off, you know? And so uh, you, and a lot of the older guys, unfortunately they're getting too sick. They're passing away, you know, rest in peace, uh, they, uh, uh, Keith Giffen and a lot of the people we lost in comics recently. It's like some of these guys aren't around anymore. So we have this new generation coming in and they need to find their voice. And unfortunately they're finding their voice on some of our favorite characters. So it's frustrating. Yeah. We're like, right. learn to write Batman now, please. You know, <laughs> learn to write Green Lantern now. Well, but, um, yeah. or, or a perfect you, example, like Zeb Wells and Spider-Man, people are ripping that dude apart. Yeah. For and he's a good he writer. Did. I like him as a writer. I'm not loving his Spider-Man stuff, but I'm also like, I, I also don't. Like when, you don't when, go I, out of your way to avidly hate it. No. Well, here's the thing. I've been reading comics for like 40 years, whether I remember all those years or not. My process is if I get to a book and I'm like, okay, here's a new writer. I'm going to check it out. If I don't like it, I just stop reading the book and I go find something I do like. Like yeah. I saw someone in the comments earlier say, all, all nowadays, all modern comics suck. And I'm like, then you don't read anything yep. because there, there's definitely something out, like movies. There's something <clears throat> out there for you. You just got to, you got to go through and look and it, it sometimes it takes work. And uh, so I, I just say, start with your favorite characters and some oh, of your yeah. favorite writers and see, go from there. See, I get so tired of seeing the term most, like I, I see this yeah. most woke writers and I'm sitting here like, Guys, you gotta you gotta stop and, and understand what's happening. Okay. Again, when it comes to these characters, right? And I, I only partially disagree with Seek because I don't think it's that it, the writers are doing it because they're not experienced. I think what it is is that these is characters that. have existed for a very long time. Yeah. And you they've established a fan base already. What they need to do because the generation's getting old and, and when we, we were all kids, that's when that's when these comic book characters, these superheroes really became got the fan bases when we were kids when we were young you know we all like looked up to these superheroes we looked up to these characters and we loved them but now we're older yes we can still love them but they're they're making these things for the new generation and they're wanting to get new fans and what are they thinking well we want the gays to like superman yes so what do we want to get the gays to like superman they've always they're gonna have superman. superman's son be gay i know have you seen his bulge i mean <laughs> come on i mean um, that's what i mean but we want to we want to make these fans feel more relatable because these superheroes were created to be somewhat relatable like their superpowers are superheroes anyone can be a superhero anyone can be spider-man yeah but spider-man's not gay spider-man's not black so how do we have to get the blacks to like spider-man <laughs> Well, it's funny you mentioned. And Leah's thing if you guys look at Miles Morales' character, he's half black, half Latino. But he has. Yeah, he checks off two boxes, which is great. But primarily, if you look, look at the Spider Man 2 game. It's a likable character. No spoilers. No spoilers. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. Not the Spider Man 2 game. The Miles Morales game, I meant. The Miles Morales game. If you played that game, that entire game is nothing ca- but catered to black people. Okay, he ha- he does music. He listens to hip hop. He 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 lives in, in in urbans. There's hoods, you know. There's gang violence. Like that is a character that's catered to the black demographic, and that's literally what they're doing. So it's, it's like it's not necessarily just being woke. It's more like they're trying to get other communities to be invested in these characters that everyone else is. I think also it's also kind of about him embracing that culture because they want to be true to who that character is as well and that's it it's a culture thing i love what denzel washington did that in an interview once where he was where he was talking about he was like um so and so directed this movie and and then you know and if but if if you had like 
who was it? It was like Schindler's List. I think he was using it as the comparison. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about Spielberg. Yeah, yeah he was like, he's like, so Spielberg could probably do this movie that's about you know black history and culture, and and this director could do Schindler's List. But because those directors understand things on a cultural level, they're able to tell a story that is maybe targeted in some way to represent something honestly, as honest as they can for the people who it will connect with, but also bring in a wider audience. Yep. And I think like the Miles game, I think a lot of people that worked on it, they, they cared about the cultural reference and the, the, the lifestyle of living in those parts of town in New York. And they nailed it in, in between the voice acting and the music and the movies do that too, the, you know, the animated movies. So to me, I think it's, it's culture is, is a big part of it, like trying to nail the culture right. And I think if you do that, you don't come across as preachy. You're, you're showing you're like, like I love Japanese movies because of the culture. When I see like these different samurai movies and stuff, I'm like, I like that. Like I, I'm drawn to it. And it's, it's not because everyone's Japanese. It's because the culture and the lifestyle and, and the, and the, you know, the day-to-day life, everything's different. And it's, it's, so it's opening my eyes. And so I don't think people are against having their eyes open. I just like Dave says, and everyone said earlier, is just, you gotta, you, you can't, you can't be too preachy and you gotta know what you're doing. It's like Zach with the vision. Like you've got to thread things perfectly and not a perfect, you can slip up. Sure. But I mean, I, I we can disagree on that. But I, I think I'm not saying that people who write some modern comics aren't talented. I'm just saying there's a balance, and yep. they're still finding their balance. Every time I write something, I get better. I learn from past mistakes, um, and I every I think everyone's like that. So as long as you're someone out there who's trying to get better at the balance, you're gonna make amazing comics that that anyone can relate to. But the people you're targeting it to will really, really appreciate. And that's how we get right. a win-win scenario. Wait, yeah. Okay. And, and I finally remembered, I finally remember what I what? was trying to remember like oh, uh, good. like like 10 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> it was the fact that it's like, okay, so when we get to the point where they, you know, they change the race of a character, you know, we've seen this happen many times. I've always said, okay, if you're gonna do that, make it where I don't even notice it. You know, we're just make it make sense to the character and everything's gonna be great. You know, uh, I mean a big example was like, you know, when Will Smith was dead. You know, there's something like like something like that. And and when I watched Suicide Squad, I did. It was like, all right, not, nothing's changing this because his skin color is different. You know, sometimes, again, they throw it in your face and be like, oh, we're going to do this. And it's like, uh, are you doing this because of that? Or he's trying to score points. But if you just make it make sense and everything's good and I just watch it and I don't even think about it. Then you're a good storyteller. And that's all. Yeah, you know, I saw I was waiting to, to get to the bangs thing because I'm like. What do you mean they don't mention he's half black? The ba- the bang that entire game made sure you didn't forget he was black. Yeah. And when you saw his mama, who's Latina, she would always speak Spanish to remind you she was Puerto Spanish. Rican. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, Puerto Rican. So it's yeah. like they definitely did. And and again, I get some people are like disagreeing with me, like Saggy. It's not about the storytelling; it's about the message because you're looking for it. Because yeah. now, because this whole wokeness stuff has been happening, now everyone just focuses on. I even caught myself doing it one time when I was watching something, and I was like, "I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the woke moment." Oh, there it is! And then, <laughs> like, and then, like literally, I started catching myself doing it. I'm like, "Why?" Oh, are yeah. you doing this? Well, because I mean, it, it is out there. Some again, they throw it in your face with certain things, 
but it's when talented creators can do it in a way where it's not thrown in your face and it's just natural. You know, those are the filmmaker. I mean, and then when it going back to Zach, when it comes to this stuff, he's not going to, he's not going to just like, Hey, I'm doing this because I'm trying to score points. He is, he's a creator and he's like, Oh, I think this fits for what I'm the story I'm trying to tell, you know? Well, plus like, like a character who, in this case, I think you were talking about, there's a non-binary character in in, uh, rebel moon. So, I mean, I don't know. This is the first time I'm hearing about this, but I would assume like anything, when you're creating characters and you're building a world, you, you go, okay, I need someone with this kind of perspective. Yes. You know, yep. like because because I'm going to have these characters in a scene together and I need someone to argue against this person's plan of action or what they want to do and and bring a different viewpoint to it. Or we need to have a scene where someone is this character's kind of ignorant on this topic and this character is going to exist to kind of educate them. But they're going to learn from each other throughout the story. So you 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 create different person. I mean, I've been doing this with Neverland for for a couple of years now where. I'm writing Tiger Lily and I'm writing, you know, Peter Pan and Wendy and all these characters. And it's like, I need different personalities. I, I can't have everyone think the same way. Otherwise there's not going to be tension or drama or, you know, you know, things like that I need in the story or growth. And, uh, and I think sometimes that is, so I, I see people when they see non-binary character or this or that, they immediately think woke or it's this, or it's a message or whatever, instead of looking at it as, okay, well, that person's probably going to have a viewpoint in the story and it may not even be a viewpoint you agree with, but that's okay because it's one character in a story and there will mm-hmm. be someone else who have a viewpoint you do agree with. And that will be your favorite character in the movie. So it's, it's funny that nowadays we live in this because we've, we've let people who have the loudest voices say it's, it's all or nothing. And that's every, both sides have done that where it's like, it's oh, yeah. all or nothing. There's no nuance. There's no, you can't watch a movie and go, nuance. I like this movie. I like 80% of this movie. And I don't like 20%, but because I like 80%, it's a good movie. I'm going to buy it and own it for my collection. Now people go, I like, I like 80% of this movie, but it's dog crap. It's complete trash. You know? And you're like, what do you mean? They're like, cause it's not hundred percent awesome. And I'm like, no, that's doesn't not, make trash. that doesn't yeah. make it trash at all. Right. No, if, it, at all. if it's over 50, if it's 51% good, then it's a halfway decent movie. <laughs> like, I've even taken that. I've even taken that. What you're even saying right there, like to the logic of like, okay, so obviously we always have like, especially with things that happen in, in, in the world, there's always like this, you know, back and forth between two sides. And it's always funny too, because I, I, I sometimes I just want to like, what, cause I I'll see like when things are happening and it's almost like, man, there's just like, we're watching two different people are watching two different movies right now when they look at like an event that happens. And then obviously they will be like, um, you know, like what you were saying, like, like when it comes to a movie, it's like, I like 80% of it, but because of this 20%, I hate all of it. It's like there's sometimes where I'm like I could see somebody because I I have people in my real life and people online that can be on two diff- different sides of the aisle when it comes to politics or whatever the hell. And just because and I would be like, you know what, I bet you they agree on most things in life. Yeah. But because of these hardcore topics, right. they're like, I don't agree with that guy or that person at all no 100 percent, because that that person's evil they say this and shit i'm like yeah but i bet you if you sat down and talked you probably would agree about a lot of things majority of things but because there's like that 20 percent, you're like nope fuck that fuck that person evil that's yeah blah. so i don't know i just I, I, oh I would... nate's memes this, this oh, is this is, is not beta energy honey 
I, I, and if you want toxic masculinity, baby, so I have much. the second biggest pair of testicles on this panel next to Phil. <laughs> so if you want some toxic masculinity, honey, me and you are the betas then. No, yeah, so. I guess. Uh, Listen, yeah. I'm a dom, baby. But, I'm a dom. but, but, let, but who cares? Like Nate, Nate, he has his opinion and he uses. No, I just want to dom him. That's all. But he uses buzzwords like beta. Like he, he gets all of his information from TikTok and, have a and, and, and red, yeah, and red pills and alpha males and. That's great. That's a that's, uh, that's the life. I bet you he likes the manosphere. I but that's a, but that's a, but that's his fine. Who cares? Like oh, no, so, I'm not being seriously bad at him. I'm yeah. just messing oh, with him, gotcha. by the way. Yeah. Don't take it personally. I just want to be all 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 aggressive with you to show you that I can be a man on this panel. She can trust me. She, yeah, we yeah we've. Waited. I mean, she just called me and Dave betas, and we we took it. <laughs> did. I did. I did. They took it like, see, that's that's an alpha though. When I call you a beta and you take yeah. it, that's an alpha. That's yeah. an alpha. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You didn't even call us a beta. You just said we didn't have large balls. No, well, yeah. listen, I didn't say you had balls. I just said those are the biggest. I come second. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jesus I didn't say you didn't have big balls. I'm just saying me and Phil's are, are objectively bigger than both you and Dave's. I'm sorry. It's just a oh, Yeah, but me and Dave's form together to make Voltron. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate Voltron. <laughs> Oh, yeah. and I'll form the head. <laughs> <laughs> you got that. You got that. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he does have 19 oh inches of venom going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you are just a pleasure to be around. I adore you so much. <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm crying again. Jesus Christ, that one got me, y'all. He said, Honestly, "We're gonna I saw that comment and I was like, you know. I'm going to talk about toxic masculinity and beta. The most alpha thing anyone can do is just ignore dumb shit like that. God damn. Yeah. See, big balls. Big balls. That's why he wins the medal right now. Big I mean, balls. Like I saw that comment and I was like, only not even a fraction of those characters are as toxic and masculine as you like to think. Maybe Lobo, but Batman, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I love Lobo. That's the thing. Right. Is, I think sure. right. I, I, I got to go and I hate like young man Lobo that they did with New Fifty Two. Like I, I oh like, god, that was terrible. Like I like, was not good. I like Bastich Logo riding around on a space bike with his dog. Like I, I love that. It's awesome. Yeah, good point, Phil. I was just thinking like Batman. Batman is not really Batman's not toxic masculinity. Batman is Batman's mental health. Like <laughs> Batman's just mental health. It's what funny. do you mean? It's become more and more that like Batman is he's always dealt with that. But like uh like I remember for years people would say like oh Moon Knight's like the Marvel version of Batman. But Moon Knight always, especially when they get into the DID stuff, I'm like this is more complicated than than what they would do with Bruce Wayne because he's too big of a character to do something like this with. But now with Zer and R back. I'm really intrigued in Batman again. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like, because Sadarsky's treating it almost like a form of DID, even yeah. though I think it's they're going to put a twist on that, and we're going to find out that it's, you know, a, a Batmite or, or something else that's yeah. been implanted in his head. But at least for now, it's interesting. Bruce has moments where he's sitting at the the computer looking for Riddler, and then he stands up, goes downstairs into a secret compartment, works on failsafe, comes back up, and sits at his desk and doesn't know that time has passed. And I'm like. That's, I mean, that's literally shit I experienced in my life. So I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, this is, I'm like, can they? So I wrote Chip Zdarsky. I joined his newsletter. I'm like, is, does nice. Batman have BID? And he, he couldn't answer. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't answer that. I don't, I, I maybe, well, you guys are more into comic books. So maybe you can answer that. Cause I, I, I've just hit me that like, the only time I ever remember them even talking about, well, actually even doing much about Batman's mental health was in Tim Burton's with, with Michael Keaton when he went to therapy to talk to a therapist. 
Well, if you watch Batman the Animated Series, too, Dr. Leslie Tompkins. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there's Dr. only a few Leslie times Tompkins. he's actually and with the Two-Face episodes. The Two-Face two episodes. Yeah, I'm like, great. I haven't yeah. seen him go. Like, they, they, they've touched on it a little bit, but I'm like, yeah, when we're talking about Batman, it's like Batman is literally the physical embodiment of mental health. <laughs> that, like, well, that kid needed to see a therapist. He, I don't know why Bruce Wayne done seen his parents get murdered in the alleyway and then no one really talked about him going to therapy over it. It was just like, the funeral was so sad, and he kind of just decided he wanted to be a Batman. So there we go. That, that that's therapy. therapy. That, that's what, that's therapy. what I like about the Robert Pattinson one. Is what I like about it is they pulled a little bit from the Grant Morrison Black Glove story, where mm. there was this uh, this story that was being fabricated that Martha Wayne had bipolar. She was you know schizophrenic, and uh, oh. and that Thomas Wayne was trying to cover it up. And they pulled that and put it into the 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 Matt Reeves movie. And I'm like, you know, that's interesting because now you can really deal with you know, you can merge Black Love and Court of Owls and you can have them either have manipulated that story to it, so it's not a true story or you can really deal with that and Bruce have actual mental health struggles in the next two movies while he's fighting these bigger threats. Um, I was thinking, I was like, I, I saw someone do a fan art of the um, Pattinson Batman with the Zur and R colors Ooh. and I was like, oh, now I want this. <laughs> like, now Ooh. I want this so bad. Um, yeah. And I was and I was thinking of the Martha Wayne seed that they planted in the first movie in the hush uh, uh, seed. So I don't know. I'm I'm I, but to me I'm I'm one of those guys that like Batman, he can survive any interpretation. You know, Superman they can survive any interpretation. Fans will argue whether it's good or not, but not as more. long as they argue, the character will keep going. You're you know, I'm tripping in the chat talking about Batman was a therapy. Ain't no therapist in, in their profession. If, if a therapist really told a child, yeah, you should totally dress up as a bat and go out and just kick villains' asses all day. That'll that'll make you feel better about your dead parents. You need to take that degree away from that therapist. Would you be Batman's a therapy? That's the point. That is not therapy. That is Batman's way of coping. It's but it's not movie. actually solving the problem that he has because he he's Batman. But he how many actual like the fact that he was able to even have a kid. By the way, he didn't know he had a kid, which well, means was he was say. just out there getting coochie. Didn't even realize he was getting bitches pregnant. <laughs> he, he, was he was drugged by a yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't and he was drugged. So I'm saying, like, let's be real. Batman <laughs> got, got laid, but at the same time, he never had a genuine <laughs> connection with the, with with anyone really. Other even even the struggles he had with his Robins, bro. Like, what do you mean that Batman was therapy? You know how many kids he fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he fucked up his, his he you know he's he he saved dick grayson he, being know, he, batman he it was always in. like his therapy but it wasn't like the best kind of therapy you sure. know what batman should have done with dick grayson send his ass to therapy not make him a fucking vigilante nah you know to take that a step further alfred probably should have sent bruce to therapy at a younger oh age. yeah he he um, so, well, i mean how many times have we seen just how like i mean even like live action or whatever it's like you see like alfred's like God damn it. Like, what am I doing? Why am I, why am I, I'm enabling this. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, how many times? What do you I do? Mean, like, no special characters, but like, still, it's kind of just like, if you think about it realistically, Batman sure. literally is just, he's got a lot of mental issues. Those are Bruce like, Wayne's guest out there. And like, Bubble, right, I mean, like Bubble Butt said, you know, sorry, he might, he might just suffer from the ID and things like that. Like, there's a lot of things you can interpret it with Batman's character. You know, Superman is the alien. You know, build the wall. 
Oh shit! <laughs> sorry, I had to say sorry. Jeez. <laughs> sorry, I had to say like, it. it, it it's so funny because like injustice. How's League, that for woke in the chat? <laughs> like, in Justice League, he flat out has a conversation with Wonder Woman on top of a roof, and he's like you're a princess from an island of women. I'm a kid with parental issues. It would never work. Yeah. I love that episode. I, because Batman is just so straightforward about his issues. And Diana's like, yep, I get it. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Batman could still objectively get it, but that man got problems. Right. And, and he has gotten it. Let's, let's no, he, be he totally has. honest here. He they has. made it very clear <laughs> yeah. in that episode where she turns into a pig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that there was something between them. <laughs> not when she was a pig, though. Yeah, no, of course not. Yeah. Uh, that would that would have been really weird. And then you really would have known that Batman had problems if he was like, "Oh, well, maybe I'm." I'm uh, now she's hot. <laughs> yeah, now I'm I'm digging this right here. Um, but, uh, we got Paul coming in. Hey, right hey, hey, Paul. My man. I was going hey, to say, Nate. I think Nate, you're on finally, the wrong YouTube I'm, channel. I think you're looking for Andrew Tate, honey. Because I, I think I, you're just looking for Andrew bigger, Tate. Finally, a bigger set of balls entered. This <laughs> yeah. Thank I think you for being there for the Andrew Tate channel. <laughs> I mean, if you think Batman's all toxic, toxic masculinity, you must read All Star Batman on repeat. Then, oh god, <laughs> god damn. <laughs> that's, again, that's that's a take on Batman, but you're right; it's a, not one that most people think. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've had this discussion with a lot of people. I think it's really funny because I always find satire is an interesting way to look at it. Um, the Harley Quinn show actually really tackled that because they had mm-hmm. her essentially become because uh, she's the, the main service. character. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that was kind of an interesting take to look at it. Now, granted, that version of Batman in that world is um, kind of almost like a Venture Brothers-esque version of Batman. Oh, 100%. Yeah, where he's just I so over weird. the top. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in terms of his therapy and, like, how he looks at the world, I mean... I don't know. I think there's, I mean, for him, Batman is his therapy. That's how he kind of gets through everything. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, That's how he kind of, yeah, he deals, (laughs) he deals with these things. Um, As as far as Alfred goes, I find uh, the Tim Burton version, Alfred, to be kind of the one who's the most realistic about it. He seems like already Batman has been established before, by the time you get to Batman 89. And he seems to have been, you know, kind of just, you know he's he's still he's still a little bit here and there like trying to figure stuff out but for the most part he's solidified himself as batman and uh alfred seems more concerned with bruce being stuck within the past and being focused on his parents death and something that he can't change rather than being batman he's just like well no batman is what he's going to be and even Bruce isn't really, really sure what Batman is because, like, Vicky tries to talk to him about it. And she's like, it doesn't have to be a perfect world. And he's just like, I don't know what this is, but this is but I've got to do this because no one else can. I mean, again, we, we don't really know what the what the extent of the Justice League members are in that universe at that time. But that's to him. That's that's the case. Um, But, yeah, I mean. I think that, like, even, I would actually argue that even Batman forever is actually maybe the most healthy version of Batman in like how he views himself uh, because the whole, like I think the actual point of Batman forever, or at least before the studio got involved was like, you know, in this version of Batman, he's gotten over, he's destroyed his parents killer. It's been years since then Mm -hmm. he's taken on other villains. And now he's reflecting with that, with Dick Grayson and, and Dick Grayson going down the same path. And so him talking to the Riddler at the end, it's over the top and goofy, but there's that moment. He's like, I'm Batman because I choose to be. 
you know, not because not no longer because I have to be yeah. because like, you know, that's like for him, that's that's he's it's him making that choice every night to go out there and to do those things. And yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, uh, I like what you have to say about like how that version of Alfred was. I mean, because when you watch Batman Forever, I mean, yeah, even though like, you know, Bruce has like gotten to this point where it's like, all right, that's all, you know, I, I destroyed my uh, my parents killer. But at the same time, he does tell as much as he's educating Dick Grayson about, you know, his situation is like, you know, OK, so if you kill Harvey, then what next? Then you find another another face and another face and another face but then even at the same time it's like it's like bruce doesn't want dick to go down his path (laughs) but then alfred and then alfred's like uh yeah but you should know it's like uh um, uh, i i love that line that he says he goes like men like that don't need uh i forgot what he says he's like he doesn't need like uh education needs guidance or something like that there's like a line that he says where it's like you should all you should know like this guy right here, your therapy is what you're doing. He's looking for that therapy. Like Alfred is basically saying that about Dick and you know, it's just, yeah. It's, Cause Alfred experienced it. He's like, he's like, yeah. I, you know, cause Alfred is not a parent, right? Like, so he, he be, kind of becomes a surrogate father, but in the sense that like he, he didn't expect to just all of a sudden be responsible for this young billionaire. And he probably like they showed in Gotham and some other shows and some other interpretations where you don't know what to do in that situation. Bruce, he, at that moment, as a kid at facing a traumatic experience, he decides I have, I have a path I'm going to walk now. And all Alfred felt like he could do, he's like, I can't control this kid's destiny. So like you said, I'm just going to try to guide him to where he doesn't fall off the edge. That, And I think that's Alfred is like, that's my only goal is I just don't want him to fall off the edge. And I think that's what you were saying. He tried to convey to Bruce in that scene in Batman forever. He's just like, just, steer him you know yeah. like he's gonna go down this path with or without you like any kid who rebels against their parent or has a strong willed you know mind and stuff so you're gonna, you just have to kind of make sure they just don't fall off the edge uh and and uh and get swallowed up in, in vengeance and in, in the darkness so i love that i mean that all yeah. those scenes that alfred in those movies are fantastic yeah the yeah. line was actually because he he like bruce looks at him and he goes and you're encouraging him and he goes yeah and like that don't need encouragement they need guidance that's it exactly oh. that's you goosebumps. you're like damn that's good shit right there you know yeah. alfred was always based well, that's the thing. It's like even in the you know in the uh, Dark Knight trilogy. I mean, my God. I mean, how many times? Yeah. I mean, like he was so it was it was even relevant big time in there. And even when it came to Ben's Batman with uh, Jeremy Irons, I mean, like as much as I mean, I love. I mean, even like uh, I mean that scene when 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 um, Alfred just basically is like calls him out he goes you know mr wayne you've always you've never been able to like lie to me kind of thing and he just calls him out like you don't want to get the you know the kryptonite because you know or like they're it's not handling a dirty bomb again i'm messing up the line but that whole thing and then he goes you're gonna go to war isn't holding a dirty bomb yeah exactly (laughs) i mean there's like that whole thing where he just basically calls him out i mean even uh you know that's what that's i think that's what all the live action versions have really i mean even the animated series i mean it's all just like they've always captured that um alfred and batman relationship very well because you know it's never just been oh yeah i'm just here you know obviously batman 66 didn't have that it was just you know whatever but uh but i have a hot take Uh uh-oh 
the chat already doesn't love me tonight, but I, I don't know how y'all feel. Please be gentle. Please chat be gentle. Please use the lube. Thank you. Um, my hot take is my favorite Alfred was in Gotham. Ooh, oh, wow. Okay. Okay. My favorite Alfred. And that guy was great. As Mr. Sean was, Coach was great. But my, great. my reason why is because, like, first of all, it explains that, like, first of all, he, he was, he's a badass. Like, he was, he was trained. Yeah. So it kind of fit with the story of how does he protect young Bruce yeah. by being a badass. And I loved the relationship between him and Bruce in Gotham because he became a father to Bruce. And that and, and the and the bond between that Alfred and that Bruce Wayne, like even though we've seen the bond between Alfred and Bruce Wayne when, you know, Alfred's an old man, obviously there's a bond. But like in Gotham, I felt like that was the strongest I've seen their relationship. Like he really that loved that kid. Like he, it was his own kid. It was really good, but you know, it's even funny because even Batman and Robin had I a love, good love dude. Alfred in that movie. Yeah, dude, even scene. Alfred and Bruce were like great. Him and Bruce, was, every scene is magic in that movie. Fucking magic. Yeah, yeah. And, and Alfred dying. Best part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the only good stuff in the movie. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> when they, dude, they killed Alfred, I was done. I, I, threw, I, I, was, I was so mad. I was like, why? Why would you do that? Y'all already took his parents. You're gonna take his other parent. Like, why? I, I mean, that in fairness, me. like if you have enough drinks, Mr. Freeze is pretty fun in that movie too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, That's if you true. watch it as a gag, of course. Chill. All, yeah. all, all the all the eyes in one life are great. Everybody, chill. Yeah. Everybody, what, chill. What killed dinosaurs? The Ice Age. My favorite I'm Alfred. Terminator in the freezing cold. I, I think I said it before on your show. My favorite Alfred moment is even though I I don't love the movie, but I still like it, which is at the end of Dark Knight Rises, where Alfred, he you see him sobbing. He's crying. I failed oh, yeah. you. Your son is dead. I told you I'd protect him. And the reward of seeing Bruce in the exact scenario that he hoped Bruce would end up in. You know, he was like, I don't want you to be Batman. I want you to move on. You've done your part, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah like, like I, I don't want to worry about you. I'm an old man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I won't be here forever. And I don't want to worry about you when I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And I love that reward. That Alfred is probably the only Alfred in the multiverse <laughs> that had like a, a happy ending in a way where he got to see mm -hmm. Bruce go off and be a human being, you know, after all these years. So that was my favorite moment, but I agree with you on Gotham. I'm not a big fan of that show, but the, the guy who played Alfred and even the kid who played young Bruce, they were great. Like they were great on that. Oh, they show. had great chemistry. chemistry. Like they really, yeah. the, the worst. Alfred, well, I can agree. Even when it comes to the Batman, I mean, I mean, even that Andy Circus yeah. Alfred yeah. Is in the in the hospital bed. Yeah, I mean that is a that is a deep Alfred a scene. scene. Yeah, absolutely great scene. So worst I mean, Alfred. Yeah. Who, who, who wants to take bets that Andy Circus's Alfred is not going to make it through the trilogy? Oh, don't oh. Say that. <laughs> well, he had a happy ending in the last movie, so yeah, you got it. The worst Alfred, though, even we didn't even see him, but he was referenced was in Titans. Like very oh. first, episode, the very oh, first right. episode of Titans, you got I... the text, the call, and the tech, the call and text message from Alfred. The very next season, oh, Alfred did. Okay, yeah. but, but how? What happened? Like it was. Yeah. I, I hated it. Last time I saw you, Dick, was at Alfred's funeral, bitch. When we saw him last season, what was it? How many? <laughs> like, what the hell happened? He, the first episode, we started off with him talking to Alfred. The very next season, oh, he did. 
So I've always liked uh, the Teen Titans within the comic books and obviously, you know, the animated version and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm fine with different interpretations. But if you're concentrating mostly on, like, uh, Marv Wolfman, George Perez years, which are, like, you know, the peak peak stuff pretty much. Um, I was like, okay, so, like, you have the animated show doing that. And then now you're doing this uh, this darker interpretation. Because when you really think about it, when you really look at it, if you look at it, like, on paper, like, what the Marvel and George Perez stuff covers it's dark shit. Like in terms of like where all of the Titans come from, all of them yep. have mm. like with the exception, maybe Dick Grayson, but even his, you know, even Robin in general has a dark uh, origin because his parents die and then he's adopted and, and you know, they, they share this bond, but um, when well, the terror and Deathstroke stuff is dark. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. Etrigan, Etrigan, all that fucked yeah. up shit. And even Starfire has like kind of like, like she has a sister that wants to kill her all the time. Like that's, right. that's messed up, you know? So I, <laughs> So I, at first I was on board with the idea of like, okay, they're doing this sort of edgelord aspect to it, but I kind of can see the fun of them trying to make this like grittier aspect of it and trying to do something different than they were doing with like the more Teen Titans Go aspect. Because right after that, I'm like, okay, let's go in the opposite direction. So like the first season, I'm like kind of on board. And then like right off the bat, I start to notice that like, wait a minute, this was supposed to be the original ending of season one, but we got this oh, yeah. instead. And yeah. once that started happening, then like the end of season two, I was like, what the fuck? Who's like, what happened in the writer's room? And then like by season three, I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. Well, when you watch the Titan series, the, se- the season, uh, season premiere of season two premiere was supposed to be the season finale of the first one because they wrap right. up that storyline yeah. but they were like no we got to wrap up the storyline with this batman and robin like thing and like it was kind of yeah. funny because when they were selling that i think a lot of us went oh we already know that that's not real that that can't be real like what the fuck like there's got to be some yeah. fuckery mind fuckery that's happening right and sure enough it was no, a fan film yeah <laughs> it was. i'm not even gonna yeah, lie when, I, first, when yeah. I saw dick Grayson as robin say fuck batman i was like oh this is a fucking well, that was the season film. premiere right that was the yeah. season premiere I right and was- i was like that's a Seriously. fan film and then like i said the concept was good i liked the first season but like paul said i did a whole video on it where i pointed out mm. all the discrepancies from season because like they ended season one on a little bit of a cliffhanger starfire lost her powers what happened spoiler guys starfire lost her powers what happened <laughs> oh blackfire is is possessed some random woman and left the baby in the car i guess she's gonna be the big villain of season two and then the season one starts okay black starfire has her powers okay well what what, what happened we didn't find out why she lost them and we didn't find out when she got them back she just had them back and then the whole setup for Blackfire, and then you find out, oh, Blackfire was captured, and she's been underground being studied on, and Starfire saves her, and then she's no longer a bad guy. So what happened there? And everything that they they set up for second season was just thrown out with the first episode of the second season. I was just like, I'm already invested in this, so I'm going to see where it goes. And it just, yeah, the writers just, I don't know what happened, but it was just like... Mm-hmm. It was it was not well done, and I mean I watched it to the end just because I'm invested. But yeah, Teen Titans started off; it had potential, mm-hmm. and the first season I thought was great, but then it just went by. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was I was giving it chances, but by the time Donna Troy got killed by a light post, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, really, Donna Troy? Like maybe Beast Boy, but Donna Troy? Like I was and and then electrocuted. Yeah. You mean, yeah, you mean Tiger Boy, because he only became a tiger. 
Oh yeah. God! Yeah, I mean, yeah, in the later seasons, that. in the later seasons, things change. They reverse some bad decisions, like a certain character dying from electric shock. You know, they they well, keep they they to. bringing that yeah. character back some in some stupid ass way, but they did it, and it was like the. I think the best episode ever in Titans was when um. And it's on YouTube. I think that's the only scene that's worth watching is when Beast Boy was in like another dimension somehow because now on top of being able to change into other animals, yeah. now he can just jump through fucking dimensions. And oh, shit. yeah. And he was watching like clips oh, from all the yeah. other shit. Yeah. yeah oh, like that was God. the only part that I liked in that whole show was seeing that one scene where he is going back and you saw the most cameos I've ever seen in DC was in that scene right there. Yeah, he's literally watching yeah. like bubbles of like, hey, there's Shazam. There's you know, you know, it was like, oh, yeah. wait, was that the was that the thing with Grant Morrison that I kept seeing or hearing about, or we probably even talked about it on this probably season four. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I bounced out after season three. So but, did I. Well, yeah, that's right. but I haven't yeah. even watched anyone. Honestly, so say, I will spare y'all from watching <laughs> it. It's literally it just got dumb. Uh, Starfire lost her. Starfire lost her powers and gained new ones that that had nothing to do with her original powers. And Blackfire got her power. Um, let's see what other stupid <laughs> thing happened. Um, Superboy became Lex Luthor for a bit. <laughs> oh Jesus kinda, Christ! Yeah. That was kind of stupid. Well, um, uh, yeah, it, it, and like I said, Beast Boy got time travel abilities when oh, multiverse that abilities. That's what he got. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. honestly, when I think about Titans, I, I'll say this. I think season two is the best, but with an asterisk, because that, that final episode was just oh yeah, good. That finale was, was terrible. Just it was bad. Was really how the finales have been. That's the thing. Is the finales have always been like, eh. Like, yeah. like, like, even when it came to the Deathstroke story, I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's, let's do this. You're building it up. I'm liking this. And then, you know, like, what? what was it what was the last the last season oh uh, the whole thing with brother blood yep that's right I, I that needed yeah. that was the dumbest shit i fucking <laughs> like brother fucking blood was the biggest bro the whole trigon th- bro don't even get me going on that fucking last Goofy season shit that ever. shit pissed me off I have a theory on why that show was as edgelord and bad as it was, but I don't feel like saying said person's name. I'll just say he wears a ball cap. Ball cap. Yeah. Yep. And the yep. irony, the, and again, the irony, as I've I've told you guys my prestige theory, where I think here's two two different Jeffs. One does comics and one does everything else. But like, <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the only other real Teen Titan uh, series that really like hit their mark was his yeah, run was in his 2000. Run. Yep. yep. It's a great yep. run. It is. It is. Yep. And it's unfortunate Man. that it doesn't translate at all well to the screen. Yeah, he doesn't. Well, yeah. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah, no, it's it's a. Uh, oh yeah, it's, they had a bad version of Scarecrow too. Like that whole like oh, I don't. I actually was digging that version for a bit, and then I just fell off, and I'm like, ah, eh, didn't. Work. Well, I was like, oh, yeah. When he when he when he took a razor blade to his face, like, what the yeah. fuck are we doing was, here? Yeah, that's where. I mean, in the like, beginning, it was it was an interesting take yeah, for a bit, but then, a cool it take, but then it yeah. Like, Definitely I've, overstayed its welcome. I've I've blocked out most of the show at this point, but all I remember <laughs> was that like the Donna Troy thing, and then fast forwarding to Red Hood, and then like literally, I think he sets up he sets up a hawk or something in a swimming pool, but it literally comes across like a Roadrunner Wiley Coyote Wiley Coyote situation, and I was like, what is this? Like Hawk is not well, when he had a trip naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a trip I, naked and yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. 
but I think that and mixed with I forget I fr- I I don't know if it got later retcon to be some sort of like weird alternate reality dream state or something but something about the batman like the batman loses it and he kills the joker or something i think that was i don't season know one finale yeah was that the season one that, finale? that was the season one finale where it was uh trigon getting into dick's mind and or everyone's mind and fucking with them yeah that's okay. where the whole batman and robin versus each other thing happened you know yeah. trigon the guy who looks like a guy <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. remember, remember Trigon? Wait, wait, wait. Did they actually show him? Like, I, I, I mean, I'm, I used to see a guy being possessed by Trigon, but did they actually show Trigon and he's just a dude or something? Is that what in happened? the beginning? In the beginning, yeah. he was, but yeah. then, and then later they, on, they showed his traditional. Yeah, they showed his. Okay, all right. Because I thought like, we were going that they that, ra- that whole show, like it was supposed to. The first season was all about like Raven, kind of a little bit, and then like yeah. they kind of just said, "Okay, fuck that storyline." And then well, they, like, they, 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 they make her try to be important again, and she was just fucking weirder than she was in the first fucking season. Yeah. So like, why are you here, bitch? Oh wait, yeah. you have powers. Okay, that's why we keep you around because she, she was just. Mm. God, I hated Raven. Even oh, like, like and again, the animated stuff always kind of comes through again because like they built that up all the way up. Like season four was like, nope, we're getting to Trigon. Like we're here, and then yeah, like yeah. that whole that whole thing and. And again, uh, I think even with that show, the last se- like it was kind of like with Justice League, like season four is meant to be the last season, but it was so popular and successful they gave it another. So they went into like um, the the Doom Patrol stuff and like uh, d- dealing with um, the Brotherhood of Evil and all of that, and you know making like a gigantic worldwide Teen Titans basically and yep. all that. So it's like okay, cool. Doom Patrol was a hundred also- percent better. They also oh, yeah. handled. Oh yeah, the... Doom Patrol has been fantastic from what I've heard. I, I fell off around season three, not because I, um, you know, didn't think it was like good or anything. I just I just fell off because a lot of the DC shows I kind of ended up falling off of mm-hmm. just in general because there's yeah, it's great. Also, it's consistently good. I also think that yeah. the Teen Titans show handled the whole Terra Slade thing much more tastefully than it was handled in the comics. But that's no slight to you know Perez and Wolfman at all. It's but... also easy to do. Yes. Handle, handle, <laughs> yes, yes, it is because yeah. it's very vile in the comics. Oh, 100%. yeah. Well, as a kid, also I just kind remember. of a little predatorial. Yeah. A little, a little, all the way predatory. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Um, yeah. But uh, you know what? This is actually a good segue because uh, we got Hal Jordan here. Hey, and, uh, you know, right? I mean, Sorry, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, cause obviously see if you're, uh, you know, you're a big Green Lantern fan, but how are you, uh, you like this rumor that there's, uh, uh Channing Tatum, Hal Jordan, how are you thinking about that? There's a rumor out there that, that they're looking at Channing Tatum to possibly. He's had his time. Damn it. Go I'll, away. I'll tell you what, <laughs> there was a time, there was a short brief time where they talked about Jack Black playing. Hal- oh yeah. I remember right. that. And, uh, and I'll, t- I'll give you the same reaction I had then. Yay, another Green Lantern movie. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just want another Green Lantern movie and you're like, give right. it to me. That's it. Okay. But I, I series. But, you're we're getting a series with this one. Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, I, I don't know. Like any rumors that are coming out now, I mean, literally, there's a strike still going on. Yeah. I mean, so it's like every time I see people talking about rumors, I'm just like, I I, I know people are desperate for news and information, and scoopers yeah. are really struggling right now to you know to get information that's viable. Um, so to me, I'm just like, I'm, I'm always a wait and see when I see the trailer or I see them filming, that's when I believe stuff. I don't really get into the, 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 like, I know it's fun to speculate and talk, but for me, I'm just kind of like, I'm like, "Ah, I'll, I'll wait because so many things fall apart. 
I mean, we had a Batgirl movie that was fully filmed and that's not coming out. So to me, I'm like, I need to see trailers. I need a release date. I need to like concrete yeah. stuff now. Um, yeah. But I think Channing Tatum, he's a, not a bad choice. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's like a, Hal's not a hard character to play in choice. my opinion. Um, so <laughs> I gotcha. So he's not, but I love Channing Tatum like normally. Um, but he's I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. But how, like I said, how Jordan's not a hard character to play. You just got to be kind of a dick and you got to be likable. And I think Channing Tatum can do that, but I would rather see other actors. And obviously I like, I'm more of a John, I'm more of a John Stewart fan. So all that Wayne T. Carr stuff got me really amped. I love seeing all that stuff. Um, so for me, I mean, I don't know. I'm excited for a Green Lantern anything, but I've literally read scripts for a Green Lantern show that isn't being made. So to me, I'm like, I don't, I have to wait. I have oh, to wait. Yeah. yeah, you've you've let me know about some of the stuff in that stuff. And I was like, that would have been cool. I'm just saying. I mean, everything, a lot of things can sound good on paper. Yeah. So even, even on paper, I've written stuff that I'm like, this is awesome. And then I've, you know, seen people do test footage and I'm like, I'm a bad, that sucks. <laughs> like, like don't, don't do it. Don't do my idea. It sucks. Do your idea. Um, I'm just not a Channing. Like, I like Channing. I think Channing Tatum's a, a probably a good person. Um, okay. <laughs> but I just, I don't care for his probably. acting. I think his acting is so, like, Anyone who it's, will like, show it's, up. Like, it's like a spaghetti Whatever dinner. Stuff. Listen, it's like a spaghetti dinner that the only seasoning in it is salt and pepper. Like, oh. no, I, it's like he's not he's not a spicy a meatball. OK, he's he literally dressed up as a gimp dinner. in a movie just for a cameo. That's spicy. Actor. He doesn't have acting <laughs> range for me. I'm sorry. I just. Yeah, yeah he doesn't. Uh, he plays a goofball. Mainly, yeah. I guess you could say. Uh, like leading said, man, obviously, he's got the good looks and stuff like that. He's got yeah, he's a know, model. Yeah, but that's perfect for Hal Jordan. Like, because I think Hal Jordan has that where you you have a misconception of Hal. How people look at him, he's a hothead. He's a daredevil. He just wants to possibly die on some level. He's he's not happy within himself. He's but he's good looking and he he drinks and he hangs out at bars and you know he hits on the women that he works with and he's unprofessional and he's not on time and there's all but there's yeah but there's all those those are all misconceptions. Perfect. But those are those are all misconceptions. How develops into someone who's a leader and who has noble uh, qualities, and so it's like so again, like you said, maybe you don't believe he has the range to to portray that, and I totally get that. But I just the misconceptions that sounds like how when people say like, oh, this actor would be bad for this, this, and this. I'm like, yeah, but that's that's See, people don't believe in how Jordan. You know, <laughs> no. you, you just Ryan mentioned. Reynolds was the Ryan Reynolds did do a good Green Lantern if that movie had if the writing and the story better writing. was better. True. But and Ryan directly. Reynolds was a good Hal Jordan, in Agreed. my opinion. Agreed. It's just 100%. like in and, and Ryan Reynolds can act. And like I again, it's just every movie I've seen Channing Tatum in, and again, I see people mentioning 21 Jump Street. I like 21 Jump Street. It was man. funny, but <laughs> even in 21 Jump Street. It really wasn't Channing Tatum that really like was the star for me. If it wasn't for <laughs> what's his face, now I can't even think of his Jonah. name. Jonah, there we go. If yeah, it wasn't for Jonah Hill being more of the comic relief there that Channing kind of played off of, then I don't think Channing would have made that movie funny by himself, you know. And it's oh, like yeah. I just don't sell him. I think there are better actors who could probably portray Hal Jordan than well, Janet Tatum. I'd rather see John Stewart anyway, and not just because I love that character more, but I think the arc of someone who's kind of a goofball and becomes an, a hero, we've seen a bunch of times. 
I like the idea, idea of John Stewart of someone who's kind of has a stick up his ass and yeah, he's very, he's a, very he's professional man. Yeah. and show him learn to lighten up and yeah. become part of the team. Cause he's kind of a sniper solo, you know, guy. And that would be cool to see him learn how to become a team player over the course of a series. That's, I think that's more interesting in seeing a goofball become a hero. I so agree. I, that's what would be cool about the, if they have both of them, they they can balance each other out. That's what I think we like, all they can learn of, from each other. Yeah, yeah. like you can be like, hey, you teach me how to lighten up, and and I'll I'll help you, you know, get a backbone on certain. Yeah, things. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm hoping for the series is that they. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, who knows if the series it's going to be bouncing all over the place. There's multiple lanterns. There's we already have a guy Gardner, obviously, um, and it's just like it's going to be interesting to see what they. They do with the series, but I hope that there is that John Stewart, uh, Hal Jordan, like a yeah, balance that that I mean, we've been hearing about it for years now that that cosmic lethal weapon in space, you know, and that's I mean, if you watch Lethal Weapon, I mean that. Yeah, you could totally be like, OK, yeah, that is John Stewart and Hal Jordan right there. You have a reckless fucking you know the good looking reckless dude who like drinks doesn't give a fuck and then you got the fucking soldier who's like you know doing this and they balance each other out so i, I hope we get that uh 100 so that'd be awesome yes but saggy you have to go yeah i got a her appointment tomorrow oh, oh, get your oh her gotcha. for god's sakes i mean Listen, if you saw my hair without it being done, the fro is not the good kind of fro. I don't have good fro hair, okay? Take no. your big balls and get out of here, Saggy. <laughs> Listen, you're just jealous because they're not in your mouth. Oh, jeez. We can arrange for that, though. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> just just DM me. Right. My DMs are open. <laughs> Creep into my DMs with your giant balls. I feel so bad for Paul because his face is just like, why? Why am I here? <laughs> no, it's it's cool. Sometimes I, this is what I end up doing with my friend chats. I kind of just sit off in the distance. them compare nut sizes. Why is this chick talking about balls? I don't know. This is who I am. But no, I mean, thank you for yeah. having me, Dave. As always, it's always a pleasure mm -hmm. to see you guys. I would stay here for the duration, but I do want to get some sleep for my hurt day tomorrow. <laughs> What is that like eight o'clock in the morning? Oh, you're way up. Uh, nine thirty in the morning, but it is about to be it's like twelve thirty. Yeah. Sorry, I'm in the future. You live in the past, Dave. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I always live in the past. But uh live. yes. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Always have... why are y'all changing names as I'm trying to leave? Uh, now my name is Yef. My name is Yef. <laughs> Pennyworth. Yeah. Pennyworth. But yes. <laughs> Thank you. I love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your stream. Love the chat. Right. Thank you for joining. I argued with. Bye. Appreciate it. Yeah. See ya. But yeah, I just wanted to get your take on well, that rumor, at least when it came to that. I got yeah. this uh, Alan Scott to go with my collection, this Mark McFarlane one. Nice. Um, nice, I, nice. I, I still buy all the Green Lantern stuff. I can't help it. He's my favorite DC character, and uh, and I like every iteration of the character for the most part. Boo, Green yeah. Lantern sucks. Just kidding. Oh, wow. I mean, the movie for sure. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not so, going to defend the movie. <laughs> you know, you I, oh, sorry. Go on. Seek, Seek mentioned like Hal Jordan in a bar, and I'm just brought back to that one scene in, I think, season three of Arrow where you find Oliver Queen in a bar and you yeah. see someone with the jacket that the jacket. says Jordan on it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, they never paid that off. They yeah. never pulled that trigger. No, I know. I'm so disappointed yeah. by that. You know, well, because Jeff I mean, probably was like, I, oh, I want to do the Green Lantern right. thing. I'm yeah. doing yeah. it, damn it. Yeah. yeah. You can't do it. Now I'm, I'm doing it. Now I'm doing Ghost Machine and now I'm going to Ah.
Yeah, it's oh, I am excited. I don't know. Speaking of indie comics, though, I am excited for Tom Hardy and Scott Snyder are launching. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's right. right. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be do- doing a lot of coverage of that. I actually, uh, Frank Thierry followed me on Instagram, and I'm a big fan of Frank. So when I saw that he was involved, I'm like, dude, I'm going to cover this. I, I can't wait. Um, so yeah, that's cool. That's cool. They're doing that. Right, and yeah. I, I've met. I personally met Scott. Uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of times over the years since like nice. 2012 onward uh every time i meet him he's just a genuinely nice guy he just yeah. is one of the one of the best people on the planet uh greg greg capullo is just um i love greg capullo he's my kind of asshole yeah yeah that's the yeah that's the way to put it honestly he's just um i remember listening to him as far back as like uh, uh when kevin smith had had a be fat man on batman and uh-huh. was talking to greg about like his you know starting an image and stuff like that but just yeah. I remember that just him talking about being an artist and just um, like how the industry is. And like, he would be like, Oh, well I can draw this. I can draw that. And the editor would be like, I have a guy that can draw me a telephone like tomorrow. So can you draw me a telephone? Like like that, like that kind of mentality. And so (laughs) hearing him uh, from his, from his noble beginnings and kind of coming through, but that's what him and Scott, I think are such a great team because Scott and him have such completely different backgrounds yeah uh, and they're just like opposites attract kind of thing it's just like they, yeah because they they're into the same thing even though they come from different places and different yep. approaches mm-hmm. to it so they're like yeah. you know so scott would be like you know i'd love to see batman swinging an axe and and you know greg capullo's like already been drawing it for like two weeks dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty much yeah um, yeah the minute the minute they did like metal and death metal, yeah. like, okay okay greg yeah. capullo is without a shadow of a doubt one of my new favorite batman artists because he did that he's so yeah. he's so into like i mean background in spawn you know i mean that guy is like right. metal is like that's his thing he wants everything to look rock and roll and i'm like yep. that's right so batman with a guitar <laughs> it's like so awesome i great, love it great story about about uh greg and uh spawn because uh, you know, at the time, then when they were hiring people, you know, you know, Todd was just looking at whatever, and if he if he liked your work, he called you. And yeah, you know, yeah. Greg would, had done like nothing at that point; he was still living in a trailer park. Yeah. And and you know, people knew that what Greg did on the side. So like, Todd McFarlane called his house and was like, "Hi, uh, is this this is Greg? Uh, this is this is Todd McFarlane with Image." And he was like, oh, who the fuck is this really? Like, I don't have time for this bullshit. Whoever the fuck this is, who are you really?" This is uh, Tom McFarlane with Image Comics, like awesome. you know. <laughs> I love it. So far, Tom. that was character. Did you oh, see yeah. that uh, he actually uh, commented and said like uh, Bloomhouse is like the first superhero movie they're going to be doing is I just Spawn, and it's going yeah, to yeah. be edgy. It's yeah. going to be different, and it's like we're all just kind of going like, dude. I mean, just make it like the books and make it like that fucking HBO that yeah. cartoon. If they do, yeah. if they do the cartoon, if they do it in that tone and that style, that's all they need. They Which have, so they have it. One hundred percent. That cartoon's yeah. wild. I rewatch it. I rewatch it every once in a while. So, yeah, so do I. Yeah, and I, I love that. Like. In the first season, there's very little action, and there and, isn't. Yeah, there's there's one fight with him and Violator, you know, at one point, but Violator kicks his ass, yep. and then there's a shootout, but you barely see anything. They cut away, and then there's a scene where like he he kills a, a child predator in the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, the Billy Kincaid story, and I'm like, this is wild. This isn't even like action packed. It's just spooky, creepy shit. Like, and I'm like, that's that's such the vibe of this character. Like, uh, like he's. He's not like that movie went very action with him, which I understand they're trying to sell it as an action movie, but 
and they had a great actor. I think Michael Jai White's a perfect choice oh, for Spawn. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. And Keith and and Keith David as the voice of one of the cartoons. Dude, even more they, amazing. I hope that Keith David has like a cameo in this Something new very, yeah. And I know we're yeah. supposed to have him do Malbolge's voice. What's that? Yeah. Have him do Malbolge's voice or something. Oh, that'd be go. sick. Yeah. yeah. Be have him, you have to have him do something in the new movie. Yeah. You have to. Uh, because, I mean, well, he's got that voice. And then, of course, it's just the yes. legacy of Spawn. But, uh, no, yeah, Michael J. I mean, but I, I'm just kind of wondering. I mean, like, with all the Jamie Foxx things that happen, hopefully everything's all good now. And he's still yeah. going to be down to play the character. Because that was announced, like, three years ago i don't know i think four because i I started a show that's right when i was was living in la and then someone at image like someone todd's people was like don't don't get too into the show yet because we are we are not even sure this movie's going to happen even though at that point they kept saying it's coming it's coming so they were like do us a favor and just kind of chill and i'm like all right i'll chill and then i'm glad i did because otherwise i'd be 300 episodes into a show where there's no movie, you know? Uh, so yeah. This movie's just been, I mean, but the fact that he said that recently and I'm like, all right, come on. I mean, just, it, it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. You don't have to like do this crazy shit. Like they try to do with that, you know, that first movie where they have to have all the, I mean, if they just base it on that cartoon series, it's so good. Just keep that, 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 that atmosphere, that everything just, you have it right there. Just try to do something with that. That's all you need. You don't need to, you don't need to have like these crazy. I mean, even though some of those shots were cool in the spawn movie where, you know, he's just perched somewhere and his cape is just flowing, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously it's nineties CGI. So it looks like it's, you know, Sure. It looks like it's like uh, muscle tendons that are like going. Yeah. I mean, obviously, cape, cape, CGI capes are better now. Thank you, Zack Snyder, for making it a little bit better. You know, so they could do something better with the cape. But I just, but if Jamie Foxx is attached to it still and it remains that way, it's going to help sell the fucking movie. And if they can make it with a small budget, they could have really a, a big winner and something different from what we've seen mm-hmm. when it comes to superhero movies on the big screen it's that it has potential to be something pretty damn great i'd certainly oh. hope that oh man i'd certainly hope that michael J. white also gets like a part or a small cameo or even john leguizano because yeah. john leguizano was such they a great clown oh my yeah. god dude yeah. oh you know who like, that's that's what they nailed so well with that 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 movie uh i mean i'm not saying like other things didn't but man john leguizano as a clown was just like perfect, perfect. michael yeah, J. white was as- perfect Put it higher, uh, have him play chapel. Mm. Oh, Michael Jai White. Yeah, if you want to tell the really or, or have him play Jason Wynn if you don't want chapel in the movie. Uh, because I think there's some legal rights with that character, too. Is there um, Jason? Cha- cha- no, chapel. Uh, oh. J- yeah, chapel, because okay. that's the reason why he wasn't in the first movie. And they came up with Priest, which was the, the girl uh, assassin. Yeah. Uh, okay. they had to change that story because they couldn't use chapel for so I think it was tied to Wildcats or something. Okay, yeah, there was a lot of yeah, there's a lot, of, and I know like um, and Angela or whatever. Yeah, is now she's under owned Marvel by Comics. Neil Gaiman. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. and Marvel. Yeah, yeah, mm. there was that was that whole debacle and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, for me personally, as far as all this goes, like in in the day and age where you're essentially making three hundred million dollar movies like The Flash and Aquaman two that are going to obviously lose money at this point or yeah. or have lost money, right? You know, less is more. You yes, know, like exactly. and people and people will respond to that. You know, they responded to Joker because it wasn't trying to be like Infinity War. It was doing right. something entirely different, you know, sure. 
And you don't need to do a $30 million budget. I think you need to do a little bit higher for Spawn just in terms of how supernatural he is and, you yeah. know, dealing dealing with hell and all of that stuff. But I think I think from what I remember hearing, because I, I have a buddy that follows McFarlane and Spawn, like, religiously. He's He's got, like, every comic. I think he was hearing that, like, the original pitch was to do it from the perspective of Sam and Twitch. I yeah, think originally. Yeah. Originally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. originally and, yeah. And, and you're not really sure what's, I mean, Spawn fans know, but like, you don't really know what's going on and they don't know what's going on. And they're right. just seeing all this wacky, weird stuff that's, that's happening. And he wrote finding... it like seven. He tried to write it like seven yeah. where it was these yeah. two detectives on a case. I don't think it was Billy Kincaid, but it was like a, a, a serial killer. And mm -hmm. the serial killer is working for Malbolgia to like, send innocent souls to hell and it's disrupting things and i think spawn was like the, the 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 proponent that kept coming in they were thinking spawn was the reason for these murders and uh, and then they learned his backstory throughout the movie so yeah it sounded cool again everything sounds good on paper sometimes but yeah i think trying to execute that they had a they had issues with with that so it's been rewritten i think a few times yeah. I, and and if that's the case, then I think that's good because I think people want to see Spawn. And I I know it's cliche to say, but you got to concentrate most on uh, the main. Uh, 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 I, again, I'm not I'm not I'm not a Spawn fanatic, but the the big businessman, uh, the the bad guy, uh, uh, Wynn, Jason Wynn, Wynn. Jason Wynn. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't do Martin Sheen um, twirling mustache, yeah. crazy person. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, if that you, has a bomb strapped to his heart. <laughs> yeah. If you do genius if plan. You, if you do the cartoon version, like yeah. that's, I mean, and, and this day and age too, where we know how, how corrupt everything truly is and how mm -hmm. fucked everything's gotten, like when is more relevant than he's ever been, like in how he operates and how he works. Like the whole point of almost the spawn comics is that he almost, he's almost like an untouchable kingpin. He never can yeah. get caught because he knows fucking everybody. He's bought everyone out. And the whole thing is that spawn almost will never beat him basically. And I think at some point they get to that at some point, but I'm, we're, that's like something like 200 plus issues in or yes, whatever. Yes, it's way is. down there. Yeah. 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 But like more than enough time for the audience to think like, man, like they're never going to get this guy, but because he owns like everything, but that's, that's the dynamic of spawn and like that world and everything. Sure. Like, yeah. Well, that's what I like about like Al Simmons. He's an interesting character in the sense that he's, he's not really the guy to like, expose or reveal truths and you know in a way he's kind of like he's an excellent sniper and marine and, and soldier but he's not like uh he's not like the guy to unveil everything and that's why his journey i think is so interesting in the comics because he's kind of this brute force tank that uh that needs to learn how to think uh because his his whole thing is every time he uses powers it's just doing exactly what malbolgia wants you know, it's right. just, it's feed, it's, it's, it's pushing along the agenda of the devil. And so I, I, so he has that certain point, get to a point where he goes, okay, I using my powers. Yeah. That, that saves an innocent life or something like that, but I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's not good. I, you know, I'm, I'm literally being a puppet. So I, I like that. I like uh, someone and that's his life, his real life. He figured out he was a puppet from the government and people are pulling his strings and he's got to relearn that in his afterlife, which is, I don't know. He's not a deep character. I'm not going to say the books are always written well either. This is just stuff I extrapolate that I like about Spawn, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, he's in Call of Duty right now, so if you guys play Call of Duty, you can True. play Spawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Spawn. Spawn is just one of those, like, great pop culture. Like, his design was yes. always good. He was always, like, a fun character in terms of just, like, you know, he's someone that you want to root for, even though he's convoluted and, like, his. it's not always the best written, but it's just, like, he's fun. Like, yeah. and that 
And that's what it was always like, even like when it go go going back to the uh, the nineties movies, like the design was great. Like yeah, even great, like the yeah. makeup and everything that they did, even though like Michael J. White went through hell. Like being in that makeup, like just like Jesus Christ. I mean, I remember seeing the behind the scenes where he was just like like just just underneath everything, no matter what. I mean, obviously it's just it was like pure hell for yep. him, but it still looked really cool. Yeah, well, the the guy, I think the director, if I remember correctly, was a special effects person. So yeah, it would make sense yeah. that it's a good-looking yes. special effects yes. movie with with like terrible dialogue and not not the best adaptation of of the work no. that like people people came to love or whatever, you know, because it was a hugely successful comic at the time. I mean, it it still is, but but you, but you know, for like the nineties. That's yeah. that's what it was. They just got to make it, you know, just don't don't overthink it. Keep that yeah. tone that that. And I think with McFarlane being heavily involved, I remember at one point yeah. he was going to direct it. But then he was like, hey, I'm not a director. You know, maybe yeah. I shouldn't yeah. do this, but I should be like, you know, there you go. act as like, hey, I'll be on set and make sure that everything like is looking the way that I was, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at at the time, because w- when did the movie come out? Was it ninety six, ninety seven, ninety seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Batman and Robin, I don't think it had come out yet. No, right? no. So I mean, at that time, like comic book movies had been okay. Like like yeah. Batman and Batman Returns had happened. You know, and forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Was well, that. forever was where they were starting. Like the like the you know the Hollywood was showing us. Yeah. yeah, the Hollywood yeah. was going back and showing its true colors at that time. But in that time period, like McFarlane was probably like, "Well, the movies have been getting better now. You know, they did Batman okay." He probably thought, and "Like, the crow. As a, yeah, the, the crow. crow. Oh yeah. God, the crow. oh yeah, the crow. Yeah, very, very good." And he probably what he thought was like, "Okay, if we get into a competent enough director who knows how to work this stuff, you know, like because he's because Todd's a businessman. He's probably mm-hmm. just thinking like, okay, I've built the world. I've built the you know the Bible. So mm-hmm. just follow the Bible." I've already done the TV, the TV cartoon. Like it's not I, that I, hard. I always love that how he did like an introduction to every episode. Yeah, like, like the Crypt Keeper. You know? Yeah, it was really yeah. good. Yeah, did, yeah. They, they, it was so nineties. So nineties. He was drawing a page from a comic. Yeah, yeah. So like he was always, always yeah. on it. Yeah. Like you see yeah. this young Todd McFarlane when he watched the, every every episode of him like talking yeah. about something and. I mean, that worked because he's such a character. Like, he's such a... He is. Like, anytime yeah. you see him in an interview, like, and he's just so enthusiastic. He's so just a talkative guy. Like, he's... He loves he's what he does. He oh, does, yeah. And he, he's, he's such a... He's a big baseball fan, He's but he loves comic books. And you could talk to him about either one of those for uh-huh. years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he won't even stop to drink water. He'll just keep talking. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's, he's, he was designed to be in this business. Um, oh, yeah. And, I'm, and that's why he flourishes in it, I think. Uh-huh. My yeah. my favorite one of my favorite stories of his because he's such a big fanboy is um he yeah. had I think he had because Kirby was working with him for a brief period and yeah. uh Kirby um like I I forget I forget exactly what 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 the the situation was but he basically had like the um it was like um the he had gotten something back from Kirby and it was Kirby like readjusting something and it was like the like he had like on the on the paper was the uh, uh, racings of Kirby had, had when he had fixed everything so so like Todd saved the the uh, uh, like um the, the remnants of that because it was Kirby doing it because right. to him you know Kirby I mean well Kirby is a god but like you sure, know Kirby's like that, king, yeah yeah so I mean, you know, like to hear that always makes me like have like get a big smile. And then there's the video too where I think it's him and Liefeld, 
and they're hanging out with Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're making like the, the the killer guy who's trying to destroy Spawn or something, and um and they're and like Todd and Liefeld are talking about it, but Stan is like doing what Stan does, and he's like mocking it at the same time while yeah. praising it. Like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. I don't understand. How do they get into this if they need to use the bathroom or whatever? You know, so like yeah. it's just all these, you know, jokes. But yeah, like he's, <laughs> but but again, like you can tell that Todd is just loving being being in that world and and doing all this stuff for sure. He does, and he's got he's got um quite the knowledge of stuff like his his he's having a blast doing these dc figures which is why i don't mind still buying him even though i've, I've sold a lot of collection stuff recently to pay bills and help with my yeah. dog and stuff but the d the mcfarlane stuff i've been keeping and i and i just switch out which figures i have on display and i mm-hmm. love supporting the guy because yeah he'll he'll tell you like he makes instagram videos he's like hey guys you know this new spawn figures coming out and this new batman figures coming out and this is yeah. this is a abyss from the latest run by so and so like he gets into that stuff. He's he's a he's well. A look at the player. the recent video with the Batman and Robin run. Yeah, yeah. They the whole they did the whole like you know they showing like it on the butts the and the yeah, <laughs> doing, yeah, like they're getting ready to go and they're doing yeah. like the whole Schumacher like you know the the Dutch tilts and everything like that and right. like doing that whole thing and I was like I was like this is fantastic. I mean I I want all these. I mean yeah, Batman and Robin's a joke in a lot of people's eyes, but at the same time it's like I'm going to I want to get the McFarlane figure. I know I want those toys. Thing. I do. Yeah. And and, I, and if they do Batman Forever even though that's the movie I'm not a huge fan of either, although I do like parts of it, I'll buy those too because yeah. it's like to see those version of Two-Face and Riddler in action figure form, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that's coming. It's just kind of funny that he went. They went to Batman and Robin. He's going backwards, I think. He's yeah. Going yeah. yeah. I think they're like testing the waters. Like, hey, let's do the uh, let's do this one. Do the first. worst one first. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> let's do the worst one first. But uh, another thing I wanted to you know bring up too is uh, hey Matthew Vaughn's been talking a lot. <sighs> I know Phil. Yeah. yeah, I knew you were gonna. Yeah. Yeah, I knew you were gonna ex- do that when uh, yeah. his name yeah. up. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, all right. I'll I'll go first. Phil. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Take a breath, Phil. So I'm I'm very I'm very mixed on 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 Vaughn because can on you one tell hand, me what he said real quick? Because I have no. Well, idea what he's just about. been he's just been talking that he's been basically talking with James Gunn, and it's oh. it's known well, that him and Mark Mark Millar had like a like a spec scripter or something for Superman oh, okay. at some point. I don't yeah. know if it was for Henry Cavill's iteration or if no. It was, it was oh. before. It was before Man of Steel. He basically oh, said okay. that they had a pitch for a um uh, a Superman trilogy. Trilogy. Superman trilogy. And uh, you know, one of the big changes, which is not the first time that this I think JJ's Superman had this kind of almost similar thing where uh Krypton doesn't blow up in the beginning. Yeah, like, the I don't. What? No. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't blow up. JJ's JJ's version, uh, Flyby, had it so that the Kents died very early, and yeah. it was and it was by accidental death from Clark because Clark is so powerful, like his powers develop early in this version, and he accidentally kills them through something. I, I don't know what what the <laughs> cause of death is, but like they die, and he just has to kind of go on the run. I don't know if he's like wanted for murder, but like he just kind of is like, well, I gotta pack up now and figure out. Cause I just killed mom and pa. So I was like, okay, hearing that was like different. <laughs> um, Six loving this. Lex Luthor yeah. was like kind of agent or something. I don't even yeah, remember. I don't, it was, I don't it know was very off the cuff, but one yeah. mentioned that like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Krypton. Like, did not blow interpretations. Up. Lex Zod and Brainiac were like teaming up as like one group, I think, or something or for, yeah. for Bond's interpretation. But for, yeah. for me, for, 
for me personally, as a as a movie guy, as a superhero guy, like Matthew Vaughn for me is kind of a mixed bag because to be honest with you, like I I enjoyed the the first Kick Ass movie. I mm-hmm. I was really pleasantly surprised by that film. Um, I like Stardust, um, and you know the first Kingsman movie was really cool, and of course X Men First Class I thought was a really good like re like like you know like reinterpretation of the X Men at that time, right? And what and what they were doing and everything, and then of course his contributions to Days Future Past, even though Brian Singer took over uh, yeah. directing duties, yeah. and then and then the later half of his um, uh, career started, and I started to notice too his writing partner Jane Goldman I think is also a huge factor in his success quite, quite, quite honestly. Cause I think she brings a little bit more gravitas to his stuff because I think what Matthew Vaughn does as a director is he knows all of like, you know, he knows the shots. He knows like the, you know, like the fun aspect of, of the film. Sure. But Jane, but I think I always felt that Jane Goldman and him worked together as a team because once she kind of started to veer away from that, like his movie started to go down dramatically. Um, Interesting. The, this Golden Circle, I felt, was a sequel to Kingsman in that it was it was trying to do too much in one movie, and there was a lot of choices that I was just not really feeling in the movie, like in terms of like characters, certain characters dying off and stuff like that. And uh, and then they went back and they tried to do um, a prequel to Kingsman, and that that was a whole mixed bag, um, and it was definitely more of a style over substance type of movie. There's a whole scene. I think with Rasputin and like the um, the the Ralph Fiennes character is getting like there's something sexual happening. I don't even remember what it was, but it was weird. It was a really weird scene, and I've seen the trailers for Argyle, and it looks more or less like the same type of like this is a goofy spy movie. And I'm just like I'm not I'm not I feeling do, it. I do like the fact that it's like okay, so because at first we're like, what the hell is going on here with? Cavill's hair and then it's like oh well well, he's a fictional character in the story that Bryce Dallas Howard's character is like writing and then it's like that whole aspect I'm like all right I'm intrigued with because there's like the twist even though I would have preferred finding that out as I was watching the movie but of course they have to sell the movie I get that so I'm like all right well that makes sense that they make Cavill's character look ridiculous like a little bit more ridiculous because it's a fictional kind of thing and i'm like all right so i'm intrigued by that aspect of it because it it reminds me of like stranger than fiction with will ferrell kind of thing um so like i'm intrigued by that um i i i mean i i i i i guess i defend vaughn more than more more than more because i even like when it comes to the second kingsman even the third one i'm like all right i mean yeah it does trickle down it does yeah like the first one's great second one goes down and then this one goes down i'm like okay but then i like the kick-ass both movies i actually enjoyed both movies i, I didn't thought... i don't i don't mind too i just was talking primarily yeah. movies directed by vaughn but yeah, yeah two's yeah. two's two's fine it, yeah it's the, the comic is also but you're but, but you do bring up a good point that it is a little bit of a mixed bag because um because yeah when it comes to like i mean first class is like a lot of people would say like that, you know, that's one of the best X-Men movies mm-hmm. in the way that he handled that. I mean, but then it was also kind of crazy what he mentioned in at New York Comic Con about how like he was supposed to direct the third X-Men movie. And he got that like, f- like fake script that they were sending to Halle Berry. Yep. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Yeah. It was really yeah. Weird. Where they were going to be like, oh, yeah, the opening scene is going to be like Storm saving these kids from Africa or from like dying of thirst. They have no water. And she was going to do that, which sounds 
and I agree with them. I'm like, that sounds like a cool scene that they could have done, but they're like, Oh yeah, we're going to send that to her to get her to sign up and yep. then throw it away. That just was like, Holy shit. Yeah. I don't even know if that's legal, but um, yeah, I know. And then I'm kind of yeah. wondering is, is he making that up? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. And I, yeah. I, I mean, he, and he's talking about X-Men apocalypse, not, not X3 last stand or, or, or no, he was talking about X3. Oh, X3. Well, last yeah. hand was, was fucking god awful. So I think yeah. I, I think Fox got karma on, on that one for sure. Yeah. yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah. But um no, like I said, I don't I don't dislike Matthew Vaughn in terms I just feel like his work's kind of been going downhill a little bit. I think also because of Jane Goldman kind of not being in that partnership as much. Um there's what's the what's the other movie that he did? It was with Daniel Craig. Oh, like, Layer Cake. Like, layer, layer Cake. cake. Layer, layer Cake was cool too. I, I like layer cake. layer cake, yeah. 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 But um Regardless, uh, I still feel because also he's friends with Mark Millar, I feel like they're – and again, I'm not I'm, – I'm trying to not to compare to Zach, but like, you know, the, at the same time, I don't think they're going to make like a compelling – I feel like they want to go in the more traditional Superman that they grew up with, which is more of the kind of like the happy galoot, oh, definitely. you definitely. know, Superman, which I'm, I'm kind of over at this point. Like I kind of want him to be more – you know, like happy character, but like a serious character. Like he's, you know, yeah. like you know, he doesn't have to be the smartest guy in the room, but he has to be someone that is not like you know that that feels. Uh, I, 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 he can't be perfect. You yeah, know, like that's the thing is, I think a lot of times people when they have their vision of Superman, he's perfect. They're thinking of like it's kind of like Batman. They'll go, he's the greatest detective. He's this and that. But there are when you're making movies and interpreting, there they can't be that right from the start because then they don't have anywhere to go as characters right i was gonna say actually i i just thought of a good comparison have you guys seen you guys have seen the um the gary ross movie pleasantville right where it's black and white oh yeah yeah yeah. color right you guys remember paul walker's in that movie at the (coughs) beginning he plays like he plays like the love like the lovable jock at the beginning yeah like sometimes i think of that character when i think of them doing like a you know, like a happy galoot type of character. Cause you oh, look at that character, you look at the Paul Walker character and he's just happy and innocent. I, the whole point in Pleasantville is that they, they're innocent in general. Like they don't right. know about anything else out in the outside world, right. essentially. Sure. But you look at the, you look at the Paul Walker character and like nothing's going on behind the eyes. He's just like, you know, and that's what I, that's, that's what, what I think of. of. Yeah, I gotcha. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When people um, like, well, cause yeah, cause sometimes when people are passionate about, that version of Superman, they only bring up these like trivial things that yeah. like that really don't like. Yes, they're a part of the character. Saving cats they, from trees. Yeah, yeah like smiling like a freak. Yeah, yeah like the, it's those are all aspects of Superman for sure. But none of those, I feel, define Superman. What defines Superman is the choices he makes. Right. You know, and uh, and so if you write a story where he makes choices that like that. um elicit a response out of you uh especially like maybe a hopeful one mm. but it doesn't always have to be hopeful sometimes like i don't know i don't always agree with superman um you know like uh, but not. i you're not supposed to you're, not, you're right like he is but he's he's he has to be this like the world has made him this thing this pinnacle even in his world people are like superman he's the gold standard of everything and right he is still just a guy from kansas you know, like, yeah, like, yes, yeah. he's an alien too, but he has very humble origins. So like, so being this, like there's statues of him, there's all these things. I feel like Clark is 
he he probably struggles with that on some level. So I, I but again, everyone has their take on Superman, but I like I don't I like a Superman that does those things like the cat and tree and stuff. But mm-hmm. like I just read the newest issue of Superman, uh, The Chained, uh, by Joshua Williamson, and they they open the book up with the scene where Superman is sitting at this construction site having a sandwich with a a guy that works at the construction site. Mm-hmm. And in their conversation, you find out that this was a guy who was a criminal that Superman caught and the guy went to jail. Cool. And then the, and the guy got out because he was on, he was doing good behavior and Superman ended up vouching for him saying yeah. like, I think he was just in the wrong place, the wrong time, got caught up with the wrong people. And I'm like, that's cool. That's a nice little thing that, you know, the Superman all-star Superman thing where he's holding the girl who wants to commit suicide. Like all of those are great iconic moments of the character. But there's also, even though I don't agree with it, there's the scene from the comic where Superman and John Burns run where he kills Zod and his followers from another dimension. You know, it's like yeah. it's like that, but that's part of Superman too. So you, you can't you can't only accept the good things and say you don't want the bad things when it comes to a character. Um, and that's where I think people get caught up. They just want their their perfect version. This right. is the but it but it took 80 years for you to come up with that perfect version. So yeah. that 80 years, there's a lot of imperfections in there and those are okay to explore in movies too. You right. know? And, and, and so and the, I think those are, are interesting to explore. So, yeah. I, and again, back to the, uh, you know, like I, I bring up the, the DC animated universe all the time. Like you mm-hmm. we were talking earlier, like with, you know, they do it so that you see Superman, the animated series. And then by the time he gets to the justice league stuff, like they, like just the Justice Lords in general, they make a point that you know Superman has gotten too high up, and Luther taunts the Justice Lords version because he hasn't become that yet. But he's like, "You're gonna miss it. Like if you if you kill me, you'll ruin your own image, and like and you'll miss the cheering crowds and and the uh, you know and 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 all of the children happy to see you." And he's like, "Well, if it brings it to this, then and then he makes that choice and kills Luther, and then it right. goes to Justice Lords." But even that comes back around too because like. Um, I think it's the Luther Brainiac uh, team up. Fusion, make, yeah, right. Yeah, and they make like the they make like the Justice Lords uh, Brainiacs to uh, attack them, and yeah. and you can see it's still affecting that version of Superman because he's like, I'll never be you, and he's like beating the crap out of it. So yeah, it's yeah. like, so I, but I like that. I like that. I like testing Superman in that sense that you know he's a good man, but like he is, he's an alien, but to us he is a man. Like he's he's not he's he's trying his best to. Do the best for everyone. Yeah, he's emotional. Like he, yeah, like he, yeah, like he, that's yeah. the thing is, Clark's kind of an emotional guy sometimes, and uh, mm-hmm. and I that's an interesting aspect of him because he comes from a race of people like in depending on what version you know, uh, Kryptonians are controlled. They, they're like, well, yes. you exist to do this job, and you yeah. exist to. They're kind of automatons mm-hmm. in a way, and yeah. he's in one version. He's like a like in the John Byrne version or the Zack Snyder version. He's the first of a free thinking type of where he could be anything, where, where choices right. can come to him. And that's that's interesting. Then there's a side where he comes from a, a, a world that isn't so controlled and they are just as flawed as humanity is. And so there's there's so many ways to interpret that story. But um, that's interesting. I didn't know about the planet not blowing up. That's kind of funny. I, yeah, I've never heard I, a version heard of Superman that, that like, doesn't have yeah. that, that aspect. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. certainly a, a take, that's for sure. But certainly a take. Else? And then he also said that um, Star Wars should be rebooted. 
Like, oh, just, oh, yeah. So tell me some of the stuff he said, just so I can chime in. Because I'm well, just basically yeah. just saying, like, you know, that uh, basically Star Wars, you know, it, when it comes to Skywalker and everybody, they, they should just reboot. Those, and focus uh, solely on the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, um, I think people just want new Star Wars stories, dude. I think that's what it is. Like, I disagree with them yeah. wholeheartedly here. It's like, uh, the fact of the matter is, is like, okay, do we really want Disney to reboot? No. That, no, yeah. we don't. We just want newer stories. And, you know, sometimes they could maybe hit it a little bit. You know, not always, let's face it. But, you know, and they the, keep on harking back to the Sky, Skywalker saga. And it's like, no, we want to get away from it. You know? Yeah. The, the bigger problem, too, with, like, because I'm assuming when he says reboot Star Wars, he's talking, like, the original trilogy. But, yes. I yep. mean, first off, like, the, yeah. like most, most cinephiles and Star Wars fans, most of them, would agree that that's sacrilege. Well, yeah. for one, and the other problem is, is that you're talking about Star Wars, one of the most influential <laughs> yeah. film series of all time. So even rebooting it, you're just going to make another version of someone who's already tried to retell Star Wars without doing Star Wars, basically. Yeah. You know, so like, Not smart. Yeah, you're going to run into like wow. so many fucking problems and wasting a lot of money and everyone's time, for sure. Yeah. Nah, you don't but, do that. You do what Zack Snyder's doing with Rebel Moon. <laughs> And let's face it, man. I mean, like, uh, when it comes to this, let's look at some of this right here. Come on, look at that. Very That's nice. Look at, That's yes. Very nice. House of the Blood Axe. Pretty cool comic book covers. Dope. Yeah. I think this is one is the, the best drawn one for sure. I mean, obviously, it's different styles. So I've looked a little into the lore. Uh, the girl on the cover, now, are they supposed to be brother and sister? Him and uh, her well, and I mean, it's supposed to be like you know, it's whatever. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I, I they're supposed to be. I think they're supposed to be some kind of relation. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. So well, either way, it looks awesome. So yes, the art's great. Yeah. <laughs> the art is great, and you know, just the fact that this. I mean, again, this is what we've been talking about. Is the fact that it's not, I mean, he's not just making a movie, a Star Wars movie. He's building a whole freaking universe right here. And obviously these books that are coming out uh, January next year, January 10th, actually. It's just pretty cool. And then, of course, you got this, uh, this right here, which is, you know, a different style. Love it. Uh, I don't even know which character this is, to be honest. No idea. Yeah. But... It's cool because you got some ships right here. Interesting looking ships. They almost look like robots with arms. I don't know. I don't know. But if, he, if they're building a universe, maybe these are characters that only show up briefly in the movies. Could be. You know, and yeah. then this is like a little I've back read, that sets up. Yeah. I, I read a little bit into the article or, or just um, stuff that was on Twitter. From what it seems like is that basically um, they – you know, they, they did as much as they could within, you know, what they wrote for the, the Rebel Moon 1 and 2 there. Um, but essentially, a lot of the background information was still kind of vague. And so they kind of just let the comic book writers and artists kind of like, you know, make it up a little bit. And then, they, uh -huh. they of course, they had to run it by Zach first. And Zach was pretty open-minded and was like, yeah, let's fucking do that. That sounds cool. Let's go with that and do this and do that. He sounds so, like a, a great collaborator. That's the totally. two things I've heard about him, especially yeah. from your guys' show, but from other people that I know yeah. that have worked with him. They'll they'll say yeah. like, if you have an idea, he's all ears, and mm -hmm. uh, and if it's something that's plausible that makes sense and it it works, he's like, let's do it, you know. And that's yeah. but that's what movie making is. It's a collaboration, you know. So it's 
That's cool. Yeah, so, you know, well, to, I mean, to, he's not confrontational either. I mean, he's yeah, not right. like, no, that sucks and blah, blah, blah. He didn't blah, shoot no. an idea down. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. He, he, he might think of an idea and be like, well, maybe if we take that idea and do something, do something like this with it or something like that. I don't know. I mean, he's just, that's, that's just from what I gathered and even talking to the dude. I mean, it just seems like he's just, he's open to every idea. Is he going to like every idea? Probably not, but he's not going to be confrontational against an idea. Yeah, nothing like that. Right. He's not going to be like, no, that sucks. No, he's going to be like, huh? He's going to be like, that's interesting. Maybe if we did this with that or something like that. This this cover right here is pretty cool too. I'm like, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, immediately, I'm just thinking of that something I just saw in passing was yesterday, the day before the the interview that Alan Heinberg had. He had how he landed the writing gig on Wonder Woman. He, you know, gave his idea to to Zach, and he was like, I thought I wasn't going to get the job, and then Zack Snyder called me up and said, Yeah, we want to do your big mistake not having him on the second one. Oh, yep. yeah, that guy, <laughs> what? Like, yeah, his 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 writing is, I mean, like, I've met him a few times. He's the coolest guy, Alan Heinberg, and yeah, I love awesome. Young Avengers. It's it's the only thing outside of Supernatural characters that I want to see the Marvel Universe do is Young Avengers. And uh, and I loved his, his Wonder Woman run was different, but it was a nice callback to the, the time in the comics where she had the white spy suit. Like, I mean, he's he's an interesting writer and he was he was a smart grab to get that first movie. I don't know why you would ever not hire that guy back. It's like, really easy to just be a better writer than Mark Millar. It's so <laughs> it's true. Easy. It's true. Mark Millar oh, has true. two ideas and he just keeps recycling them. Oh I, my god. I, I get yeah. tired of it. He he helped did he help with Jupiter Ascending, right? That's his Jupiter brain whatever child. What? what was that? Not Jupiter no, Ascending. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Ju- Jupiter's legacy. Ray, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's I mean, ending was the 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 Chowski. movie. Right. Well, yeah, Jupiter's the Channing Tatum movie. Amazing. Yes. Oh yeah, I, uh, back to Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Channing Tatum, I want to just get that real quick. I oh, could, yeah. I could see him being an actual like I, I could, he could probably pull off how if like given the right re- direction and writing and stuff. But mm-hmm. I honestly see him as a like a more like it's more. I, I think it'd be easier for him in terms of like his his natural acting t- ability to do Guy Gardner. Yep. I mean, Guy Gardner. Yeah. We're on the same page. My yep. my yeah. friend yeah. has fan, <laughs> he fan, he fan casted uh, Guy Gardner with the perfect actor maybe ten years ago, mm-hmm. which is uh, and I can't unsee it now. So to me, Guy Gardner will always be Stifler from ah! <laughs> uh, yeah. John William Scott. John William yeah. Scott. Yeah. I'm like yeah. that That's forever great. will be. Yeah. Guy Gardner to me, and I wish he. I wish. Damn. I wish. Sean William Scott would be a good booster gold. I think. Ooh, yeah. Like That's that. another yeah. character. If you're if you're kind of a schmarmy dick, you're you could be a great booster gold. And that, yeah. that's a movie. I his origin is so unlike any other comic book right. that I'm like, where is that movie? Like, I want that yeah. movie so badly. It's like, what a cool like. So it's like, I imagine watching it in the theater. It's like, oh, so this guy's a douchebag sports player from the future who gambled on himself and threw the game and got exposed. And now he's a janitor at a superhero museum and he meets yeah. a robot and they go back in time. And he, so he could change his life and be like, and be loved by people again. Like he was when he played sports. I'm like, that's such a douchey thing. <laughs> like, to do, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like, you got the power of time travel and you go back for the most selfish thing. Yeah. It's, it's but so becomes, perfect. It's so perfect. But he becomes like he becomes, a, a hero. Yeah, I that mean, 52 I mean, storyline i love yeah with 52 with booster and uh, so good and the episode in justice league unlimited is one of I my love favorites that. Mm-hmm. I and love the fact that, that he gets mistaken for green lantern <laughs> also like hilarious. Joke. It's yeah. so hilarious it's so good so, it's so good. that's why they're uh sorry go ahead 
No, I was just going to say, but Sean William Scott, I think, could could play it where you could find him to be the relatable, funny douche, but then you actually like him as a character and of as course. a person as he yeah. gets to be better. Because I love Guy Gardner. I, he's well, a yeah. great character. Yeah, yeah, but even going back to Booster Girl, people are even talking about, like, uh, I remember fan casting Glenn Powell. Powell. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, we, you could totally do it. Yeah, and then of course, I mean, did you guys see that new trailer? Uh, is that the Sydney oh. Sweeney thing? Yeah, I I didn't see it yet. I I remember seeing like behind the scenes photos when Anyone they were like, because it, it's it's a rom com, right? Isn't that what yeah. the movie is? Well, if you watch the trailer, nobody knows what the fuck it is. Even the poster, it's like, what the fuck is even this poster here? I'll even put all, pull it up. Uh, okay. Yeah, I saw your. Anyone? I saw you comment. On oh yeah, I, 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 had a, I, I had my grievances about. I had a good chuckle at that. Oh yeah. my god! I mean, I get. I, where's the, there's a poster right there. I mean, it's just to me, it seems like okay. Come look at the pretty people. Yeah. I mean, what 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 is this? I mean, there's nothing unique <laughs> about it. And then of course, I get annoyed because her name is right there. And his and he's standing right there. It's like, can you put the names where the fucking actors are actually at? Yeah, they always do that. For they always do that because she's yeah, you could have you could have flipped that image of them easily. Yeah, you could have easily yeah. flipped the image. It wouldn't because <laughs> this poster does not. It's not anything. It's not yeah. anything. They and only, they, they only look, look like, like the perfect couple. Are yeah. they are they killers? What's, no, what's apparently <laughs> they had a bad date, but they have to like keep the 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 jig up. I don't know. Like if you watch the trailer. It is not good. And huh. it just seems like, hey, these are two pretty people. Come watch the movie. You might like it. I want to be pleasantly surprised. I would like to be, but holy shit, am I not? Because I, as much as I, I get it, Sydney Sweeney, she's gorgeous. She's hot, everything like that. But I still am going, all right, well, I didn't watch Euphoria. So I guess I'm just out of that realm. What the hell's like what is she to me she just looks like she has resting bitch face all the time you know and i'm like okay i get it though she has a good you know she's hot okay but it's like what is going on i don't know and she's supposed to be in madam web which is still a thing and i'm like well okay cool i mean it seems like she's like she's supposed to be this new it girl but i'm like i'm not seeing it yet well, it's working out really well for Rachel Zegler. So this will same with her Zing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. That I, I just saw that. What you just showed me is the first time I. I so I mean, but, who knows? Well, you know what? If, if, if you see that poster, are you just kind of going like, "What the fuck is that? That doesn't but, even look like anything." But right? I'm not. I'm not. Whatever the target audience is for that movie, I'm not it. And yeah. uh, and so I'm not going to lose sleep over it existing. But you you watch. That'll be someone's favorite movie. <laughs> someone's yeah, going to they're going to interview in 15 years. They're yeah. going to say, "What got you in the film industry?" And they'll be like. Anyone be you? I saw that opening day. I loved it. My favorite movie ever. And now I'm directing movies. And you're just going to oh. load that shotgun and put it right in your mouth. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I, I, I mean, this is what I love about movies. It's like if you're going to show me something shit, like the the, the the teaser trailer is shit, the poster is shit. I yeah. don't know what the hell is happening. And yeah. but if I end up going to see the movie and I go, I walk out going, "Holy shit, that was good," because it is R-rated. Which I'm like, whoa, okay. It's R-rated, so I'm like, all right, so nudity, cool, probably. Oh, okay. Did but, you see his dick in it? 
I know. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, I've been wanting that since Top Gun Maverick. Um, you there'll be a Green Lantern ring on it? Yeah, I know, right? He really is the hangman. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Nice one. I like that. I like that. That's a good dinger. Um, no, but I'm just like, but I want it to surprise me because right now it's just like, I'm like, I am just scratching my head going, I don't even, what the fuck yeah. is this right I know Euphoria, so I can kind of. I need to see the trailer. I didn't know the trailer was out. So yeah. I'll have oh, the trailer's that. out, and it's just it's weird. I, I okay. haven't seen I haven't seen Euphoria, but I do think that Sydney Sweeney is a good actress, and okay. I know this because um, I the granted the show fell off hard, but she was in Handmaid's Tale. I think in the first or second season. Uh, okay, and you know they're in in the fucked up society that they make. You know they they hand off like fourteen, fifteen year old girls to guys who were like in their you know top military to be like their future wives basically or something like that and um she plays a girl who is completely raised in this you know this weird new society so she's yeah. completely brainwashed she's already been told that like if if he looks like he's losing his mind or he's looking like he's empathetic you got to report it to us and all this other stuff and she ends up getting i mean spoiler she ends up getting killed and this whole thing but she had like a four or five episode arc and like I was in it, like I totally believed that she was that character, and you know she wasn't doing any of like the sexy Sydney Sweeney stuff because she was like very repressed, you know, wearing like the very you know very like traditional clothing and stuff like that. So I'm looking at her as the as the character, and so I was invested in that. And then later she just became sort of this like sex icon. So I was like, okay, but I haven't watched any of Euphoria. I've heard it's good. I've heard she's great in it. Yeah, but she does the thing. It's like yeah. I have not watched really anything just clips i've seen clips and i'm like okay i get yeah. it but I, I don't know if i can get into that show it just seems a little i don't know maybe yeah. eventually i'll it's, get into it if you've ever watched degrassi it's degrassi with more drugs okay okay <laughs> it's, it's that's <laughs> Makes the sense. best way i can i can say it but then again this is great but is great. i i just I I, besides like yeah i get it she's hot okay sure but i at the at the same time i'm just like i'm not i have not jumped on to the sydney sweeney train yeah yeah i just have not and i'm like when i saw this trailer you'll see anyone but but you you'll you'll be on that train (laughs) you'll be driving the train guys i i I think we're freaking out like this is just a regular let's make a sexy people movie and sell and there let's make it r-rated so it'll actually sell say we i'm not but also let's 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 the names on the poster just to deliberately (laughs) yeah who doesn't give a shit (laughs) we're gonna go see we're gonna meet like in texas and we're gonna watch this Look, yeah. like Anne, Anne Hathaway <laughs> is a terrific actress, and she did the vow with Channing Tatum. You know these things. Yeah. They pop okay. up. No, no, no. Yeah. That's okay. I'm, I'm not that's trying it. to shit. On. I hope it surprises yeah. me. I want it to because the fact that it. The only thing that's like giving me hope that it's R rated. You know, and I'm like, okay, so, but the trailer didn't show much. You don't even know really what's going on. And it was just kind of like had this weird music and it was like, okay, that they don't like each other. She like no. slaps them in the balls uh, at one point. Like cool. this scene right here, I think is when it happens, like with the poster, like <laughs> she just like kind of teases them like, you know, something. And then she just smacks them like right in the crotch. And she goes, you know, or something like that. It was like, oh, I'm like, okay, interesting. Okay. I don't know. It's just a weird, it's weird. I hope it surprises me. <laughs> That's, you know, All right. <laughs> to, to double back on, on another thing. I mean, you guys mentioned Matthew Vaughn. The, oh. more, that, the more that man talks, the less I Did have. he direct anyone but you? Oh, he might have. I don't know. 
but the more he talks, the less I'm inclined to to watch anything he makes because man, that guy that guy just doesn't get it at all. Like <laughs> well, his his whole Superman pitch with Mark Millar, number one, I was like, oh okay, you want to talk about making a bright, colorful Superman movie, but then you completely want to change and alter a fundamental aspect of what makes this character work just so yeah. you can be like, oh, it's different. It's like, okay, there's a reason why Warner Brothers went, yeah, no, we're not interested in that. Number one. Number yeah. two, you want to reboot Star Wars. I don't even want to entertain that idea because that is just <laughs> foolish on so many different levels. Number three, Argyle looks just like the Kingsman movies. I haven't watched a single frame of a Kingsman movie because to me, yeah. those movies are nothing but British fuckboys trying to be Bond. Oh, what I, do you Dude, that has one of the best I'm, like one-shot action sequences. I, 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 I will say, I will say Kingsman, Kingsman 1, yeah, Kingsman 1 is worth your time. If you, if you look at it as a movie that is both having fun and satire with James, mm -hmm. like like classic James Bond, you're fine. It's great. Okay. Kingsman okay. two, Kingsman two was like trying to be Spy Kids for some fucking reason. I don't know what happened, but like started off strong and it kind of it dips. Oh yeah, it goes. It started it off, it starts really off great with like this chase sequence that I thought was pretty good, but then it just yeah. It, it completely lost the script yeah. or, or the whatever they were trying. Yeah, to that do. whole island thing was like. What? Yeah, I I didn't mind the the villain's plot. I thought that was kind of interesting, mm -hmm. but it was it didn't save the movie. It was no, just like it oh, it was like oh okay, yeah. and then and then like okay, we fucked that up, so let's do a prequel. And I'm like, oh cool, <laughs> we're doing like World War One. Like oh, and they got Ray uh, uh, Ray Fines. They got they got this. They got okay, yeah. cool. Let's see where this goes. And then it's just like schlock. And I'm like, okay, Oof. cool. We're going for. There's no, okay. I'll sum the movie up here. Like this is <laughs> this, no. This sums Please up do. the whole movie. Like in terms of like their thinking, which is like he. The whole point that they make in the original Kingsman is that these men lost their sons in World War One, and it impacted them so greatly they created their own secret, like you know, MI6 essentially to okay. take care of things. And it's like, okay, cool. That's a cool idea. And so you see that in this movie. And I was like, awesome. So like the original founder, who I think is Ray, is Ray Fiennes. I, Ray I saw it a long time think, ago. Yeah. Yeah, Ray Fiennes, I, yeah. His son is – like he's rich. His son is rich. His son his son wants to fight in World War One, And he's like, well, no, because you're my only son. And if you die, that's it. Like I, I can't lose you. So then they do the – he makes Kingsman, and his son comes with him, and they do a Kingsman mission, which is terrible. It's not great. Like they – there's a lot of weird shit that happens in it. But anyway, they finish the mission. They're successful. They're on a train <laughs> going back home, and he's basically like, well, this is it. We've done it. We've made Kingsman, yeah. and we can do this. So <laughs> like you're so contributing to the country without having to go to war. And then his son's like, fuck you, dad. I'm still going to go to war. And then he does, and he gets shot in the fucking head. And and I'm sitting there in the theater like, what was the point of all of the last hour? I don't good understand. Good God. Yeah, like that's – Oh, good God. That's like one part of the movie. And so I, 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 I don't I, – I, I don't know what I saw. I don't know – I don't know their their thought process from eight. But again, Jane Goldman not being in the writer's room clearly like had an effect on an impact yeah yeah the king's man yeah was yeah, not... the king's man oh, yeah yeah oh no like and... the golden circle started off strong and then it just kind yeah. of yeah the the best part of the whole thing and i'm and i when i mean best part i mean like laugh out loud ridiculous the is end that... credits yeah no well no like well yeah the they try to do an avengers style like after credits and they tease adolf hitler setting up world war ii 
Oh, and then shit. Matthew Vaughn in an interview came forward. He's like, oh, yeah, we're, if we do another one, that's what I set up. So we're going to do Alfred or Adolf Hitler becoming <laughs> in World War II. And I'm like, I'm like, you, you realize how horrible like that is, right? Like how <laughs> like so many real events have been just transpired by this person. And like there's still living descendants of like what this guy like. I just, yeah, well, Tarantino <laughs> kind of. Yeah, <laughs> but like, Tar- yeah, he did it in a different way, of course. Yeah. yeah. Tar- Tarantino makes a point consistently that his movies take place in an alternate timeline universe or or right. like his whole thing i feel because wow. like django um once upon a time in hollywood and inglorious bastards they never make a point to make the the these bad guys look like uh, well i mean there's christoph waltz but like they don't they don't make them out to be like you know they like they, they make a point to focus on like hitler getting the crap shot out of him and stuff like that. They make sure to show the Nazis blowing up. They make sure to make the Manson family look like a bunch of idiots who get killed and beat the fuck up by Cliff Booth. You know, like they, they have Django shoot the crap out of everybody in, you know, on, on, on Candyland, you know, like it's like, um, it's like when, when Mel Brooks made blazing saddles and it's like, they'll accuse blazing saddles of being racist. And it's like, no, like the racists in that are Elmer Fudd's and you know Sam yeah, and right. Sam. Like right. it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon, and Bugs Bunny right. is is the sheriff. Like who's the who's the black guy? He's the smart one. He he he. Like him and Gene Wilder are the smartest characters in the in that movie. <laughs> but I shoot with this hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite gag. I love that. So much. Yeah. No, and and literally just just because Mel Brooks loves subtext, he literally has a Bugs Bunny style moment where he gives Mongo like a bomb in a candy box, and then does the Looney Tunes music after yeah. the Black Sheriff leaves. Right. So it's like, yeah, yeah. There's just a way of doing it. Well, it's like I, I see I see people do that where they'll when they critique stuff they'll they'll say like, well, I don't like this villain because they were too vile in this way, and I'm like, right. The villain was yeah <laughs> right like so good good job right <laughs> you're not supposed yeah. to like the villain well but i was really hoping to sympathize or understand them why like why? sometimes yeah. bad is just bad and yeah. uh and right. it, you know and so it, it's i don't know i i it's funny i like watching people's reviews of stuff that's how i ended up on film junkies channel was i just like hearing people talk about stuff and what they pick out of you know things uh because I, I just I don't know. I, people's b- minds are interesting to me. Where they go like, sure. "Oh, this I don't like villains that you can't sympathize with." I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting because I I like villains that you want to that you want them to die." <laughs> you know, like right. uh, not all the time. Yeah, some there can be nuance with villains and stuff. Like I love Smallville the way they develop Lex Luthor and that. Like you you really don't because you like Michael Rosenbaum so much. You don't want him to become Lex Luthor. You're kind right. of like you're like, yeah. dude, let listen to Clark and but then. Clark has to do the the I have I'm hiding a secret from him and you know that yeah. upsets L- Luther because he's like oh you're not being honest with me so I I don't know but I like all that stuff and and so hearing you talk about Kingsman is funny I like the first movie I would I recommend Phil watch it but I, yeah. I agree you can stop after the first one right yeah. but okay I don't know that's, if I ever watch the beginning of the but but don't I mean if you don't like Matthew hey Bond, Pedro Pascal is in the second it's one, it's man. tough yeah. for me because like I I like I think Kick Ass is pretty Kato. funny. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. I, I because also, there's been so much Channing Tatum talk. Sorry. I, I like first <laughs> Not class. My taste. I forgot that he was in the second one. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, but I so like... there's oh sorry, Phil. Oh, sorry. I, 
I was just going to say real quick, I, I do like First Class. I think that's probably one of the better X, <coughs> excuse me, X-Men movies. And I do think that, um, what was it, the other one? Kick-Ass. I think Kick-Ass is actually quite brilliant, despite the fact that it is a Mark Millar book. Honestly, right. the only right. the only Mark Millar book I think is actually worth reading is probably Kick-Ass, if I'm being brutally honest. That's, again, my humble opinion. Because, yeah. you know, we're, we're talking about a guy who wanted to keep him on Krypton and then another guy who made Superman a literal communist. So it's like... <laughs> Let's just not go with their pitch. Well, and yet he, they, they are so yeah. just so, so hard in the idea. Like, yeah, we can do Superman. It's like, no, no, you can't just, just stop. And now, okay. and now like it, there's even that little blurb that came out about the whole credit of going against the galaxy with Nicole Perlman and James Gunn and her throwing a fuck James Gunn party. And then there's that little bit yep. from Zach Stentz at the end oh, where yeah. apparently Matthew Vaughn had like a temper tantrum over them getting writer's credits. And it's like, you know, this guy, to me, like his ego is just on full blast. And it wouldn't at all shock me to see him direct the authority because that is very much in the wheelhouse of Matthew Vaughn. That's all I have to say about Matthew Vaughn. Well, his yeah. his his professionalism doesn't seem to be consistent, obviously. Yes. And uh, and uh, but one thing I'll say about Mark Millar real quick, and I want to hear what Paul has to say is uh, Mark Millar killed it on Superman Adventures. Like that comic book, which tied into the animated series, was amazing. But uh, but since yeah, then, right. I, I haven't like I'm like, what happened to that Mark Millar? He became some weird, jaded, edgelordy teenager. <laughs> after that. Yeah. So so I'm kind of in the middle, guys, because I, I understand where Phil is coming from and uh-huh. I understand where you're coming from for sure. I mean, I've there was a time where I read a lot of Mark Millar. Like I have a lot of his. Cl- I, have, I even have the booklets of the Superman adventures where they collected the little minis and stuff yeah. like that at one point. And I've read Superman Red Sun. I've read. A lot of his independent stuff, kick-ass, everything. I, I think the thing is, to, to be fair, he's always been an edgelord, though. I want to make that very clear because yes, yes. whether his whether his stuff on authority or um, if you if you want to get a real idea of early edgelord Miller, read Wanted. Like not the well, not, not, not yeah, Wanted yeah, not, sucks. Yeah. Well, it here's sucks. the thing. Here's the thing. It's really, the the movie I think is like uh, ridiculous. The comic the comic is all over <laughs> is all over the map though, and I think oh, the comic. I don't know about now because we've seen so many weird things now, and I, I don't know if it would work as well. But if it had come out in like the if it had, if, if if they had adapted the actual comic instead of that weird movie, I think it would have been something like interesting. It would have been like a it would have been a like, like it would have been like a time capsule type of type of film. Um, but uh, as far as Matthew Vaughn goes in terms of these things, is like he himself is kind of getting kind of weird because what we're talking about is we're talking about like the execution of things, right? Yes. If you look at X-Men First Class, and even Kick-Ass, the reason why we uh, enjoy those movies is because it's this fun world, but those villains, like Sebastian Shaw and the um, the uh, the gangster that... Um, Mark Strong. Mark Strong plays, thank you. Yeah. They're legit threats. They will take a gun and they will shoot you in the head or yeah. they will, or they will, you know, absorb you or whatever, like, yeah. but they are legit threats. Mm-hmm. Um Adolf Hitler and Rasputin in like the last Kingsman movie are literal cartoons. And yeah, that yeah. works. Yeah, that works to a degree right. with that works to a little degree with saying like Blazing Saddles, because Blazing Saddles is a cartoon. They break the fourth wall repeatedly in that movie. That movie uh, subtext is completely like out the door. Like it knows exactly what type of movie it's being. But like Kingsman is is trying to take itself seriously, but then they have the villains be cartoons, which I think is crazy to a degree because in like you know, 2010, 2011, I remember Kevin Bacon saying that he would be trying to kind of villain it up for Sebastian Shaw and Matthew Vaughn would direct him, don't twirl your mustache, be right. serious and direct. 
So mm-hmm. now we cut to this, and the char- <clears throat> the characters are literal cartoons or it's literal. A yeah, yeah, it's really really weird to me. So yeah, but do you think that he wanted to like he wanted to change it up like for X Men <laughs> he didn't want that, but for this he was like fuck it, let's yeah. make it like that. Maybe that's what he was but, doing. I don't know. But the weird thing is, right, is like the Samuel Jackson character in kingsman one he is kind of cartoonish but i see him i see him as a legit i even agree with him on certain things because he he's looking at it from an environmental standpoint he's like there's too many people the environment is collapsing but of course his solution being a billionaire is is to kill all of the poor people and save everyone in like an arc style thing and then the kingsman reverse that essentially so like but i took him and his henchmen Who's now in Rebel Moon? Yes, yeah, Sophia I, I, Bertella with her with her. Yes. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, she crazy key. So, yeah, because that. again, right back to Bond, the henchman has to have a weird quirk or something yeah. like Jaws or some or some sort yeah. or, or fingernails or whatever. Um, but I took them as legit threats. Like when she slices people with her legs, I'm I'm worried she's going to kill uh, Eggsy, pretty much. I, towards the end of the movie, you start to realize that's not going to be the case. But but I still see them as threats. I, I didn't see that as much with like the later villains as as the series progressed. Yeah, wasn't what's her what what's her name was the villain in the second one? Julian uh, Moore. Yes, Julian yeah, Moore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was a little weird with the island and the fact that she had this island that she could just do whatever she wanted. It was it was yeah. kind of strange, and then it was sad when. Wow, that Martin really is Spy Kids. Yeah, that's, 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 what, that's, that's, that's what happens that's in the second. Yeah. Wow, holy that's shit! That's the thing. Like, like I, I again, oh. it, it it starts off to me. The second one starts off is a cool chase sequence that happens with Eggsy and stuff like that because obviously now he's established he's that and then it like and then of course there's like they we meet this other sanction of like that's like a Kingsman but they're of course like cowboy types you we got we got Jeff Bridges we got uh, Pedro Pascal oh and, yeah uh, and uh, even Channing Tatum right yeah Channing yeah. Tatum was in yeah. yeah yeah so we have that and I like that but then after the whole snow thing and the ball thing where it gets a little ridiculous it just starts going like the final act i was like eh, no no yeah it goes it working. goes up once once you once you start to have like the robot dogs in it yeah i was like was yeah ridiculous. and i'm like okay have you just gone at first i thought he was like going into like the roger moore era stuff and i'm just realizing no this is fucking spy kids with the robot dogs <laughs> like i don't I don't even know anymore. Like, yeah, it, but, uh, it gets really ridiculous. Um, yeah, I was all, I was with it with like 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 I said when it came to expanding the world. We're like, oh yeah, we have these guys that are yeah. also like you, but they're cowboys. I was like, cool. Yeah. And then it just, yeah, it just didn't. And then yeah. of course there was like the twist with that, and I was like, nah. I'm like, yeah, that's where it just fell flat with me. It was like half the movie worked, half the the second half did not work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it just really fell off. And I'd heard, too, that they had wanted um, it was actually a good move on Fox's part. They actually went to I think they went to Vaughn and they were like, you got a lot going on here. We can split this into because Kingsman's successful. We want a franchise. We'll split Gold Circle into two movies if you want to do that. And he was like, no, 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 I got this. I can make it into one. And <laughs> clearly not like Didn't the movie. Work. The movie was too convoluted. There was there was a lot of weird decisions. But yeah, but yeah. But, yeah. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, if he does the authority, I guess we'll see. I would, I wouldn't be shocked if that's what. Yeah, I'm a Phil. Like I, I I think that's what he'll probably get. But again, I'm still with Channing my Tatum. And Channing my Tatum. (laughs) There you go. I'm. I go back to the Green Lantern chat. Like I'm not 
as far as the new DC uh, U goes, I'm not putting my faith in anything until I yeah. see at the very least a trailer. Yeah, 100%. Because, you gotta see a trailer. I give a because... flying shit about two projects on that slate. Brave and the Bold and Swamp Thing. Those are the only two yeah. things I genuinely give Is Mangold shit gonna about. do that? Is he gonna do Swamp Thing? Yeah, he, he said he yeah. signed on for it. But again, yeah. he just did... Cool. And again, I like Mangold, but mm-hmm. after just Dial of Destiny, like, he better fucking bring it because holy shit, like, Dial of Destiny... Well, I mean, the, the the way I look at that is the fact that it's like, I mean, it was... I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to wrap up yeah. that and Disney probably came in and said, ah, you know, you're not... I don't know. To me, yeah. I mean, I, I just go back to what Mangold has made, you know? I mean, I know, like, I go with Logan and, like, Logan the, and, the director's know. cut of the Wolverine. Wolverine. And, yeah. Yep. yeah, like, I get it, I get Book it. Of so Eli, I, I, Book of Eli was his, wasn't it? Uh, was mm-hmm. it? Three Ten to Yuma, the remake. Three Ten to Yuma was yeah. his. That, that was, was excellent. Was it Book of Eli? Look Somebody looked that up. I, I, yeah, I think he might, he might have done. I love Book of Eli, though. Book of Eli is great, yeah. Uh, Denzel. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, he did Ford v Ferrari, which is also yeah. Yes. Ford oh Ford yeah, forget about movie. that one. The ultimate dad movie, as everybody Hot always calls it. But did he do Book of Eli? Uh, no, Albert that. Albert Hughes and Alan Hughes. Trey. Okay, yeah. I, was like, yeah. I, was like, I don't remember him doing that, but eh, still a good movie. Anyways, I don't know still why good Book of Eli. Yeah. But no. you know what? I was thinking of that other film because Colin Trevorrow did something. That I got them mixed uh, up because they kind of look alike. Yeah, uh, yeah, they do. But it's like it's like I said, I, I've said to you guys multiple times, I'm just kind of on the edge about everything because between the actor strike still going on, by the time oh, James yeah. actually starts getting things into gear, like they're gonna they're gonna basically want to test the waters with legacy and yep. see where where to go. And if legacy underperforms, on top of the fact that if in two years, not even, Warner Brothers is sold to Universal, mm. there's no there's nothing guaranteeing that Universal wants even to touch James Gunn, let alone do his universe and if legacy doesn't perform i mean that's that's pretty much it i don't know yeah, well, that, that's another thing i gotta wait to see because i've been here even before i moved from california i heard about universal interested in possibly buying you know warner brothers so right. like I've, I've heard this for years so until yeah. that's announced I, i'm i'm kind of in the same boat where like the movie well i mean i just you know? i just look at the debt that warner brothers has and it's like why yeah. is universal going on i mean that's the thing it's like i mean one of the things that uh at&t you know at&t when they bought it they bought all that debt and then they couldn't do anything and then they pass it along to discovery and then it's like it's just they're just passing along debt i'm like why would universal want to do that when universal has their own debt but it's not as bad because i mean let's face it they've that the fast franchise and oppenheimer and stuff like that i think they're kind of like all right we're getting back why would you want to like absorb but the thing is, the real the real truth is, I mean, granted, they've already worked with Warner Brothers in terms of their theme parks and stuff. But the truth yeah. is, if they get full ac- first off, they get full access to all of the extra studios that they get that they get to use. They get access to all of the IP, which clearly is not being managed well. You know, you yeah. have access to so much more. All the video game studios, all the because they're working off the universe is working off the IP. Like if you had told me that Fast and Furious would be a multi billion dollar franchise in two thousand five, <laughs> I would have been like. Okay, maybe in like twenty years, like and you know, like not thinking about it, but thinking more of like, yeah, they'll they'll uh, it'll accumulate, you know, in merchandise sales probably. I wouldn't think like ten movies or spinoffs and all these other things, you know. And they did that. They did. They clearly got Chris Nolan on board and got him, and you know, and did all of what they did and everything. They clearly know. Hey, we need to actually cater to the actual talent that makes money for us as a company. So, I mean, I, I don't know. And that's just with stuff that's not massively known IP. 
Uh, and even then, like, even with the Jurassic Park movies, as bad as they are, right? Because that's Universal, right? Am I losing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, you're and right. Th- those movies still are making money, even even. Well, yeah, though... even the last one, which was not that great, even though everybody yeah. came back, they made a billion dollars. Oh man, I just had I just had the biggest flashback to one of those shots in that in that movie where they literally oh, no. do the fucking logo of Jurassic Park. They have the T Rex through the yes. circle hole, and I, I I remember it clear as day, audibly in the theater. I was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" And people laughed. They were like, "This is ridiculous." ridiculous but hey dinosaurs eating people still sells <laughs> yeah that's the name of my next movie and it's gonna make a billion dollars <laughs> i'll write it with dinosaurs you eating that's people. nice i will write that with you we don't need writers but you can work on it with me definitely sounds yeah. good it yeah. writes itself you just need an outline that's all <laughs> yeah i just but, need but, people to feed the, the dinosaurs a couple of bullet points yeah <laughs> i'll be the but, first death i'll even die in a, in a, in a porta potty i don't give a fuck <laughs> No, but even talking about SAG-AFTRA, I mean, obviously, with everything that's happening with that, I mean, I know some people are, like, wondering, like, how much delays. I mean, look what happened with Deadpool. Finally. It's kind of funny because, like, a week week and a half ago, uh, I almost said Zachary Levi, Sean Levy, I don't know why, um, because, you know, their last names are kind of the same, um, was saying, like, oh, yeah, we're good. We got 30 more days. We're fine. And I think a lot of us were like, I mean, I even talked about it on Film Junkie Live, and I was like, okay, buddy. I was I was thinking <laughs> about that because Hugh Jackman had said, you know, before one of the reasons was keeping his body in that shape at his age was hard. And then now he has to continually work out to stay in shape as Wolverine for whenever this strike ends. So he's, I'm like, that poor guy, I hope he doesn't burn out. You know, like just... hopefully he already had his shirtless scene. That's, that's yeah, all. right. Um, oh, I'm you sure. know, because if he's in that costume, it's like, dude, all you got to do is keep your shoulders yeah. going. That's yeah, it. Yeah. You don't need to like keep yeah. all this like. And you know, I'm hoping. I, I think that's. You know, a lot of people are talking about that too. It's like, why is he get? I mean, I like, yeah, he's gonna get in that shape because, and he's gonna, you know, I mean, it's always like a thing where anytime like an actor who gets in ridiculous shape. When he has his shirtless scene, that's the that's the time where like two days before they stop drinking water, they're not oh, eating yeah. things, so then they just look so chiseled. Yeah, everything's yeah. popping out. So it's like hopefully he already had that. So Shot then it's like stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then now he's just like, all right, just keep it where you're just looking. You know, at yeah. least your, your shoulders are you know Bleeding you're good. Stuff. Yeah, because if you're wearing that costume, you're covered. You're fine. You know. Yeah. So hopefully, I, like it's that. I wouldn't be surprised if once everything gets cleared that they go back and reshoot a few things because they probably want Ryan to do more improv because that's Deadpool in general. And Ryan's Ryan's improv as Deadpool is usually pretty solid, if if a bit overdone sometimes. Which is funny. I saw that report. Is that about him? He wasn't allowed to ad lib or something? Yeah, he wasn't allowed to shoot. Which is, but that's not a rule. That's bullshit. Like he, he yeah, can I absolutely was ad lib. Okay. He can a thousand percent ad lib lines. A- absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I and I don't know all the rules. Yeah, that's, sure. that's See, that's right. the thing. There's these crazy rules. Like the rule that did you see him respond to the rule that actors cannot dress up for Halloween, Halloween. and promote wow. themselves? They can't dress up as Halloween and promote themselves as characters. Yeah. And and Ryan Reynolds responded to that, and I think he made a joke that he's going to be dressing as Ken and being like "fuck off" or something like that. Yeah, it's like Mandy Moore even can't... gave a response to that. It was yeah, fucking spot on. It was that great. is stupid, yeah. stupid. I mean, like when that came out, I'm like, is that even real? Is that even real? Like you can't even dress up as a character in a current movie and like yeah. post a fucking picture of yourself. 
that I mean, it's gotten to the point, and now we're we're getting to the point because you know we got like George Clooney and Ben Affleck and 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 all these other superstars that are really going Tyler all right, Curry. fucking a, let's 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 let let's get this shit. What the hell is happening here? Because nothing's happening, and even Fran Drescher is now feeling the pressure because she's supposed to be like leading all this, and things aren't working out. So now all of a sudden these superstars are coming in and going. All right, we got to have something. And I'm like going good because at first I was like, all right, you go, Fran. Yeah, you you support this. But then all of a sudden it's like shit's not, you know, things aren't happening. And I get it. It's not all about the, you know, what's happening on their side. It's these fucking stupid companies, obviously. But it just seems like they're, yeah, I was like wondering, when is the star power going to really get involved with this? And now it seems like they're finally getting involved with this. And I'm hoping that this actually, I mean, this shit's not going to get resolved until at least next year. Like productions are not going to start till next year. Oh yeah. For sure. Even if the strike ends tomorrow, we're like, we're getting it. And we're getting it to the point where like holiday season's coming holiday. Uh, Hollywood doesn't, you know, it's not working. Uh, you know, they're not doing stuff during the from, holiday from season. Like Thanksgiving until yeah. the new year. Hollywood yeah. essentially shuts down. Like yeah, exactly. They, hard, they so, hardly do jack all, but yeah. pretty much like from the holiday season, Hollywood pretty much like, yeah, this is our holiday. We do whatever the fuck Exactly. We want. They're not going to be doing. So don't expect <laughs> That's why when Sean Levy and they were saying like, oh, yeah, Deadpool will still be right there. But then it's kind of funny because we all forgot like, oh, yeah, there's a Captain America thing movie that that's shot and ready to go yeah already ready to go it's like oh we could bump that there and it but at the same time i felt kind of sad that oh wow yeah we kind of forgot about this captain america movie that's coming out that's not good that's not good but hey hopefully you, you guys you guys aren't looking forward to an 80 year old harrison ford bulking out as a red hulk character and running around and weird cgi I'd be shocked if that actually happened i really don't know what they're gonna do. <laughs> I honestly, between you, you've got Anthony Mackie playing the title character of Captain America, which I do like Falcon Winter Soldier. I thought the, right. the transition there from from that to that was actually really solid. And I'm, I'm excited to see that. I do think Sam Wilson, despite the actor having some said some things about my favorite <laughs> Superman movie, I'll, I'll, you know, leave it at that. But even still, like, I think he's good for that version of that character that they're trying to make a thing. And I do like the idea of bringing back uh, Tim Blake Nelson as the leader. I like that. Mm -hmm. If the rumors, obviously, you know, to Paul's point, if we do see 80 year old Harrison Ford Hulk out in red Hulk form, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, but even if the rumors of She-Hulk and even like Hulk himself showing up and like, I, I don't know, I, I, I've, I've always been pretty fond of the Captain America films. I'm excited to see where that one goes. But I, I truly wonder, given the state of Marvel as it is right now, how well that one is going to do. Mm. I'm very, well, very I'm, curious. It's interesting because you could tie that back. The first Captain America movie had mentioned or the third, the Hulk movie, Edward Norton. The Hulk movie, mentioned, yeah. They yeah. mentioned that it was a that the thing that turns Abomination into it and turned Hulk into Hulk was a version of the Super Soldier. Super Soldier. Soldier. So right. you can right. you can yeah. still go back and tie a lot of that together, which would be neat if that's what they do. But yeah, I'm curious to see. I like Sam Wilson as a character; he's great. And I and I know a lot of people were like, "Well, Bucky should have got." you know, the, the shield passed to him, like in the comics, it's like, yeah, the comics was a different it. scenario, but yeah. like, like yeah. Bucky, Bucky accepted Falcon getting the shield at the end of that movie. He was like, go, go talk to him that, you know, go yeah. to me. That he knew. He knew. He's like, dude, I can be reprogrammed at the drop of hat. You really yep. want Captain America, you know, a villain. Like, so I, I yeah. like that Bucky had the, the sense to go, no, I'm Bucky. And you, 
and, and we need a Captain America. And I thought the show was good. It, I didn't love everything about it, but I love they went to Madripoor and I love they set up a yeah. lot of that stuff. And and uh, there was some cool world building there. So I hope the movie's good. I just you know um, the thing awesome that, looked good. Everything looked good when it came to that. Anyways, go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say as far as like the comics go, people do forget too. And again, I love I love the run and I love uh, yeah, Ed Brubaker. Ed Brubaker but, like, amazing. Right, but his, like almost the entire point of that run, to a degree, it was that it was essentially one huge love letter to uh, Bucky Barnes because yes. he, as a kid, he always hated the fact that Bucky was just blown away and forgotten. He wanted to bring Bucky back into the main continuity and to like make him something special and something that could go toe to toe with Cap, or at least something that Jason we, taught him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Pretty I mean, much, that's yeah. that's essentially what happens. But then because of that because it starts out as winter soldier and then like if for the comic book to have him be redeemed through the captain america as captain america gets killed off mm-hmm. like that's its, its own whole arc and just utilizing that so well and yeah like that was that was pretty much the entire run but like it was done so well and and, and like and it and it's written so well in terms of like this espionage like thriller and how they do all that and and red skull being utilized and all that it was just really yeah good. Like, yeah, it, and the cosmic well, cube and how it all tied together is like, yeah, really right. well. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you ask you ask anyone, most people will tell you in terms of modern comics, Brew Baker to Captain America is like Peter David to Hulk or uh, Garth Ennis to Punisher, yeah. like 100%. Yeah, without a doubt. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it like I said, it was just kind of like funny because it just seemed like, oh, yeah, we all kind of forgot, like, oh, yeah, that was already. That's something right there. So they bumped it up, which is good. They got something to fill the spot. But at the same time, you I mean, everybody's like hyping up Deadpool 3 because of how crazy it's supposed to be and Hugh Jackman back. Now I'm just kind of going like, man, all right. All right. So we got the Marvels coming out. Ah, who knows what that's going to do when it comes to. Yeah. I'm still going to see it. Uh, I mean, it's the shortest MCU movie. And it's not an hour and 45 minutes. It's now an hour and 44 minutes. I'm like, oh. Kevin Feige is all one more, one more minute, it's like, one more minute, it shave it off, you know. And I'm like, eh, okay, well, yeah, I like Miss Marvel. Uh, did not like the first Captain Marvel, but we'll see what happens, uh, when it comes to uh, to this. Maybe it'll be something I don't know. When I saw the trailer, and the, the that stupid fucking cat is still oh, yeah. goose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, which, I have a bigger issue just in general because, what is like, it? What is it? Well, what I mean, I mean, in terms of like this, like <laughs> the MCU version of Captain Marvel, right? In uh-huh. terms of just like Carol, Carol, like the movie in general, the first movie, which you know is you know it's fun, but yeah, like it, like when you really think about it in terms of the overall continuity, it's like it kind of makes Carol look worse as a character because they try to set her up as this big important person in terms of like her power levels and stuff and then it's like okay so you let you let thanos come to earth and do all that crazy (laughs) shit you abandon your best friend and you're basically like your you know like your niece almost by by extension like never really saw you growing up and so she's gonna have that like like they i think they as it doesn't look like that's what they're going to do. Like they're doing it more about making it about the Marvels. Yeah. But if they don't actually have moments of seriousness where like, she's like talking to Carol and being like, where the fuck were you? Like, I know you take care of a large quadrant here or you do your thing, but like, how did, were you not here to like watch my mother die? 
right you know, or yeah. or work with Th- or work against thanos or whatever the case was like what the fuck have you been doing like what are you doing yeah and like, you can't what? just say like because that's the thing with that character they're just like oh she's watching over the universe i'm like oh, well okay i'm just gonna take their word for it like why yeah. don't you do some storytelling and show me you know her do i mean maybe that's how the new yeah. movie will start we have no idea but i yeah. still i'm like I, that's how they keep explaining her in each movie is a talking scene with her and she's like Look, I'm really busy over here. I'm watching an entire, you know, galaxy, and you're like, yeah, okay. I mean, that's how, I, that's, that's how they had a big threat idea. that happened over here. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, you know, she's apparently her and Sam L. Jackson's Nick Fury are like, oh yeah, we're supposed to find the scrolls another planet. You, you, how fucking long have you been looking for another planet then? <laughs> yeah. You and know? on top of the fact that Shit. Secret Invasion makes it clear that they failed at that, so it's like, yes. really? Yes. Like really? Yeah. Like yeah. So like now you've got that baggage. From the any from like the five people that saw that show, <laughs> the, uh... four of them are here. Yeah. yeah, boy, was that show bad. Oh my yeah. god, Not good. It, it, start, it started Ooh, off. It started, it started off. Started... Like, okay. Yeah, and then... and then it just, and then that 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 finale was like not what? good. What? Was not good. Oh, what a waste of. And we find out. Good. Obviously, we found out because you know, I mean, look at it like that article that came out about the writers and stuff. Right. Like, whoa, okay, now it makes sense. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, that going back to what we were talking about with these studios trying to figure out, trying to find footing again. And, you know, it's going to be interesting because, I mean, I hope that DC can come out on top because they, they, they DC needs a win. Is is James going to lead that? I mean, am I 100 uh, percent faithful? No, not at all. But we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens when it comes to this. But, yeah, you know, I think going to save Marvel, maybe. Yeah, no, Deadpool, I, I think there's good stuff in this new phase. There is. like, I, Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah. there's there's potential here for them to come bounce back or do their own thing. I don't think that Marvel or the MCU is going to be at the moneymaker level that it used to be to a no. degree. Like, I definitely think that the Marvels is going to, you know, make a lot less money than Captain Marvel did. And, I mean, uh, you know, all, all this stuff. But, I mean, there's potential for things to at least branch out from where they are or to rework stories to a degree to you know it looks like they're trying to buckle down more on the television aspect which is you know good depending on how that lands but you know uh but the fact like you know deadpool 3 at least daredevil born again um i'm trying to think i would even say the thunderbolt seems kind of interesting but the fact that they've got so many super soldiers on that squad makes me kind of weary because it's like you know the thunderbolts in the comics has a vast array of different villains that they pick and pull from and this is just yeah. like there's only like one or two well the first oh. thunderbolts is the greatest of all because it's like it's all villains like right. baron zemo and they come up with superhero identities and just in the face of everyone go oh we're here to save you you know and it's like super villains i'm like correct me that- if i'm wrong but isn't that where norman osborne has the iron patriot outfit matt gargan has the no, no, no. symbiote no 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 way this before that way before that that's that's dark avengers that's, that's okay okay yeah and that's, uh, okay. and that's basically them extending thunderbolts into avengers branding but uh but thunderbolts originally was citizen v and it was this guy who showed up wearing the american flag and he had like a a, a rapier sword you know like where he's like, he's like all right i can i can uh sword fight you and everything and he's like i'm like a cavalier and and he came in and was like 
helping people. He had Mach V and uh, Gigantor or someone with him, and or uh, Atlas, I think was his name. And they had all these people, and they're like, you know, a guy that could grow, a guy that had an iron suit, and and then you find out that the guy in the iron suit, Mach V, is the Beetle, the super, uh, the Spider-Man villain, and that uh, oh, okay. and that Citizen V is Baron Zemo, and that uh, and so all of them have just been they came up with superhero identities. Uh, because the Fantastic Four and the Avengers got sucked into the Heroes Reborn universe or Heroes Return universe. Oh, and so the world was at without heroes, technically. So they're like, we'll be the new Avengers. And uh, it was, it's so freaking good. So they're already losing that. Uh, Thunderbolt should have been that story, in my opinion. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll see where it goes. I think they're going to try to do a Dark Avengers down the line. Yeah, um, I, it, it feels more like they're trying to just do the Thunderbolts as like their suicide squad. Sure. And they're like, well, yeah. we're limited with Marvel because all of the big, you know, like higher up powers are in movies and all these other things or these other big franchises. So we have to kind of work with like the remainder, which end right. up being a lot of super soldiers. And we got to pay off these characters that have been set up that we need to wrap their stories up. So we'll just make them part of the team, you know, I mean, hey, it's, it's Lawrence fine. Pugh. We got to lead. Yeah, hey, I love Lawrence. Uh, yeah. Florence Pugh. So I like her I, too. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, but they're like, hey, we got to have her. You know, I'm gonna have her do this. this you know, whatever. Either. She can read the phone book. I'll watch it. it doesn't matter. <laughs> you to put another pole into a into a uh, a gyrating thing and then have oh, explode God. her face somehow oh, and survive. Watch One of the worst CGI. Fucking oh my God. She was the well, only reason I watched Midsummer. I'll. I'll Whole okay. with that right now. I, yeah. I, I like Aerie, but I need to watch more movies. But I've heard Midsummer is actually pretty good. But, um, oh, yeah, you'll walk away with a fucking like, uh, oh, like that was, yep. yeah, yep. I, I won't watch yep. it again, but I, I'm glad I saw oh, it. I watched time. it twice. Yeah. I watched it twice. It's one of those movies where you go, good movie, great movie. It was well executed. You know, Aster did a great job, but I don't want to fucking watch that again. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember walking out of the movie theater. And this one dude like was right in front of me. He turned and he goes, "What the fuck was that?" I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "It was intense." I was like, "I just looked at a wake up call." Dude, um, he yeah. he was like just like totally. By the way, I I'm late to it. I you know me. I don't. I only see like four movies in the theater a year. Uh, but <laughs> I I went and saw the creator, and oh, cool. uh, because yeah. when I saw the trailer, I was like, I have to see this in the theater, and uh, I I freaking loved it. Good. Uh, I, I couldn't did. believe the the stretching of a dollar when i watched that movie i was like yeah, 80 million dollars I, I couldn't wrap my head around i'm like i've seen so much garbage edward had a 300 million dollar budget and yeah. this had a like a fraction of that and look how good it looks cgi looked fantastic man uh, yeah. so and the story so good. was good i know it's basically like a mandalorian or lone wolf and cub it's like a you know yeah. it's a pretty standard story but it wasn't trying to reinvent any wheels. It was just trying to tell a cool sci-fi story. Cool sci-fi story that had a twist in it. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, my I think my only gripes was like, you know, I didn't like John David Washington's character that much, but maybe I wasn't supposed to. I don't know. There was just all you know, there's some things, but overall I'm like, guys, go see this movie. It's original, it's great, it's something that's different. But sadly, everybody went to go see Taylor Swift last weekend. <sighs> Which you defended, by the way. You did. I did. That. I did. I defended. I I defended people acting like the movie theater was a concert. Right. You know, yeah. that happened last week. People were posting like you know, you know, images and videos, and I was like, 
hey, what'd you expect? If you buy a ticket to a concert movie event, you're going to have people that are going to act like it's because not everybody can go to a Taylor Swift concert. So yeah, this is the closest thing concert. they got. So let them do their thing. Yes, I get it. I don't understand. I don't like her music. I'm not a I'm not a fan. I mean, I get it. But at the same, I mean, you know, but at the same time, I've been to, uh, you know, a, a Foo Fighters thing. And I was like, I wanted to stand up and be like, yeah, but I didn't because I was an adult. But these are kids. Let them do their thing. You know, let them go wild. Let them go buck wild. Just don't do that during, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> yeah. Kill the. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I saw I saw, I saw Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, yeah. I didn't. How, uh, how was it? How did you think? Um, it's really good. Um, yeah. I. I mean, it's long. It's uh, it's yeah, about as long as the Irishman was. Um, yeah, but I'd say it's right. probably his best, maybe since Wolf of Wall Street. Nice. But, yeah, but I want to preface this: it's not a it's not a movie that is like it's not a high energy movie. No. Yeah, like like Wolf of Wall Street is a high energy movie. Yeah. Um, it's a slow burn, and you basically just see like the worst people do terrible things to the uh the the uh the, the tribe that gets all of this oil money at the beginning sure. of the movie pretty much that's what the yeah. trailer looked like yeah yeah and yeah. i just yeah. saw the trailer when i saw creator that was the first time i saw the trailer and i was like oh, i was yeah. funny i saw five or six trailers and being before that movie and marvel the marvels was the last one yeah. and the five i saw leading up to the marvels they're all you know not franchise films and every single one of them i'm like these all look great i'd watch any of these movies and then i yeah. saw the the big popcorn marvels trailer and i was like I'm not gonna watch that. Like, <laughs> just, like it's funny. People always tell me they're like, "You're a comic book fan. You must rush to see every comic movie." And I go, "I don't. I actually like. I'm like Dave in the sense where I like film, uh, but I'm very unlike Dave. I'm very particular. Like, uh, yeah, like yeah. you know, Dave. Yeah. Like he he loves movies. So much he sees everything, which yeah. I I love about Dave. And I'm like, I cannot do that. I see something and I go, not for me. Like I I know yeah. it's not for me. Um, uh, but I, yeah. But I was gonna say certain certain right. MCU certain movies like like the Marvels I have no real desire. But if my comic book buddies want to go and see it and we, sure. and we discuss it afterwards, like if it's there's if there's discussion and food involved, yeah. and and we're seeing it on like say like an IMAX screen or something, I'm it's there. like yeah, Pulse yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah, let's do it, you know. <laughs> and like that, that's I mean that's how that's how I got to see Blue Beetle because I had no real interest mm-hmm. and they wanted to see Blue Beetle, so I saw Blue Beetle and I actually was happy I did. It, it, it turned out to be pretty entertaining and. Nice. The Marvels won't probably be amazing, but you know, with with the MCU continuity the way it is, it might come into play at some point with whatever they're dealing. Because I'm assuming something cosmic is involved or related to that, or whatever the case is. And you know, and if it underperforms, then you know, then that'll be that, and then we'll, you know, it'll be like Eternals, and then we'll we'll see. Maybe we'll hear about it in like you know, ten movies later or something. Yeah. But, A rumor I heard is that the Marvels may shed some light on something presented in Doctor Strange in the form of how incursions occur and something mm-hmm. to that effect. I don't really remember the exact details of it. But yeah, yeah, there's something that's say. supposed to be revealed that's going to be like yeah. paving the... Of course, it's paving the way for the next thing. Yeah. Um, you might is, see some incursion know. stuff in What If Season 2 as well, by the way. Okay. Uh, okay. That's right. I, I forget that's coming out. I really enjoyed yeah. the first season. I love the first season. Yeah. yeah. Really but, good. Uh, to Mr. Uh, Channing my Tatum, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but no, I I agree. I'm glad that um, like these A24 movies and these different things, Ooh, or Ari yeah. Aster making all these fucked up movies. But like, yeah, like I've been seeing a lot more of these more independent things popping up, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, like I 
I like both. I like the blockbuster movies, and I also like, you know, the, the thought-provoking movies, you know. Just give me something new and give me something different to, like, you know, keep, keep you know, like, the my, my, my brain from melting after a while, you know? Right. Like, that's... But like, yeah. So I'm 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 down for whatever. And Killers of Flower Moon, um, definitely hit that for me. It's it's a little long. Like I think they could have cut it down a little bit, just a little bit. But I guess, funny enough, uh, Scorsese was an influence by the mid Midsummer and Bo is Afraid type pacing. Yep. And he uh. brought that to this movie. So I'm just anyway. But that's that. I'm saying it more to Phil. But I'm letting him know like that's kind of where like <laughs> of where they're at with that. But um, but no, it was a very interesting character piece. It was weird to see the perspective of because I guess originally the what they were doing when they made the movie, as it was originally um, presented and rented uh, and, and written, like what they were doing was that eventually the FBI gets involved in dealing with these murders, and you were supposed to see the perspective of the main detective or the main FBI guy and his crew trying to figure out what the fuck has been happening to these people over the last like decade, where there's been like at least fifty to sixty deaths you know, all related to the tribe. So, um, but then uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, I, I think he produces the movie as well, was looking into this and he was like, we need to see more of the perspective of the tribe. Like we can't come in it from the white man's perspective because this is not going to like, you know, yeah. this is like, I mean, you're still seeing it from that perspective to a very, very much big degree. Mm -hmm. But, but like the central character is Lily Gladstone's character, um, Molly, who, who marries Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, character in the right. movie and so spoiler alert I'm just kidding well no i mean we assumed yeah but no i would say it's probably as best since wolf of wall street as far as nice. like um That's you great. know this it's 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 clearly like a period piece and they don't mm -hmm. they don't skip on it and um i've known scorsese to not use cgi very sparingly, if anything, like, I mean, Robert De Niro's like, you know, de-aging in uh, The Irishman, but that's mm -hmm. about the most extensive I've heard. When it comes to like sets and all of that, he's very much like practical Loved and real. It. Yeah. Yeah. And it, feel, and it feels that way in, in the movie. So you, you, you believe you're in that time period and, and what they're dealing with and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, I think like like when it comes to like these, you know, like a Scorsese type filmmaker, the, I mean, if you're going to yeah. utilize cgi you want to utilize it in a way that nobody notices kind of yeah, thing yeah. you know yeah. i mean like it was i mean even when it came to the you know the joker movie i remember even well even wolf of wall street if you look at some of the behind the scenes and how they utilize cgi even with something like that which you wouldn't even think there's yep. like any kind of cgi but i remember i watched behind the scenes and i'm like oh yeah there's like certain shots and they like added this they added this they put this they put this background and blah blah, blah. i'm like what yeah. the fuck you know, and I talked to uh, a VFX guy about that. I'm like, I even asked him, I was like, what is, what, I think I even asked, yeah, I think I even asked when I had Zach's VFX guys on, uh, it was like two years ago, which was like, you know, that, that worked on, of course, his movies, you know, DJ and Brian Hirota and stuff like that. I was like, well, I mean, what, what, what do you find more satisfying when you're doing something, something that nobody notices or when you do like a crazy vfx shot where people just go whoa that's cool it's like and i i think like they i think dj answered and he just was basically like well i mean you just it's kind of like a both kind of thing where right. it's like you want people to not notice something that you did put into a frame and they just go like, oh, yeah, they just shot that. I don't even notice something. But then you also want to have, like, when you have this crazy VFX shot, you want people to be like, holy shit, did you see that? You know, kind of thing. 
So it's kind of like a mixed bag where it's like, yeah, you want people not to notice VFX, but then you want them to notice like how much effort you put into like this one shot that just is amazing kind of thing, you know? And yeah, so it's, it's just an interesting thing as a VFX artist. I'm sure. Mike Mike Flanagan does that really well with some of his Mm. shows. I haven't Mm -hmm. seen fall of usher yet, but I'm really excited to watch it. Like when he did the the haunting of Hill house or the first one he did was like, there'd be shots where they want the focus on the actors performing but that you'll see like a ghost in the background that's just standing yeah. there for like a frame, you know? Oh, and, yeah. then, oh, and, and so it, yeah. so it's there if you watch it a second time or a third time, if you miss it. Um, so, but you're still getting the performance from the actor, but then there are those shots where, you know, like it's the crooked man or whatever, the guy with the neck, like walking down the hall or whatever. It's like, you, you get both yeah. and, uh, and it's, and both are effective. And I can understand that as a, like a creator and filmmaker or part of the filmmaking processes as long as people are absorbing it and they're having a reaction, you're doing your job on some yeah. level, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's cool. That's, that's neat how you put it that way though. Uh, the best director that I've seen that does it to a point where you don't even know that it's happening is David yeah. Fincher. Um, oh, there's a whole great. 13, 13, 20 minute video. Um, <laughs> I'll send it to, to, to you guys may after the, the thing. Yeah. But it's um yeah, it's just uh, detailing how much he uses CGI and like, it's done so well that you don't even know. Like it's like blood spatter, everything from like post-it notes. I mean, he's very, 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 very detail oriented, like to the point, like there's, there's as many VFX uh, shots in like the social network as there is in like Zack Snyder's justice league or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, it's crazy like I, I mean just like the things that we don't even know like it's just so cool and that's what i love i actually i mean as much as i like the big vfx shots that you know bring things to life but just to yeah. find out about little things in the background that you're like holy shit like i said when, when it came to wolf of wall street i was like ah, there's no cgi in there and then i watch the thing and i'm like oh yeah this shot right here had this, this because obviously it's it's not present day of course it's not that far in the past but it's not present day so they had to do some kind of things you know and then same stuff like the you know joker movie they had to do obviously they had to create gotham city in the 80s and or you know something like that and like obviously you can't have that background but even like with certain things that in certain shots you didn't even know was happening but anyways i think this is a good place to wrap this up because uh we're going four hours already and uh great conversation as per oh, usual yeah. always fun talking thanks to, to saggy too earlier yes yeah. yes yeah. yes it was great talking to saggy she hasn't Brilliant. been on in a little bit i hit her up i was like hey you want to come on and she was like cool so great nice. talking to her hopefully she gets her hair nice and uh she's done. like i'll be on the show as long as that small bald seek is there <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's right i forgot about the balls talk. uh anyways let's go around the horn and uh let's go ahead and promote anything that we're doing or talking about seek you first um yeah right now i'm playing spider-man 2 on twitch uh so twitch.tv slash the venom blog uh, my main channel is just going to be getting those streams uploaded for a while since there's no Venom 3 movie news. So just check me out on Twitch. And I'll be playing Alan Wake 2, which I'm so excited for next oh, week. Uh, I am so pumped for that game. I've been waiting 13 years. Uh, so that's going to be fun. And then uh, and check out Blacktastic Media. I'm going to plug a friend. He makes independent films. So if you're out there supporting independent films, every year on Halloween, he uploads a movie for free on his YouTube channel that are like 50 minutes long. He just did a werewolf movie. It came out today to coincide with the release of Werewolf by Night and Color. 
So nice. I'm going to review. I'm going to review both those movies as a dual feature review on Sunday. But check out Blacktastic Media. He's amazing. Tajaya. He's got a new film called I've Done It Again, and it's out right now. You can go watch it on YouTube. Cool. Send me that link, man. I want to. I want to. Oh, I want to check yeah. it out. Yeah. Send me that link. We'll do. Uh, and then uh, Phil. Oh, thanks again for having me on, man. It's always a pleasure getting to chat with you, Paul Seek, of course, Saggy. Uh, if anyone wants to find me, follow me unfiltered on all the socials. I'm on the four nerds on every Wednesday. I was going to try and do uh, my first DC United stream this weekend, but I have to push it back at least a week or two because I still have some things I need to work out and uh, check out the Eternal Night podcast for me and my friend Craig. Just talk all about Batman. Hell yeah. Right. That's about it. All right, Paul. Um, yeah, thanks again for, for always having me on. I, I always love coming on here and ch- chatting with you guys and, and Sagir just in, in general. Like, it's always good, good combo. Oh, it's fun. Good mix. Um, I don't have anything going on. Um, I don't have a Twitch, but I, I do promote Spider Man 2, the video game, because I'm playing it right now. It's great. Um, I've, I've, I, it takes a while to get where you got to go, but like, it's, it's Arkham City with <laughs> Spider Man. It's, it's awesome. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's just terrifying New York instead of Gotham. So it's, it's, awesome. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I'm like, oh, I want to do it because I miss doing that. Ah, one of um, these days. But yeah, you can find me at uh, pmickey1988 on, uh, on Instagram or at Paul Panhook on uh, Vero. And yeah, that's it. There you go. All right, guys. Smash that like thumbs up. Thank you guys for uh, spending some time with us. Thank you to Saggy, of course. Thank you to, uh, of course, Seek, Phil, and Paul. We'll talk to you guys later.